Look out, it's the backlog boys. Virus detected. Welcome to episode two of the Backlog Boys podcast. I am Colt, one of your three co-hosts today. And with me, I have... We did this last it's time. Me. Anyone... It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's always weird to time it. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't want to talk over Wenzel, but at the same time, I'm like, Wenzel will just not say anything. And I, I want to talk under Tanner. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, a really weird power play yeah, here. It's a really weird power power play. It's a really also. How is this episode two? This is, this, is this is the fourth one we've done. Uh, I'm gonna have a stroke. Man, Please don't stroke. do this. Please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, Why, if, uh, if, you talking under Colt too? I'm talking under Colt too. Sorry. Okay, you gotta Sorry. stop the bit. You gotta stop the bit. Know, Can you imagine somebody listening to this podcast in the car and being like, what the fuck is going on with the audio? Why does it, <laughs> it sound like Wenzel's whispering everything everybody else is saying? Because he fucking That'd is. Funny. <laughs> you know, I just restarted. Also, <laughs> turn over. <laughs> just fucking scrap it. We're like 12 minutes in. <laughs> Colt, what are we talking about today? Today Wait, we, we're talking. We, we say our- I'm Wenzel. I think I think that was implied. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I, I just thought it was implied that people knew. Implied what? How, how can we imply that? Nobody knows. Our well, first names. of all, we were having a whole fucking conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I almost yeah. called this podcast is going to be a little short. We're trying to beef it up. Yeah. Whenever I started the intro, I almost called it the "All You Can Hear" podcast for some reason. Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I I was about to say I was like, you know, I I would, would call it you can hear podcast. I I was thinking that in my head. I was like, oh, this is all you can hear podcast. No nope, backlog voice. No, I was, the, I was better also version. thinking. Speaking of all you can hear podcast, uh, I noticed the episode that uh, they let us do recently. The the backlog boys take Huntsville. Um, it's a lot shorter than what we recorded. <laughs> I don't know what Patrick cut out of it. <laughs> I have no clue either. It's like six minutes shorter than the audio file on my computer. <laughs> oh, he'd probably just cut the silences or any awkward or. Oh, yeah, because there was a like a long silence. I remember that. Yeah, it was for the troops. <laughs> <laughs> he just cut out the first six minutes. It's just six minutes of dead audio. And no, every I... episode we guarantee we'll have a silence for the troops. So everybody be quiet. Can you pass me a pen? Okay. Can I have some? Can I have a piece of paper? Okay. Here you go. I'm gonna draw a hand <coughs> turkey. <coughs> Shh. All right. That's it. That's for the soldiers. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing this? any. How the fuck does this any translate? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We're here for video games. Let's talk about what. Oh, to be fair, okay. I'm real nervous. We told you 
your homework for this month. So it's been a month. So I hope you did it. Uh, you're supposed to play Last of Us Part Two, or just remember it, just for a month. Think about that. Uh, today we're going to we talk actually about give you Last two extra days. Two. Yeah, yeah, because uh, somebody Tanner said a dog ate his Wi-Fi cables, which is equivalent of like a dog <laughs> ate my homework. So I'm assuming <laughs> Tanner got on his hands and knees and ripped it out of his wall. <laughs> No, <laughs> you, know, you know what's bullshit? Watching horror. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What is Daddy doing?" No, you know what's bullshit? This is the second fucking time it's happened since I've lived here. Oh my god! And <laughs> the my- neighbors not learned. They should probably do something about that. No. So the fr- okay. So for reference, uh, <laughs> my neighbor's dog got out and chewed up like one of the cords. Like one of our electrical cords cut off our internet. But the last time it happened, the guy that cuts our grass just fucking ran over it. Oh, wow. <laughs> because this was right after we moved into the house and the AT&T guy just like didn't put it up. <laughs> and yeah. Dang. Well, it sounds like you need to find a better place to hide that thing. <laughs> There's only so many places you can hide it. Okay. Put a sure. box but, hey, over it? We're here now, and we're here to talk about The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Yes, we are. Sorry, sorry we didn't do the stream. We'll do that eventually. Just. Oh, yeah. I, I should mention, we are, we will reschedule the stream, just I don't know when. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're in a time right now where we're really fucking busy. It's so, Christmas, and so, yeah, Thanksgiving Christmas just happened. Yeah, My birthday's so, next weekend. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. Just, sorry. I, I guess we it keep, is. We keep delaying getting to the to the you know last of us talk but i i just want to make sure all this stuff is uh put out there so uh thank you sorry so similar to the last time i was gonna ask Winslow, would you want to do the synopsis synopsis for us real quick yeah I sure think you did it last time too all right um, oh hold on before you get to it i think oh we should God. mention just, no no this is for the podcast if for some reason oh. you didn't listen to our, our part one episode a, you should do that because it's probably one of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. But two, full spoilers ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full spoilers. We, we will be going very in depth into yep. the depths of yeah, the that's... development and the story of Last of Us Part Two. So, just for some reason, if you're like, "Hmm, I'm going to listen to this," I hope they don't spoil anything. You are about to be spoiled in sentence number fucking two of this synopsis. So just heads up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're going to talk spoilers. Well, Synopsis is going to give you a quick little info. That's what it's the point. Uh, everything about this game is going to be spoiled. We're going to say everything that we can remember and just say at you. So just don't spoil yourself if you don't know anything about it. Or if you don't care, you're going to hurt my feelings. At least listen to the first episode. So this episode will kind of make sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um. I guess here we go for synopsis. Uh, this is t- this is set five years after The Last of Us Part One. The player follows two intertwined lives: a young adult Ellie as she journeys through Seattle to avenge the murder of Joel, while also following Abby, a young soldier part of the militia group the WLF, Washington Liberation Front, or Wolves, as they have been nicknamed, fighting against the religious cult known as the Seraphites or Scars. So you're probably wondering how we got to this point. Murder of Joel, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. 
later. But now we have an hour of information to throw at you. Yep. So here you go. Here's an info dump. All right. So we should start. Oh. <laughs> that was it. We should start with the credits. I, I uh, That's important. We're not going to cover everyone in the credits because Naughty Dog has hundreds and hundreds of. Yeah, uh, those credits were 13 fucking minutes long. Yeah, this yeah. um this team was really big, so we're just going to go through like the, you know, the short. And I'll credits. tell you how big it was later. Yeah. Uh but the publisher was Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh they loved them movie games and this was definitely one of them. A developer was Naughty Dog. It'd be weird if Microsoft got the develop this. <laughs> so, so somehow got their hands on this. Give it to Bungie. Uh, directors were Neil Druckmann returning from uh, no- The Last of Us Part One, Anthony Newman, and Kurt Mer- Kurt Marginal. I see. I knew it stumped somebody. It's because you pointed <laughs> it out. It probably wouldn't have <laughs> fucked up if you didn't point it out. I was I was about to say Wenzel gave us a lecture on last names before we started recording. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I was I was worried. I was like, I want to get these last names right, but I can't find anything on how to say them. So um, so yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if we get them wrong, I'm sorry. And for some designers, we have Emily Schatz, Richard Cambier. For Grant Pro fuck, man. Wenzel, you got me saying words weird. <laughs> Programmers, Travis Macintosh, and Christian Geerling. Some artists were Eric Pang Pangillinen. John Sweeney and Christian Akata. I hate that you pointed. I would not have any trouble. <laughs> That's uh, great. Writers oh, were uh, Neil Druckmann, Haley Gross, and uh, for a composer, we had returning fantastic Gustavo and Winslow. Can you say this guy's name? <laughs> okay, sorry. I know last episode we also got this wrong, and I'm sorry. So Gustavo Santa Olea. That's his last name. I'm really sorry. Um, just completely just went right over our heads. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, returning composer, great, fantastic guy. Like, also, I got off work an hour and a half ago, so give me a break. <laughs> also, I love how Wenzel's like, great guy. Wenzel personally knows Gustavo. <laughs> Um, we should, we should have should prefaced have that. <laughs> no, that's not that's not a true. I just, I <laughs> no, it's true. I, Don't be so modest, man. I wish dude's a great composer. I mean, music's a fantastic. Gustavo listens to this podcast, and so does Todd Howard. Oh my god! Hey Todd, <laughs> can you give me an early copy of Elder Scrolls? What number is this? Six. Six. Oh God. Yeah, I know, right? It feels like it should be like eight or nine, but no, four <laughs> of those were Skyrim. Can you give me a copy of um, Fallout 78? That's crazy. <laughs> All right, well, since we got those credits thrown at you, let's get into the information behind the development of this game, because, boy, there is uh, actually more this time than there was last time. I did not yeah, Colt goes. that. Colt goes... There's just not really as much as development info about this game as there was part one in the first game. I was like, okay, I click on the dock. It's like five pages of shit. <laughs> I did not mean to. There's just a lot more interesting information here for me personally. And there's also some shit that we're going to talk about later that is very important. That uh, This all, this all ties about. into, you know, the game 
Yeah. Anyways, this game released June 19th, 2020 for the PlayStation 4. It has no PlayStation 5 version, but it does have a PlayStation 5 upgrade, uh, which is free of charge. That is uh, 60 FPS, 4K, native 4K. Beautiful. Looks just as good as part one. If you're just... Cole and Wenzel kept saying that they could see a graphical difference between part one and part two. I personally couldn't see it. Um, but th- then again, I am, um, I have bad eyesight. So that's true. You were not, you don't have glasses. You don't wear glasses, even though you need glasses. I wear glasses. Why didn't you wear them? I did. Forget about it. <laughs> I can't drive without them. <laughs> Even though early story was conceived during the development of The Last of Us, (laughs) official development started in 2014, shortly after the release of The Last of Us Remastered. Not the remake, Remastered, uh, that came out on the PS4. Yeah, Yeah, people need to remember, so The Last of Us came out for PlayStation 3, then The Last of Us Remastered came out for PlayStation 4, and then The Last of Us Part 1 came out for the PS5. All three the same game. Yep. (laughs) No but, differences other than graphical. Uh, under yeah, graphical and yeah, <laughs> just a heads up. And after the release of Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, the entire 350 person team at Naughty Dog shifted to working on Part Two. So that's pretty crazy to think because Lost Legacy it came out oh man, like 2017, 18 ish. So they didn't yeah, have a huge I- team working on the Part Two just yet. Well, yeah, they didn't have a a big main team, but I'm sure they had a getting like a lot of like the the base work down. Yeah, uh, Lost Legacy came out August 2017, so you're talking about two and a half years in between Lost Legacy coming out and uh, Part Two coming out. I mean, they started development in 2014, and they just got a lot more people in on it three years later. Yeah, but also, too, like, what does development mean? Like, does development mean Neil Druckmann opened up a Google Doc and wrote Last of Us Part 2 storyboard? Yeah, I'm assuming it was a lot of story work before they got to the actual development. Yeah, so that, that, especially for a game like this, like, what what exactly does, like, starting development mean? Drawing Joel Footpicks. Uh, Neil Druckmann returned as creative director and writer, reprising his role from Last of Us Part 1, and Uncharted 4 is a thief's end, uh, if you didn't know. I didn't know that. He uh, had a, a huge part in the Uncharted games. I don't know why I didn't think that, uh, considering he is a veteran at Naughty Dog, so brain just not yeah, connected. Yeah, just kind of makes sense that he would touch all those projects at this point. Anthony Newman and Kurt Marginal were selected to be coded game directors for Part 2, overseeing gameplay elements such as level design and mechanics. In the final months of development, the team was forced to work from home due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In total, approximately 2,169 haha developers across 14 <laughs> studios worked on this game. God damn it. Did you really I, throw I, in a haha there? <laughs> no, that, that was written. That was not written. <laughs> I, I do want to mention... Um, so if, if going by the timeline of COVID in 2020, because this game, 
and I know we're going to touch on it, but I guess we can touch on it a little early. This game was originally supposed to come out in February, and then got delayed to May, and then fi- and then got inf- or indefinitely delayed, and got delayed till June. Is that correct? Wow, you skipped far Hold ahead. Hold on, Damn. that's later. Well, Tanner. no, I, I know it's later, but I'm talking about it for the context of COVID. Like, I wonder exactly what. Because the reason it got delayed the last time is because they're like, you know what? Maybe not a great time. Tanner, to you are a game. skipping so much. I have everything about this. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't Colt. talk on Colt's time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just this wanted to Colt's talk about time. Oh my god. My I just wanted to red. talk about COVID. Every every time I I like I just raise my voice a little bit. It goes red. That that's annoying. Uh, but. The, no 2,169. That is a lot of people working on this game. And you can see it in the, their work. There's some other stuff we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, and you can also see it in the credits being 15 fucking minutes long. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Neil Druckmann wrote the story with Haley Gross. Credits in Westworld, Banshee, Emerald City, and Too Old to Die Young, which is the most recent of her uh, credits. Oh. Other than The Last of Us Part 2. The team experimented with different plot structures and considered scrapping the project until they settled on an idea that mirrored the first game. Struckman said that The Last of Us is about extreme measures one would take for love, while Part 2 is about how far one would go to bring justice for those they love. I would love to know what those possible scrapped ideas look like like i can't imagine having the game as commercially and you know i guess critically acclaimed as the first last of us and being like we may just have to scrap this sequel altogether like what the fuck was happening in the writing room yeah that sounds like (laughs) a very weird thing to do considering i mean there didn't need to be a second game but it was too big not to have a sequel. Yeah, it was definitely too big. I don't know. Did it not need to have a second? I personally would have been would be pissed off if there was not a second game. I I mean, I feel like it ended in a way where it not necessarily needed a sequel, but I think the sequel did help add a lot to it. Oh, gosh. I think I remember me and Colt talking about Last of Us Part 1 and how like okay with we with we were with it being so final that ending like oh man it's hard to say like for you for example yeah you i guess just i know both of them back to back while we had 10 years of or not 10 like eight or so years of we're happy with that yeah because yeah because I, I remember being completely fine i was like you know what it's final it ends on like you know it's it can go anyway and then next thing we know part two gets announced and it's like holy shit and then having played part two it's like well maybe i don't feel the same way anymore (laughs) and (laughs) they shouldn't have made it (laughs) in the way that part two ended i think there should be a sequel but that's different that's later we'll talk about that later uh, the themes of revenge and retribution were inspired by Druckmann's experience growing up in Israel, where violence was a frequent topic. He recalled watching footage of the 2000 Ramallah lynching and how, after hearing the cheering crowds, his mind turned to violent thoughts about bringing the perpetrators to justice. 
I didn't know anything about that until I looked up the stuff when I was looking at the information. Some crazy shit happened, man. Yeah, Ramallah is a city in uh, Palestine. Yeah. Fun fact. Or not a fun fact, but just a fact for anybody wondering. <laughs> Druckmann wanted the player to feel a thirst for revenge before making them realize the reality of their actions. And boy, God, he does. Uh, Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker's return uh, reprise their roles as Ellie and Joel, while Laura Bailey is cast as Abby. I mean, thank God they're back because I can't picture Joel or Ellie as anyone else. What about the HBO show? As different video games, they don't look the same. Like, if I heard the video game voices coming mm. out of uh, the live action mouse, I would feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Or if I heard the uh, live action actors' voices coming out of the video game ones, I'd feel uncomfortable as well. Also, Dave, you just okay. threw in the actual voice actors into the into the show to play their characters, but in live action, that'd be kind of weird. Well, also be weird because Troy Baker is not that old, and Ashley Johnson's a grown woman. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that would have been the weirder part. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> this grown thirty year old woman trying to play a twelve year old. <laughs> Gross noted that a goal of the writers was to create the most multifaceted characters you've seen in games. She particularly wanted to explore the multifaceted behavior of Ellie, showing her power as well as her insecurities. Because that's a one thing in the first game, you got a hint, like, she's strong, she has to be strong uh, due to her circumstances. But in this game, you really get to see her willpower to just keep going, just even though she does have some flaws. Well, also, too, I think in this game, it does a good job because obviously in the first game, you want to you want to have especially because she's 13 in the first game or 14, whatever. And you want her to be like this independent teenager, like growing up during this apocalyptic time. But in this game, you get a little bit more of a chance to dive into like her. She also has it's not that she didn't have feelings in the first game but you get to see like other sides of her that just you can't explore or didn't have the opportunity to explore in the first game because you're playing as joel the majority of the time and joel's yeah. just like what the fuck do i do with this kid for <laughs> a lot of that game yeah so yeah that, that i thought that part was real i mean nailed it <laughs> yeah, so. yeah no they absolutely whenever uh when she's when i looked at that quote i was like yeah they fucking nailed it like there's no doubt. The change of player character from Ellie to Abby was inspired by the change from Joel to Ellie in the first game, though emphasized in part two due to its focus on empathy. Uh, Druckmann wanted the player to hate Abby early in the game, but later empathized with her. Hey, let me tell you, Neil, if you're listening you to this, you, you fucking nailed it, brother. Yeah, you did it, man. You did it. Oh, yeah. If anybody still doesn't know by this point, uh, Abby was the one who killed Joel. Surprise! Yeah. We'll <laughs> give you the details later. Yeah. Naughty Dog pushed the technical capabilities of the PlayStation 4 when creating Part 2, adding more enemies and larger environments than in previous games. Druckmann noted that any drops in detail would ruin the sense of authenticity, which required consistent optimization of the technology. And I will say, when this game came out, I thought it was the most beautiful game I've ever seen, like the best game I've ever seen. And I did not know how it would get better. It's gotten better somehow. Uh, uh, 
I will say it is Beautiful. still there's very few games I would put on par as looking as good as part one and part two. Um, very few games I would put on par with looking as good as they do. And I'd say it was a great. It wasn't. I don't think it was the final PlayStation Four exclusive, but it was a great swan song. No, it, for the PlayStation Four. It was definitely the last. Oh shoot! Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. I thought the, for some reason the PlayStation Five came out in 2021 from my head, but no. No, PS Five came years. out in November. So yeah, it, it definitely would have been the last first party I yep. mean, game. For it was it, the I perfect can't... swan song. It ended that generation. That whole beautiful gen. Yep. And now maybe one day Sony will stop supporting the PS4 so they can take full advantage of the, the PlayStation 5's hardware. But you know, <laughs> that's not a conversation for now or anything. But Please. <laughs> there's no reason Ragnarok should have come out on fucking PS4. So I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to fucking and, say uh, it. And there's no reason that Ragnarok should look worse than The Last of Us Part 2 and Part 1. But that's, that's different. And we're not talking about that right now. That's for another uh, time. Yeah. Improved AI allowed for deeper connections with characters and the creation of bonds through gameplay. Example, killing an enemy dogs makes the enemy AI yell out the dog's name in sadness and pain, forcing the player to feel pain mentally no. <laughs> and sometimes physically when you start punching your knees. It says forcing the player to take mental damage. Let's in all caps. Say, let's say what you wrote in all caps. Because it was thank pretty God, horrible. Thank God none of us killed dogs in the game. No, <laughs> no. And, and if we did, we did it in the most humane, humane quickest way possible. But those dogs were naughty. <laughs> and sometimes they needed a pickaxe through the skull. Oh, Jesus Christ. And sometimes the person who did that was Tanner. <laughs> Listen, I got... Those dogs were fucking scary. We were we curious. <laughs> one time that I became not curious. <laughs> the one, because we were because th there was an animation that neither me or Cole had seen where you play as Ellie and you brutally kill this dog and we were like holy shit if there's are there other animations there are other animations there are if you yeah. think there's a special animation for a new type of weapon there is yeah so essentially I've <laughs> there's an animation in the game if you imagine one of those carnival games where you take the hammer and bang it on the thing and it makes the ball go up and ring the bell ellie does that with a pickaxe to a dog, to a dog. she has a vendetta you would think the dog killed joel <laughs> i mean it, it is i mean and if you shank a dog it's not just like a quick stab to the you know humane it's like a do, 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 do. i mean she goes fucking crazy it's like wow yeah like you really only need to cut the throat yeah maybe once. ellie's the bad guy <laughs> no, that's Billie Eilish song. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was brutal. There was at one point in the game. It, it was so funny because every time, because I play a little differently than Colton Winslow. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but it was always so funny when I would kill an enemy in the game, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's an animation we've never seen before." I'm like, oh, "Didn't go knives only like me." Yeah. That is yeah. true. But that's what we discovered with the dogs is that there somebody at Naughty Dog needs to go to jail because there are a lot of different animations for killing some puppy dogs. <laughs> and you found them all. <laughs> yeah, I unlocked all of them. I got Colt the last trophy in The Last of Us. <laughs> Murder every single dog in every way possible. That'd be pretty fucked. Uh, the no, Last of Us 2 was originally 
plan to be an open world game with hub worlds, but later in the game transferred to a more linear style as it better served the narrative. I'm glad it did. Very yeah, glad it did. Could not yeah. imagine an open world hellhole that is Seattle. Actually, I can. Uh, Infamous Second Son was really good. I mean, sure, if you want to give Ellie superpowers. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. Naughty Dog wanted to increase the accessibility options introduced in Charted 4 to ensure that all players could complete the story. The developers attended conferences and worked with advocates. That's one thing I've noticed, is that I feel like Naughty Dog at PlayStation, at least, is the lead reason why there's so many accessibility options in uh, a lot of these games nowadays. Like, Microsoft was doing a good job with... I remember back when the Xbox One came out, there was a special controller made. Mm -hmm. But I can't really remember any other options, like, other stuff popping up around that. I mean, typically from what I've seen, there's a lot of good accessibility options in first-party Microsoft games. Nintendo does not do a great job at it. Nope. Um, and then Sony, I feel like, yeah, Cole, I'd agree with you that at least from what I have seen, at least with how many changes they've made, Naughty Dog's kind of led that charge on Sony's side of things. Because um, Sony Santa Monica, the people behind God of War, have in the God of War one and then this new one, mm -hmm. accessibility options are crazy. Yeah, like there's a lot of like really good like quality of life changes. It's, it's again, especially these first party games. I feel like even a game like um, Miles Morales from Insomniac had a lot of really good accessibility options. So definitely, which is great, definitely a, a great thing to you know, that can only be expanded on further. I'm glad, it, you know, it's getting to a point where everybody can play games. Yeah, now you can have your grandma know what the hell you're talking about when you talk about killing gods. Yeah, my my grandmother loves to play um, Dark Souls. God of War and Elden Ring. Actually, there is no accessibility options in Elden Ring. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you named it. That, God, I, now I'm just remembering the whole debate around should FromSoft games have easy mode. From the beginning of the year. We'll get my... to that when we do the Elden Ring episode. It's okay? making my head hurt. <laughs> In the Elden Ring episode, we're going to have to do a all-boss win platinum trophy run for you, Tanner. Which took me around what 200 hours. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Colt, I barely had time for this. <laughs> That's true. That is true. It, it was hard working around 22, brother. Um, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Gustavo Santaolalla. How do you say his name again? Santa Olaya. Santa Olaya returned to compose the and perform the game score like he did with the first game. Matt Quell contributed to combat music. The developers received permission to use the songs "Future Days" by Pearl Jam and "Take on Me" by Aha. It was a funny uh, moment when we were playing the game when uh, Ellie and Dina were playing guitar or ellie was playing guitar singing aha and uh tanner was like man that's crazy how they got that i wonder how they did it, <laughs> it must cost a lot of money and then it clicked in tanner and wenzel's head at the exact same time oh yeah it's sony sony records <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just had no idea i was like oh also talk about that scene she sang the whole fucking song yeah it was all three seven minutes, minutes. <laughs> i loved it it was i good. mean 
it was a good scene, but it's just like, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Tanner, can you play uh, Take On Me by AHA? I'm not a big fan of people picking up guitars and just start singing in situations where it's not called, i.e. Apocalypse. You know, um, I'm going to play wait a Hollywood minute. Undead. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's backtrack real quick. I'll get to you, Tanner. Colt, uh, what are you thinking, fucker? <laughs> I'm thinking I want to liven up this show. Okay. Colt's not invited to the uh, bonfire during the apocalypse. Um and Tanner, I mean, that's the only yeah. way you can get music into you is through guitar. If there's no power, say, or electricity, like, or way, you could really. use fluted or air wind instruments or yeah, pianos. Okay. I'm not talking. I'm talking about from my personal experience. Like if it was the apocalypse. Oh, but you had experience not, with you, that. You, you've never experienced the apocalypse, you fucker. But I've experienced people picking up a guitar. Everybody has. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like it when people just pick up a guitar and be like, oh. Let me sing a whole fucking song. I don't like it. <laughs> then I guess you wouldn't like concerts, huh? I bet you wouldn't like JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo and I have had this conversation. And JoJo gets mad at me because, especially when we were younger, and we'd be at a party and I'd yell at JoJo, play Wonderwall, and JoJo would just look at me with the stare of that they wanted to kill me. JoJo, can you play some Wonderwall for us? But there's a there's one there's a certain member of the AYCH network. The first time that I ever met them, they played a lot of a theory of a dead man on guitar for like four hours. It just okay. Well, four hours is crazy, but like picking <laughs> yeah, up a guitar once to play one song is not bad. It's not bad, but let's. <laughs> It's ruined my experience with guitars. Yeah, even when somebody had three minutes of aha was Tanner's hell. It really <laughs> was. I was like, she might as well be singing Theory of a Dead Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tanner, you need to you need to work on yourself, okay? Yeah. <sighs> Look at yourself in the mirror and really think. To, to, achieve to, be, the fair, sound... to be fair, if somebody started, picked up a guitar and started playing a third tomato at them at party, I'd beat them to death. Also, Winslow, imagine it's the first time you meeting them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Never go judge ahead. a book by its cover. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> My drunk has never been wiped out quicker. This was also like five years ago. You might as well say his name if you're just going to keep talking shit on him. <laughs> you, think, you think Cannon will listen to this? It's possible. It is possible. Cannon, I love you. It's just <laughs> that first time, brother. It's some, some rocky road ahead. <laughs> to, achieve, to achieve the sound of the Shamblers, the team hired voice actors Ross Sabalos and Steve Bloom and used items such as Great Fuse to create the explosion sounds, which is really icky. Steve I Bloom, though. Yeah, I hate grapefruits. I don't know much about Paul Sabalos, but Steve Bloom, legendary voice actor. I love him. He's probably one of my favorite voice actors of all time. Um, the thing that pops into my head instantly when I think of Steve Bloom is Tom from Toonami. He's the host, always been the host. He just got a legendary voice. Pretty Crazy cool. that they're like, let's get this legendary voice actor to scream into a mic. To make gargling sounds. Yeah. Hey, hey, so, <laughs> imagine I'm the guy at Naughty Dog, uh, one of you or Steve. Hey, Steve, can you hit us with a in the in the booth and squeeze a grapefruit? <laughs> yeah. Also, Steve, if you, there's uh, six grapefruits by you. you Stop on them with your feet. 
see how many you can grab and throw on the ground at one time. Go ahead and put that mic close to your feet. Uh, let's get us some foot recordings of you stepping on them. Go. Steve, ready. we're going to need you to go goblin mode. <laughs> Steve, why don't you whip out those dogs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting into fetish content. <laughs> why don't you whip out those dogs and uh, give us a little show? <laughs> Steve, we need you to cover your feet with some of that grapefruit flesh. And rub them around real slow, like, uh, and uh, I want to come in the booth with a boom mic, and we're gonna get <laughs> real close to them, dog. One one of the guys is like, "Hey, man, you know this audio is not usable, right?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is for it's my for personal me. collection. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do at work today, honey? Well, I got seven hours of this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Oh, you got the good shit, huh? <laughs> the dialogue team referenced whistled languages such as Safria and Silbo Gomero for the Seraphites whistling. And actors hired and hired actors Stevie Mac and Lisa Mary to provide the whistles in three styles. Which I think is cool because I didn't know that was a thing. I thought they were just making whistles. I didn't know that either. Yeah, like, I thought they were just whistling. Yeah, so I, I looked this up. The Safria language is um only six people on the planet can speak this language and um six six that's what i that's what i looked Whoa. up six how the fuck do they know like are the six people named are they making it up uh i'm not sure uh, you're asking me a lot of questions that i don't have the answers to but um anyway it comes from the greek word sofrizo which just means whistle um pretty crazy so it's just greek people whistling I mean, it's a whistled language. That I mean, how would how I don't would know a, a whistled language work? I mean, obviously it does. I mean, I guess it works the same as any other language. It's all about tone and speed and pace and yeah. I would imagine. Length. I would imagine pitch would be like a huge part Motion. of the language. Thrusting. Sorry, Last I'm... of Us 2 was announced at PlayStation Experience event on December 3rd, 2016. Did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, I did. Thanks I'm for sorry. cutting me I'm off. I'm sorry. I was, we, it was quiet. I was I was going to say, because it was you guys were talking about, I was trying to look up to see, to confirm, like, okay, is it actually six people? I do see where it says here, uh, practitioners of the language are on a, just a small island. Um, ah, and um, god damn it, this fucking website is weird. Hold on. Uh, oh, you're, you're not on Wikipedia? <laughs> no, I'm not. Showing like milfs in my area and like <laughs> Wonder Woman twerking. No, oh, there's like uh, wow, there's this whole like SoundCloud and stuff for it. Uh, give him a follow. Give him a listen. Play it out loud. Oh gosh, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Um. Anyway, there's like an interesting website for it. Um, the other language, Silbo Gamero, uh, there's 22,000 people that speak that. They're on the Canary Islands. It's pretty cool, too. Also, oh, still yeah. a super low number, considering yeah. we're at 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah. yeah. I can make it nine. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> what? Yeah, what does that mean, Colt? The Last of Us 2 was announced at the PlayStation Experience event on December 3rd, 2016. I know I just said that, but I'm re-saying it. Which feels like 
it really i feel like it was announced a lot later than that but, yeah that's uh, three and a half years between we're announcing it and here it is but i also remember in high school talking about it with a friend that really loved the last of us so it, that's so strange time i was not in high school during any of this i was multiple years into college in 2016 <laughs> oh yeah i remember actually there was somebody who we were we both knew that really liked the last of us it was like the only they didn't they only they played mostly on xbox but that was like one of the few playstation games that like they played and they loved yeah i know who you're talking about the first trailer was released alongside the announcement showcasing the return of ellie and joel the second trailer released in october 2017 as a part of paris games week revealed abby yara and lev dina and jesse were first shown in a presentation at e3 2018 i know i'm throwing a lot of information at you right now but this is just a lot of trailer information a trailer was featured in sony state of play presentation in september 2019 which preceded additional marketing to celebrate outbreak week the week, which is the week in which the fictional outbreak occurred in the original game. Seems like a weird week to celebrate. Yeah, as long as it didn't happen. And you know what? They were celebrating it before COVID, okay? So it's okay. Yeah, I was about to say, they don't do this anymore. They do. <laughs> they still celebrate Outbreak, outbreak Week? Yeah. Oh. What did they do this year for it? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, or they just say stuff and they just giveaways? say thanks gamers for helping us sell a bajillion copies of this game and they gave us a kiss a story trailer was released on may 6th following an animated commercial on june 3rd and the final pre-launch trailer on june 10th naughty dog replaced and altered characters in the trailers to conceal story events truckman cited that marketing of metal gear solid 2 sons of liberty 2001 which concealed its protagonist in trailers as an influence. Which I feel like that's commonplace nowadays in trailers is especially movie add, trailers. Like add in fake shit or take out stuff. Take out stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I will say whenever we were playing this game, there were so many um well not so many, but like from like tra like some of the trailers and presentations immediately, you know whenever they would happen in the game, we would call them out and be like, oh, you know, we remember this being announced. And um, I, the one that always I remember is the first time we see Abby, Yara, and Lev. That will always, I will always remember that. And That's, I remember. I will always remember it because they show them breaking a little girl's arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it was just a brutal scene. And like, it just like, it really kind of like, amps you up i guess not like, not who the hell are these people yeah, i know it's the last of us but because like you know the deaths in the original game were pretty brutal but in this i mean they were even more brutal and they were like, visceral you and, could like, the, feel the deaths in this game the violence you could was, smell like, it. it it just looked like such a um like this scene in particular even though like it, it felt like you felt the rage i guess like especially with how it ends um, I, I'm I'm not saying too much because we'll have to talk about it later because it's part of the story. But um, yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we all watched this together, but Tanner does not remember. Nope. No, I'm sure we did because we I mean, God, we got together every E3 game award thing for years. So I'm sure we did watch it together. But at the time, 
I didn't give a fuck about The Last of Us. Because you were a hater baby that didn't understand oh. that it was good. So oh. I've, I've pro- it's probably just blocked in my mind. Or you were on Twitter saying, like, when's I, the next good game going to be shown? I completely <laughs> forgot that before this, Tanner did not like The Last of Us. I forgot that's the whole basis of the That's the whole guy. fucking basis of the show! <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I've been, I've had a busy week. I'm nervous. <laughs> Why do you keep saying you're nervous? Because I am nervous! About <laughs> what? One of us so, might fight. No, Wizzle's so, so only done like 400 episodes of podcasts in the last like five and a half years. And I still get nervous. I want to do this right because this game, man, this game. I want to do it wrong. Uh, <laughs> all right, you are doing a great job <laughs> talking like that. Thanks. Damn, get him. <laughs> At E3 2018, Druckmann said that Naughty Dog was refusing to announce a release date until the game was very close to release, in quotes, to avoid disappointing fans. I'm just imagining him on on the mic at E3 2018. Again, I'm sure I would have seen him on stage because I know we watched this E3 together going, no, no release date. And everybody in the crowd's like, release date, release date. He's just screaming no into the mic. No, no, no. (laughs) That's what I'm imagining in my head happened. That's what happened. You remembered right. During Sony's state of play on September 24th, 2019, Naughty Dog announced a release date of February 21st, 2020. That's not all. A little mo- over a month later, on October 25th, Truckman announced a delay to May 29th, 2020 to bring the entire game up to a level polish we'd call the Naughty Dog quality. I left a a pause there because my brain just decided to skip. It was a strange moment in my brain. I don't know what that was. I was wondering, but I'm like, you know what, Colt? He will not steer this ship wrong. I'm going to let him uh, rock with it. And uh, the Naughty Dog quality, I agree, that is a thing. It didn't really... I'd say with Uncharted 2 is when the Naughty Dog quality really came into... To being a thing, I would almost argue again. I know I mentioned this on the last episode, but I'm listening to a bunch of video game podcasts from around 2009, 2010, uh, a lot of people really loved Uncharted for the voice acting. But I, I would agree with you that Uncharted 2 was the first time they're like, hmm, these Crash Bandicoot guys kind of know what they're doing. And good God, they do know what they're doing. Uh, On April 2nd, 2020, Sony announced that the game was almost complete, but had been indefinitely delayed due to logistical problems caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. A little bit more understandable. Not a little bit. It is understandable. Again, I I wonder if it was so much logistical problems, or if it was just, hmm, maybe it's not a good idea to release a game about a deadly virus that kills and makes people zombies at the start of this deadly virus that we don't know anything about. Because, I, I, I mean, there really wasn't a ton of logistical... I mean, April 2nd, 2022, you're talking we were two weeks into COVID in the U.S., really. Um, I, I mean, maybe... I don't know, because... I, so I still many- think it has to do more so with... because, And the only reason I say that is because when this game eventually does come out in June, the logistical problems were worse in June than they were in April. That is That is true. Yeah, I... I don't know. Strange, strange. Know, but you not, know what? I'm glad hypoth- it released because we're there was a time frame where I needed it. We, we're not hypothesizing. We're giving you facts. All right. I'm not, I, yeah, I'm giving you a fact. Here's another not, fact. 
in late April, several videos leaked online showing cutscenes, gameplay, and significant plot details. Druckmann tweeted that he was heartbroken for fans and for the team who had devoted years to development. I remember the, I don't remember the exact date, but I remember the day that it did leak. I, I think I was playing Call of Duty and uh, seeing it. It was, it was the scene of Ellie about to say, sing aha. And you could see all the dev tools to the side. So it's it pretty crazy that it actually leaked. I didn't think it was legit until I, I started playing it, but. So there wasn't like an actual significant like did Joel's death get out before this came oh, yes. out? Oh yeah, yeah, it, it was fully leaked. Oh yeah. shit. I remember there was a um a Reddit thread that had it specifically. There's some details that we talk about later uh, by the consequences of the leak. Mm. Uh on April 27th, Sony announced release date of June 19th, 2020, which was the final Release date. How many delays was that? Four? Three. Three? No. It's still... No, it's actually only two delays. Originally announced for February, got delayed to May, then got delayed to June. So only two two delays. That's true, that's true. And, and honestly, like... Again, I still think the last delay was because they didn't want to release a game about a virus... During the beginning of COVID, I don't think it was a logistical issue. Now, don't get me wrong; I think it was the right play, but I'm just saying Joel would be anti-vax. I mean, he 100%. actually is. Joel is. T- I mean, the whole basis of the first game is him being anti-vax. He I'm kills. I'm not gonna a say you're. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. <laughs> you can't argue with me, or it's it's correct. I I can't. I mean, he was so anti-vax in our playthrough that he shot the nurses that were helping. And it yeah. made a second game pop up. Pretty crazy. The game was banned in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates due to the country's conservative traditions involving homosexuality. Uh, and I wrote here, missed out on all timer due to hate. Shaking my damn head. Was the, the and the first game wasn't banned, was it? No, no uh, because the gay stuff didn't come out until the uh, Left Behind stuff came into play. Even though Bill was gay, but also I, I was about to the say the thing with Bill being gay was like he's not gay. That's just his friend, and he's really sad about it. That's what a yeah. lot of people genuinely thought. Are you okay? Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that is what people. Yeah, sure. An update on August thirteenth added. Permit. This is August thirteenth, twenty twenty. Added a permadeath mode, a new difficulty level, and gameplay modifiers. Could not fucking pay me to play a permadeath mode. No. Actually, you could. If somebody wants to send the backlog boys a thousand dollars, we will do a permadeath run. <laughs> Make it thirty thousand. I'll be okay. happy with that. Yeah, we'll split it three ways. I get twenty thousand. You each get five. I think you would be putting in the most work of dying. Yeah. I don't the think Forms so. update was released on May 19th, 2021. Allowing gameplay at 60 FPS on the PlayStation 5. Your brain stopped working again? Yeah, something's wrong. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta update my OS. <laughs> Call OS. 
but that's a a lot of the details about the development of this game and some other shit that's happened with it some kind of you know yeah some stuff i don't want to say tech i don't know why i want to say technical because we didn't really give you any technical jargon (laughs) no no no. none of that nerd shit yeah speak english am i right this is all jock (laughs) shit okay jesus Hey, simplify it for me. <laughs> uh, off mic, did you want me to do the reception part, Colt? I can do reception. This isn't off mic. <laughs> I'm not editing. <laughs> off mic. God damn. I thought, I really thought Winslow was about to say off mic. I really have to go take a dump. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. And fuck you for even suggesting it. <laughs> Shit. The last oh yeah fuck we're not there yet we're gonna talk about the reception how this game was received there was a a lot of shit around this game I, I wanna I I'm gonna say some real d- d- bad people probably had some takes on this game you'd be right that oh, that, that were not legitimate criticisms I mean I could understand having legit criticisms of any piece of art but these were not it yep. Uh, the Last of Us 2 received universal acclaim from critics, according to the review aggregator Metacritic. The game received a 93 out of 100 score on Metacritic, which is actually two uh, number two digits. No, no, uh, two numbers below part one, which I thought was strange. Considering I think that The Last of Us Part Two is better than the first game. We'll get there. Yeah. The Last of Us 2 is the 6th highest rated PlayStation 4 game of all time behind God of War 2018, The Last of Us Remastered, Persona 5 Royal, Grand Theft Auto 5, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Pretty good company to be in. It really is. I I just I don't know why, but I just at the time I was too busy playing Red Dead Redemption 2 to like really look at the reviews, I guess. I forgot that game is like one of the best like reviewed games ever. Well, yeah, it's because it's one of the best games of all time. For my money's worth. I'm, I mean, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I love that game, and I, Arthur is the best man ever made. But I'm not talking about Red Dead. Not it yet. It was praised for its improved gameplay, graphical fidelity, cast, performances, characters, audio design, and music. Though critics were divided on its narrative and themes. Ah, uh, I mean, I guess. I, I don't I, think I've written about it in here, but like the critics, like a lot, the majority of people love this game, but the main like legitimate like criticism would have to be like how violent it was. Well, I I could definitely see like at the time, you know, oh, great. It's a story about revenge. Where have we seen that before? Oh, and there's zombies. How original. Like, I, I can kind of see being like, okay. But, we've but the zombies been... aren't even like a f- main focus of the game, really. No, I wouldn't say. I, I, def- I definitely feel like the zombies in this game are so much of an afterthought compared to part one. Um, but I can, I, can, I can see that, I guess, where people are just like, eh. I, I, I don't want to play, especially with it coming out at the time that it did. Which is, you know, at this point, a lot of people had been in their houses for two months. Um, so I and you know, the big game release before this was Animal Crossing. That's all. That's 
That's that weird. Every, I don't that, like that. That everybody and their fucking mother played. So I can definitely find it weird to go from Animal Crossing to this and being like, hmm, I don't know if I'm in the right headspace for this right now. So I, I can kind of see it. But now we're going to get into the not so legitimate uh, criticisms. The game was subject of review bombing on Metacritic, resulting in a user score of 3.4 out of 10 at its lowest. What is it now? I wonder. I have no clue. I imagine it's gone up. You want to Google that real quick? Yeah, I got it. Jarvis, show me this guy's balls. You can keep going. I'm just going to Google it. No, no, just wait. I I need to know this number. This is important. The user score is now a 5.7. That's still stupidly low. Would you like to know how many ratings it has on Metacritic? Like, how many people have given it a rating on Metacritic? Oh, good God. I imagine the bot stuff hit it like crazy. So, like, 20,000? 30,000? 160,039. What the fuck? Yeah, those bot reviews came in like crazy. Yeah, and then there's 121 critic reviews in here. Insane. Reporters noticed that the review bombing occurred shortly after the game launched. Too soon for the users to feasibly have finished it. Some suggested that the reviews were based on the incomplete plot leaks. Which was 100% legit. They they heard about the Joel's death and immediately went to shitting on it. Yeah, I could definitely see that because there's... Unless you are just a world-class speedrunner and can immediately exploit any game you play on a first playthrough, I don't think you can beat this game much quicker than we beat it. And even when I was playing it during the summertime, I mean, I still had work, but I beat it in, like, two weeks. It took some time. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if you, again, like a lot of people did during this time, I feel like sitting down start to finish, it would have taken you... it. Again, and this would be a super fast playthrough, I feel like. like 17, 18 hours? Yeah, that, I mean, if you did that, you'd have to know like where shit was. Yeah, you would kind of have to know what you were <laughs> doing and or be an extremely great guesser. And here's uh, another thing that Tanner agrees with. Many of the negative reviews criticize the characterization plot. Some, com- some complained of social justice warrior politics with vitriolic responses to LGBT characters. Wait, what did you say? What? No, this is, oh my God. I can't believe, I mean, I I can't believe it. I just can't believe like this is still an argument being made like in this day of age. Who fucking cares? (laughs) I mean, I I can't. It doesn't really affect the story or you at all. I mean, I just can't imagine throwing on something and being like, well, gay people. I, well, I can't. Well, Crazy it's, people. Like, it's like people playing, especially the type of people that probably, again, the wrong kind of people that really resonated with Joel in the first game. It's like, yeah, protect your own. And then playing this game being like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? There's consequences to me doing something horrific. Yeah, and then it's like the question, like, "Oh, gay son or thought daughter? Gay daughter, <laughs> though? What? <laughs> I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I just cannot imagine that taking away from the joy of the game and what it is. I genuinely um, think that people that have this kind of thinking process, I think they 
Well, they're insane. stupid. No, yeah, they I are mean, insane, but they're <laughs> very dumb. They grew up, they were raised by other idiots. They're just dumb people. They don't, they're ignorant of the world. Yeah, like, ugh, God, it is, I just can't imagine throwing on. Well, also, too, they, you knew this going into the game. You knew that, I mean, we knew that Ellie was gay going into the game. Yeah, if you played uh, Left Behind. Left, if you played Left Behind or watched the trailer where she kisses Dina at E3. No, this is a friend thing. We do that all the time. I mean, yeah, we do, but <laughs> I, come to find out, friends don't kiss other friends on the lips like that. Can you what? imagine, though, they purposefully just did not play Left Behind because they created their own fiction, and then whenever that tra that trailer, that gameplay came out of them kissing, they're like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. And then, so, like, they're like, I'm still going to play the game, though. Like, the thought process behind that, probably? I possible. I I just imagine them skipping that scene when they get to it, which is like at the very end of the game. And that's an important scene. Yeah. God. Man. Are are you are we talking you're talking about part two, right? The scene yeah. of them in the yeah, bar. The dance. Yeah, yeah, probably the best scene in the whole fucking game. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, I didn't even think about it. Left Behind also had a dance scene where they kissed. Wow. It kind of mirrored it. Some, yeah, I was. I don't know. There's a lot that. of mirror in this game. So a much cinematic mirror. parallel. Man, I don't know. I guess Ellie just likes dancing and kissing. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> me too, sister. Yeah, this is a family dance. Shut up. Wah. Some yeah. players criticized Joel's death in the opening hours, perceiving a discrepancy between his cautious nature in the first game and his more trustful and protective attitude in part two. And a number of players considered Joel's death disrespectful. All right, all right. I gotta because this is we gotta get into me. it. This part <laughs> pisses me off because I have pisses me off oh. so much because it's like okay, disrespectful. Okay, a not a fucking real person, <laughs> so you can't really. I mean, who cares? Also, too, uh, the dude did some terrible fucking stuff. So I'm not saying it's necessarily deserved, but you can kind of understand it. And then uh, three, um. They're like, this, this isn't Joel. This isn't Joel. It's like, okay, like you experienced him in the first game getting softer as a person as he's. I was about to say, developing like, a relationship with this girl. He's literally been living in a town on a safe. You know, has his own house now. He has an adopted daughter who's growing up, and it's I mean, five years later. This is five, five years, years of him with so a new has, daughter. So he's had five years to soften up, to mm -hmm. kind of loosen up a little bit, and then literally something happens right before he dies, to where it's like, okay. He's definitely probably a little happier, a little feeling good. So he's probably let his guard down a little bit. Um, well, also, too, talking about that, there are scenes later in the game where, surprise, there's flashbacks in this game, where you, Joel is a huge softy in him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it's just like, Joel, and also, too, Joel is a flawed character. I mean, people can make mistakes, and I mean that happens. So he's not a perfect know. guy. He did some fucked up shit in the first one. I will he say, did. I will say. So me going into this, I did not know that. I have avoided all spoilers for this game. Did not know that Joel died. He dies about 75, 90 minutes into the game. Yep. Uh, my mouth was agape. 
the way <laughs> that man is murdered. And we will get it's into pretty it. brutal. <laughs> it is fucked up. Like, it actively made me go, I need to take some time. But we were kind of on a schedule, so we had to play like four more hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, man, I, I, I need to lie down. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when I first played it, I mean, I just went right into it. I kept going. I was like, I got to find out what's going on. <laughs> I got to get down to this mystery. I hate this Abby person. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I felt for the first 12 hours of the game. Well, I will say I was at first I was like, I was immediately like, like, oh, man, this pisses me off. You know, Abby, what the fuck? But then I was at, like, it literally didn't take long enough for me to think about it and just be like, maybe there's a reason. <laughs> Maybe there's a fucking reason. So I was, yeah, I was like, half. no, I wanted to kill him. So I was like, yeah, kill, kill, kill. But on like my second and third playthrough, I was like, we don't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you good, Colt? Okay, I, I didn't know we were done. Um, no, well, oh, I, <laughs> you just, I. I mean, I, I guess the only thing I want to add to that, too, is, like, obviously, I guess just me knowing how the first game went, I was like, well, obviously, there has to be a deeper meaning to this. And I was like, plus, we've already played a little bit as Abby, so I'm sure we're going to get her side of the story. But let me tell you, those first 10 hours, I fucking hated her guts. Yep. And that, I mean, that's that's what the game sets up to do and it did yeah a... I mean, literally that's that that is how you're supposed to feel in that game about her and if you don't change that feeling later then you have failed yeah also i couldn't imagine <laughs> just seeing that scene for the first time like i would love to be the person to be like you know what yeah joel did deserve that i like abby before even getting to play as her <laughs> <laughs> man gaslight girl boss gatekeep Good job, Abby. <laughs> what the fuck? Some players felt the marketing, which had altered and replaced characters in trailers to conceal Joel's death and Abby's role, was intentionally deceptive. Truckman mm -hmm. responded that Naughty Dog had intended to preserve the game experience and not to bamboozle anyone or get their $60. I mean, another it, insane point. I know. Also, like, Ellie was on the fucking cover. Just like, her. Like, you can't just give that away. Yeah, don't you want to play the game? Could you imagine if, like, in the commercial, it's just fucking Abby hitting a line drive with a golf club and Joel's fucking brains being on a nine iron? That'd be a lot to throw at you. That'd be a like lot. Immediately. The only thing I can think of, the only video game I can think of that has actively spoiled one of their plot points like that is the Jedi Fallen Order commercial from a few years ago. That showed literally, like, one of the final cutscenes in the game in the fucking commercial. Do y'all know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, no. Uh, Wendell, do you mind a spoiler for Jedi Fallen Order? I do mind. Don't tell I, me. I, I don't remember it specifically, but I do remember this there being a spoiler. Yeah, the huge spoiler in the commercial for Jedi Fallen Order. Just in the commercial, <laughs> like and straight did... up. Wait, wait, is it? Uh, <laughs> never mind. There's a certain character that they show that you do not know is in the game. Is it Yoda just... doing a flip? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yoda, Yoda do a backflip. He can. Yeah, I've seen the movies. I know he can. And a subset of players criticized Abby and disapproved of her playable chapters as they had expected to control Ellie for the majority of the game. Well, another baby. Technically speaking, point. 
You do play as Ellie for the majority of the game. <laughs> you well, you play yes. Well, well yeah, you right. do. You do 60%. play sixty percent. Sixty percent. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so our fans there, like are quote fans. There's another quote, one. Conservatives. Quote, Fuck you. They, are, yeah, they're conservatives. Are they stupid? A little bit. Not a yeah. little. A lot. A lot. And here's some more stupidity thrown at you. There's a lot of stupidity in here in the reception. A uh, lot of people had a lot of free time during the early months of COVID. Yeah, they that just were, they were too busy talking insane shit that they just could have been playing the game instead. Yeah, they were too busy wanting to kill voice actresses. Yep. Some players criticized Abby's muscular physique and theory spread online that she was transgender. This I mean, whole thing pissed me off when it happened because like they heard in the plot synopsis that leaked that there was a transgender character in the game they automatically assumed it was her yeah like it was what? just stupid bullshit I, I, uh, <laughs> like god there's not really a lot to add to it besides us just making disapproving noises yeah, yeah. Because, because I because I mean I'm just I remember I remember exactly when this happened. They were they were like, "There's a transgender character," and I remember being kind of fucking spoiled for for the story a little bit by saying that. But I was like, "Oh well, I know it's not Abby," because I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. And again, I'm I don't know what I was doing in June of 2020. I avoided all of this. I didn't know there was I. I'm gonna be honest. Didn't know fucking Abby was playable. Didn't even know Abby was a fucking character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't know there was a uh, a trans character. Didn't know Joel died. I have avoided all discourse of this game for two I will say, years. I will say too, and also too, because of the fucking um, because of all this discord, a lot of people that like I had um, I had like known immediately just fucking like told on themselves i'm like blocked bitches and that's for the best yeah because i'm like i'm like i don't want to fucking i don't want to be associated with you you're gonna be if you're a piece of shit and this is the last bit of shit talking for now uh laura bailey who played abby became the target of online death threats in response to the character naughty dog released a statement condemning the threats and bailey was supported by james gunn Ashley Johnson and Craig Mazin, among many others. This is just insane. And uh, harassing a voice actor for a job they did when they had no role in the story or the development. Only that, but the like in the story and development stuff's nothing to kill someone over. What a death threats. Unhealthy way to interact with like any piece of media is to in this case, maybe not even interact with it. Just read about it and be like, well, clearly the only logical expl I have to tell this actress to kill themselves or I'm <laughs> going to do it. Like, it's insane. Like, I, like, uh, I would love to know the intersection of January 6 rioters and people that complain about Last of Us 2 online about it being too gay. Um... It's one of one. To, it has to be every the fucking MAGA shaman was just online telling Laura Bailey that he was going to get her or some shit. And that one old grandma lady that's just smiling. Yeah, that's just that smiling picture. the whole time. Oh my god, it's just oh, the guy from Bob's Burgers is really mad online. God, Chris Jericho's wife is pissed. 
yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm bringing up a lot of anger because I still remember <laughs> somebody like I knew who just randomly like, on their I can't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram. They were just like, they were just like, you know, I don't agree with your politics, naughty dog. After playing The Last of Us Part Two, I'm just like, like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> just I can't imagine spending twenty to twenty two hours of my life and then being like, well, this is obviously liberal snowflake bullshit. Like, <laughs> why not like, stop sooner? Just it's you know you know what? Maybe you don't have to give a take on everything. Who fucking cares what you think? Yeah, sixty four followers on Instagram. Who fucking cares? Yeah, like so. I mean, it, it's just, and I'm not I'm not saying that to discourage people to not share their take, but I just can't imagine like sitting down and being like, well, time to write fifteen hundred words on why I think Abby from Last of Us Part Two is a man. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> God, it's, it's so. I, can I just thank? I thank God that I have surrounded myself with fucking sane individuals that do not have like the only sort of takes that Colton Winslow give that are insane are just like. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I was going to give an example. I can't even think of one. <laughs> it would have been funny. It would have been something funny. But I was just like, thank Christ. It's not just like I couldn't imagine just jumping on in our Twitter DMs and Colt being like. Well, y'all won't believe it, but Luigi's gay now. And just being super <laughs> pissed about it. Well, guess what? The green M&M's not hot anymore. And just being super <laughs> fucking pissed about it. Like, who fucking cares? They get boots! <laughs> How am I supposed to get off to the green M&M if she ain't wearing her knee-high boots? Give me a hell yeah, brother. I don't hey, know I'm doing a stone-cold voice, but... I don't know, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I it don't is get so it. fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm getting mad. <laughs> I, I I will say the people that like I like I blocked I was I still had like several people you know coming on like still like because we went to the same high school who still like we followed each other and hadn't done like a cleanse a purge on my socials and stuff so finally just did that I'm like all right bye ugh disgusting no I mean this stuff will make you mad because it's so ridiculous it's so stupid especially how good it is I mean. <laughs> Well, like, and even, I mean, even if the game wasn't good, spoiler alert, I think we're all going to agree that the game is pretty fucking good. Uh, even if the game wasn't good, as long as this is done tastefully, again, who fucking oh. cares? Oh, yeah. No, there's it no reason to do any. It doesn't, there's no reason to do any of this. It's just, yeah, I mean, I, again, I can't imagine. This is, imagine, I recently saw the menu. Uh, imagine if I just saw R Ralph Fiennes, and I was like, well, that is he gave into woke liberal bullshit. He he let that girl stab him in the leg. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even think about this movie not being that old. He let that girl stab him in the leg for being a piece of shit. Why is he acting like a damn Democrat right now? I'm gonna tell him to die. I'm gonna fucking kill him. Like, who, who has that mindset? <laughs> To be fair, it's not like a super big plot point. It's not. It's and not. You, and you said a girl. It could be any. Yeah. The, spoiler alert for the menu. Several girls. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, man, I just can't imagine my brain working like that, especially with art and mediums I like. Because I assume even for the pieces of shit that had a lot of shitty things to say about this, there were probably some video games that they like. In general, it's probably a medium that they enjoy. I just can't imagine... Spending $60 on something and being like, 
Yep. Woke propaganda got them. The liberals have done it. They've taken over gaming. (laughs) It reminds me of that TikTok of that woman. She's like crying. And she's like, President Trump, please come save us. us." I didn't even remember what she's, I think she complained about gas prices, maybe. Oh my God. In the TikTok, President Trump. And we could do this because we're from Alabama. Yeah. Um, oh my, that that reminds me. I, I I tweeted out something. I can't remember, but somebody liked it. And I was like, oh, who the fuck is this? It's not a bot account, but it's even worse. It's uh, just an account of an old ass middle aged woman. Nothing but like stuff talking about how much she loves Trump. Uh, Trump's going to win. T- like sh- he won like both his the, you know he won his election but then also too he's gonna he's gonna already win his re-election like what <laughs> what's going on dude it's just... <laughs> we have a whole other show we can do about shit i like know that. i know it's just the deranged stuff <laughs> it, it is just I, i've i've said it many times in person i think i've said it on all you can hear podcasts i think that some people are just too weak-minded for the internet i think there should be a test you need a permit to be able to use the internet I agree. I also think there should be a test for people over the age of 80 to drive. Yeah, that's fair. That doesn't go with anything we're saying, but it's just a thought I have multiple times a week. I think people over the age of 80 should need a license to walk. I want to say people over 80 shouldn't vote and shouldn't be in office of any sort of power. Go fucking home, old man or woman through that and hey yeah, if you're mad about us bringing video game poli- oh, got po- politics into your video game chat do me a favor sit and spin buddy add my middle finger up this is audio oh! format Y'all want to get into these sales? <laughs> no let's, call, let's keep talking about deranged shit I, I, I want to keep talking about Trumpsters <laughs> no we can we can talk about the sell figures Colt. yeah uh, yeah during its release weekend, The Last of Us Part 2 sold over 4 million copies worldwide, becoming the fastest-selling PlayStation 4 exclusive. Again, Meaning- kind of insane, considering a lot of fucking stores were closed yeah. <laughs> during yeah. this time. Um, Beating- I assume that includes physical... Sorry, I assume that includes physical and digital, though. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Just overall. Uh, beating Marvel's Spider-Man's 3.3 million and God of War's 3.1 million in the same period, which is pretty crazy for... A video game, like a relatively new video game IP. Well, my big takeaway here is Spider-Man beating God of War. Really? Spider-Man is the biggest superhero ever. I mean, sure, but God of War is arguably PlayStation's biggest IP. You just don't understand the power of Spider-Man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fucking love Spider-Man, but... I think Aquaman's pretty cool. He's Mm. fine. We only talk about real superheroes here. Spider-Man exists. I, yeah. I'm just saying, bigger chance of an actual guy doing Spider-Man shit than a guy doing Aquaman shit. That's all I'm going to say like on the subject. Even. Really? You think it's more likely somebody just... breathe underwater than climb and shoot web? Yeah. <laughs> they had the biggest launch of 2020 for both physical and digital sales. By June 2022, the game had sold over 10 million copies worldwide. Which Did it really? There's no way it'd be Animal Crossing. In 2020. Look it up! <laughs> Damn, that was badass. I mean, told Animal- you. 2020 video game. Actually, I don't care about Aquaman. 
I just need to put that fact out oh, there. Oh, thank God you clarified that. Not for you, fucker. For the audience. Thank God you Wendell's clarified lying. that for them. He's covering up his Aquaman posters as we speak. Wenzel's literally wearing an Aquaman shirt right now. We're, we're on a G-stream. We're in a Zoom chat, and they can see that I'm shirtless, <laughs> but I have a blanket over me. And Wenzel's got his crotch in the air with his Aquaman G-string on for some reason. As I'm talking. <laughs> but every time I talk, I I uh, I just... I, uh, I woke up my hips. As you can see, we're a little eccentric. <laughs> Highest grossing games of 2020. Well, I mean, didn't. we're eccentric because we're artists. There's no fucking way. This is bullshit. Did it? Did it? I'm going to give you some fake numbers. Um, The game came out in June 1946. Abby was a hundred years old when she killed a uh, hundred and thousand year old Joel. So this Joel. list I just pulled up says best selling game by region in the United States. And Last of Us is at number six, and Animal Cross and Animal Crossing is at number three. I could have just thrown fake news at you, I don't know. The list that I'm looking at, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Madden NFL 21, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla all beat it. So what you, you it was probably the highest selling PlayStation game. Ellie was no, 19 I've been making Joel it died. all up. Like, The Last of Us 2 does not exist. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry to call you out like that, Colt. Just me, I can't. I, can't I gave like a fake news. I gave a fake number that was actually a real number, but I got talked over. Okay, I'm done now. All right, that's it for sales. <laughs> so let's get into what. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the uh, more serious, more controversial part of the game release. According to a report by Kotaku's Jason Schreier. Is it Schreier? Schreier? Yes. It is Schreier. Schreier. Uh, the development included a crunch schedule of 12-hour workdays. Uh, Schreier suggested that development was slow due to the enormous turnover of employees following the development of Uncharted 4. With a few veterans left on the team. I think that's when Amy Hennig left. Yeah, I think she would have left around this time. Also, it was weird to me reading Kotaku's Jason Schreier because he hasn't worked for Kotaku in several years. I was like, oh, shit. I, I mean, he was what... working for them. Too. Yeah, he was like Kotaku's guy. He's at Bloomberg now. but Some of the developers allegedly hoped that part two would fail and prove that the working conditions were not viable. Uh, Druckmann felt that he had failed to find the correct balance for employees on part two, said that the studio would receive external assistance for future projects. And I, I feel like we have already kind of seen that in fruition with part one. Yes, since, actually, since, I think so, because they had outside studio. Uh, a whole other it. studio. And then if you believe the rumors that, um, oh, my God, what's that team called? Visual Arts Group. I think. That worked on part one. I'm going off the top of my head. Um, is apparently going to get to just do the Uncharted 
remake. So, I mean, it's good. You know, let let your people work normal hours. I don't think that's a hot take. Yeah. Uh, let them take vacations. Let them have sick days. Unionize. Take longer to make your games, too. That Just do that. I'd rather have a great game by uh, taking your time with it than having people suffer. Yeah, also, like, I'm just trying to imagine. I mean, if you take into the account that this game was allegedly in development for almost six years, uh, how long were they working on a crunch schedule? Because that sounds fucking horrendous. Yeah. Um, you can see the work put into this game. It's oh, there sure. immediately yeah. when you watch this game. It's insanely high quality. It's a lot of work. But yeah. it's just sad that now. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is sad. It. I mean, it, it's also sad to just like, it's just kind of what happened to, uh, I mean, a lot of video games and a lot of movies for that. It, I mean, some of the movies that we love that happens with. And that's why there needs to be better working conditions and that you should unionize your workplace. Yes, sir. Mm hmm. And uh, y'all have anything else to say about Crunch? Because if not, that's um, it. I'm gonna say this about Crunch: not a good candy bar. It's what? good. It's not. I don't. The I don't best, like Crunch but bars. it's good. Don't like them. I don't think they would make a top ten candy bar list for me. I agree. Personally. Um, I like it more than regular Hershey's chocolate. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I could agree with that. Well, a Hershey's chocolate bar, yeah, I'd agree with, but a Hershey's kiss, a little dollop of Hershey, no way. I mean, what? we can all agree that payday's better. Mm, yeah, mm, no, payday is way better than crunch. I I would say a payday is better than crunch, but again, a payday does not make my top ten. Payday's my number one. Kill it, kill this thing, <laughs> kill it. <laughs> oh my goodness um okay so you the listener at home are not going to hear that we're about to take a little break uh reset our vocal cords um but we're going to take a little break and then we're going to get back right into it and we're going to break down ellie going to pax west with a pickaxe <laughs> three days in seattle featuring ellie dina and uh dollar in a dream Anything else to add before I stop this? Amogus. <laughs> Not even the end of the show. Okay, whatever. Now recording. <laughs> Let's do the breakdown. Breakdown. I love how Cole has a zero second timestamp because as soon as it goes, now recording, Cole goes, ah! <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> Every single fucking time. We have only use this program to record it's new we've only recorded like four times and it's scary every time you hear this bear scream in your ear that's like whenever i uh monkey if he's just turned around wenzel's um, dog by the way yeah my dog he does not have a pet monkey no unfortunately I mm, I, fortunately i don't have a pet monkey anyway um anytime he's like turned around and because of like his age, you know, you come up behind him, just touch him, immediately caught off guard. He fucking just jumps. Um, it's so, I mean, you know, it's scary for him. It's funny for us. 
I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> because because to be fair, it's not like it's like for like a millisecond. He's just like, oh fuck, who is that? Oh, it's you guys. Hey. So not like I wonder if people terror. if people listen to this since we record it in multiple parts. I wonder if they're like, man, I wonder how many days are between these parts. And little do they know it's been uh 16 minutes. Yeah, because <laughs> we just started like it's a whole new day. Winchell's told this fucking story about this dog. My dog, this dog, like it's some fucking this strange pussy. dog that some we've never heard rat of. that we just okay, okay Walter. Up. Here's what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, Put your also, away. also, we had to talk about how uh, <laughs> my wife's taking me to go see <laughs> Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 in theaters for my birthday. <laughs> oh, shit, what's the subtitle? Evangelium 3.0 plus 1.01. Thrice upon a time. Thrice, Thrice upon, upon a time. time. That's it. There it is. That's important for what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be covering. Twice upon a time. Thrice. Twice. Thrice. No, it's this Thrice. Second... No, this is the second game. Twice upon a time. Oh. oh. Yeah. Last of Us Part Twice. Wow. I'm the idiot. Well, thrice <laughs> was the. Whatever. We were still talking about Evangelion. <laughs> Evangelion, more like Pee-Van, Poopy. Okay, Walter, first you're going to play the first hour of Ellie's story, then load up a new save, play through all of Abby. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) You know what? It's possible. I want to play Last of Us in the machete order. Uh, Play the very ending, then play Joel's death, then play... Uh, Abby, uh, then play all of part one, then play Ellie's part, and then play the part. Then play Left Behind. The dogs. Then also find a hack server for the old factions game (laughs) multiplayer mode and the first one, and get on mic and try to talk to the uh, sixty-year-old men. Yep, that's my Last of Us. Anyway, we're going to talk about the gameplay. We're going to break it down for you all 20-something hours of you. This is going to be... You could just listen uh, to this. We this beat it in 19. Book. Whatever, dude. This is the audiobook version, so it's going to be the exact same length. So <laughs> I hope not. Up. I have to My work. God. I, I, <laughs> in I have 13 to hours. I have to sleep. I, I, I was hoping like I could get the first six hours of this, and you guys can break it down like that. You, yeah. <laughs> If you told me right now I had to go frame by frame and do an audiobook 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 version of The Last of Us Part 2 and I had to read for 6 hours after hearing Colt read for 6 hours um I would cancel backlog boys. You <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I have the power to do that, but I would I would go onto the SoundCloud and delete every episode we've done. And also delete Cinema Grimoire. And also just wow. delete the whole AYCH Extra channel. Wow. The fire. Yeah. Also, then I would sign into AYCH proper and delete all those two. What the fuck, dude? I'm taking down everything. You know what? Uh, I would sign into Tanner's account and... Uh... Listen to fart noises fuck up his algorithm. Yeah. Oh, on my TikTok? <laughs> My TikTok algorithm is already fucked up. Don't TikTok, you worry. Uh, YouTube just mess everything up and then share it so that everybody knows you're a fucking freak. Yeah. Please let me start 
Because <laughs> we got so much. <laughs> you got six hours, buddy. Okay. All right. It starts off in the great state of Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> now, Can you imagine everything about the game's the same, except you're in the snowy environment, but you're in Jacksonville, Florida. I'd stop playing. <laughs> yeah, I would not play it. Okay. All right. Time to get serious. It takes place in Jackson, Wyoming. Is that right? That is correct. Jackson, Wyoming. You're playing. It starts off as Joel. Uh, very beginning of the game. You play as Joel. You're riding your little horsey. You're with Tommy on your little patrol. Doing your little cutesy things that you do as a 50-year-old man. And on the way through, uh, Joel's plucking his guitar. And he's like, ah, man, me and Ellie, we're on a rough patch right now. I don't know about that. What happened the other night at the dance? That's not what happened. I don't. <laughs> That's not what happened. Okay, so in the beginning, you start I was off. making this up. <laughs> so in the beginning, Joel is cleaning the guitar that he's gonna give Ellie. On it, there's a little um, moth, obviously a, re- a symbol representing the fireflies, um, on the neck of the guitar where the frets, the fretboard. He's cleaning it. He's talking to Tommy. He's telling Tommy about what happened at the very end of Last of Us Part One. Um. Tommy is relating to him saying, look, I don't know if I would have done anything different, you know. So they they go back. They they're going back to town. Uh, this is not I, I wouldn't say this is right after part one, but this is definitely maybe a year or a few two months after. at least. Well, that's a. Uh, well, I think Ellie's 16 in this because she looks a little older. Yeah, know. she is a little bit older. So, yeah. And um. And they're talking, and he sings a little ditty for her. He finally sings for her, um, and he gives her her guitar and um, says makes a promise that they're gonna he's gonna start teaching her. And then we get another time skip where now we're an adult Ellie. Um, yep, that was the only part that I really struggled with. I will always forget the intro to the last of part two because everything else just overshadows it completely in my opinion also really the only happy part of that game (laughs) yeah it really is also weirdly reminds me i guess it's because it starts with joel and tommy like riding horses it reminds me of red dead (laughs) just it's just the horses i i i know what you're saying it's just yeah i know it's just the horses but i think it's because it's like an extended conversation on horseback Maybe we need more games with horses. That's what I, the conversation That's what I'm is. saying. I, I think that is the conversation we need to have. As, I agree. Uh, the world's bravest gamers. Because another amazing game with horses is Metal Gear Solid Five. Think about it. Horses make your games better. Sorry, I'm swallowing. Ugh. And uh, when Ellie finally wakes up, it's... Uh, of the morning after a dance of some sort, we don't know the information of it just yet. She hears a knock at the door. It's a good old friend, Jesse. Don't know his last name. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, from the <laughs> the the Facebook movie. Then I would have turned the game off. <laughs> Maybe oh the most God. punchable face in history. Yeah, I hate Jesse in the game. Oh, I was talking about Eisenberg still. <laughs> But uh, Jesse and uh, Ellie start talking about all that stuff that happened last night. You kissed Dina. 
I'm still mad at you about that. He's not really joking around. And uh, Ellie's like really worried that he would be mad because he was dating Dina. I think like they broke up not that far away from the dance. I I think they did at the dance. It says two weeks ago. Okay. So it's not that far along. And uh, there's still enough time for him to be a little mad about that. Thankfully, he's not because Jesse's a saint, and I love Jesse. Everyone here loves Jesse. Everybody say, I love you, Jesse. I love, I love you, Jesse. Jesse. I love you, Jesse. And uh, they walk over to a little bar area. I guess it's a communal dining hall, I guess, where Ellie picks up. a. a she's going there because somebody wants to apologize for being a piece of shit from the night before. He's like, I'm sorry that you're gay. Here's a sandwich. No, that, yeah, it's pretty spot on. <laughs> to, to, to the apology. It was it sucked. It was, yeah. And then after that, Ellie's like, fine, I'll take the fucking sandwich. And she gives it to Jesse, and Jesse's like, cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. Jesse says that exactly too. Yeah. I'm call I'm glad you're hitting the really important parts of the game. Yeah, I just could not remember that first part, but this part we're good. <laughs> yeah, we we are. And you follow Maria uh out of town to uh your horse stables. And uh before you do that, you uh find some kids and uh see Dina as well, and Dina's like harassing these kids throwing like rock filled snowballs at these kids <laughs> and also the first like, get in here i need some help and so ellie jumps the fence charges the first kid she sees and starts punching over and over and over now she starts throwing rock filled snowballs as well <laughs> <There's> no- <laughs> they're not rock filled <laughs> it's just a snowball fight um that you get to play um you have to try to beat the kids i think it's like 10 hits yeah, or 10 something yeah yeah Tanner managed to get hit somehow, and I don't know how he did. I got hit like six times. <laughs> I never got hit in any of the playthroughs I've done. I've done two playthroughs of this game. This was my third. I don't know why Colt is um, bragging about that. But shitting okay. on my skills it's, as a gamer. No, I'm shitting on these kids, dude. Uh, Colt, it was, I was trying to get an immersive experience. Obviously, you can't play a snowball fight and get no hit. Uh, you can if you uh, use your Sunday Vistan. Use your what? It's a cyberpunk, cyberpunk reference. reference. You would get Damn. it if you watched it. Never heard of it. Oh my god! And you get to the stables, and she's like, uh, Maria is like, uh, all right, go on your little uh, thing with Dina. You go with Dina instead of Jesse uh, because you want to talk about some stuff about the what happened last night. But then. Instead of playing Ellie, it jumps over to a new character, one that you've never seen before as a person that's played Last of Us Part 1. You start playing as Abby, and uh, she wakes up in a cabin in a snowy place, so you're thinking, maybe she's close, maybe she's nearby. You don't know why she's nearby. And uh, her and her friend, Owen, which you learn soon after that, is ex-boyfriend, and go out in uh, search of someone or something that you are not fully aware of what they're searching. And uh, they get to a part where they overlook a settlement. They're like, this has to be it. This is Jackson. We're so close to him. 
and uh, as a player, think him. Uh oh. Uh, but on your way there, you also encounter some clickers. Uh, with Abby's playstyle, she is full brute strength. She's buff as hell, so she is very strong when it comes to punching. Actually, she does more melee damage than Ellie does, which makes sense. She does like, more uh, melee damage than Joel did in the first game. Yeah, she does because, like, yeah. uh, if you have a pipe, it takes like two hits to kill an enemy, while uh, with Ellie or Joel, it take three. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, when Abby first wakes up, you immediately get the impression, oh yeah, this this girl, this woman, whoever she is, she is built. She is strong. Um, she is trained. Um, especially with like they said about her fighting style and just how brutal she is. So yeah, yeah. because like immediately, like if you play like me, which is how anybody should play this game, no guns, uh, fists and knives only. Um, she hits. She's she hits like a fighter stance. To yeah. like doing her melee stuff. It's not like Joel or Ellie, where you well Ellie doesn't really punch. She has her little shank. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a yeah, and then Joel just you know kind of punches like every Texan does. Um, you can tell Abby's trained somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abby's very uh, military esque in that way. But uh, that's that's it. That's how. Uh, that's all you play is Abby for now. <laughs> it uh, jumps over to Ellie again, and uh, you're on the patrol with Dina. Just go into the radio tower to just scout the area, and you can find some weed bongs there. And Ellie's like, let's smoke some hot shit. But Dina's like, I don't have any, because this old bitch died, and I miss him. And you check around the surrounding area. Uh, you get back on your horse. Uh oh. Hmm. Uh, Tanner? Tanner, I'd really yeah. appreciate it if you didn't leave. I, no, I did. I didn't leave. But you did. I didn't. I was here. But it's you still... did leave. You did leave. Oh, we're good. oh my god. Anyways, you get back in your horse. You ride into town, and once you get to town, you see a dead moose. It's like ripped to shreds. It's not just like a normal dead moose. It's got blood, gore everywhere, intestines. And uh, since you see that, you know, there's probably a horde or just a squad of infected around. So you go in the market, uh, clear them out. So some scary shit happens. Uh, I'd say these clickers, they're ten times scarier than the ones in the first game. I think something about them just being outside and it's snowing and like your vision being obscured uh that makes them way scarier than the first game yeah i would agree with that <clears throat> oh my god why am i blinking right now i'm so sorry okay you climb through the roof uh of the supermarket eventually uh to escape Okay, okay, and you get out and you eventually head your way to an old bookstore, and uh, once you get down into the bookstore, you can find a little base, a home base where someone used to live. You can even see a PlayStation 3, some car, or you find a collectible cards. It's Ellie's uh, collectible in this game is cards from, like, a fictional card game. Even has uh, developers and stuff on the cards. It's really cool. And uh, 
in this area, uh, Dina and Ellie find a gigantic weed farm grown by this one old bastard that died. And they're like, shit, there's no good. It's all dead. Cause this old guy's been dead for a while now and it's in the middle of winter. So there's nobody here to do the upkeep. <clears throat> also, this do- is where we taught, uh, I can't remember if it was Colt or Wenzel that we could be called, uh, Zaza. It was Man. Wenzel. That's, that's pretty crazy that Wenzel didn't know that what Zaza was. <laughs> just shows I feel up. like I I referenced that pretty often as saying, like, get that Zaza. Well, yeah, but I thought you were talking about pizza. I get, yeah. Well, Wenzel always got pizza on the brain. That's also, I worked good. at a pizza place for like six months or something. Yeah. Did you Wenzel ever sold, Wenzel sold a lot of Zaza, Zaza there? Let's just say that. Yeah. What, Colt? Did you accidentally say, uh, I have some Zaza if you want it? No, we just... Yeah, that's why they're shut down now. We would jokingly <laughs> say za because that's also what you call pizza, za. Yeah, and weed is as good as double pizza. Yeah, I guess. But I don't Ab- know. But Ellie and Dina, they eventually find a jar, and Ellie can't open it, and Dina's like, shit, let me go. She immediately smashes it on the floor, getting glass all over the place. And they proceed threw to it right at Ellie. Too. Yeah, she threw it at Ellie. It was really <laughs> close. So the shards definitely hit her. And then they immediately lit that shit up, smoking that Zaza. <laughs> and then they just had sex. It was a very long and sensual scene that it was yeah. so fun watching with my bros. <laughs> it's not a bit either. It was a very intimate scene where they were kind of like getting closer together and then they actually have sex i just um, don't know why colt said it like that <laughs> um yeah also keep in mind too um the reason why they're even here is because there was a so a blizzard coming in so the only the nearest place they could go to for safety was this library that was um kind of like the home base of this guy who also lived at the town um eugene that was his name but it doesn't matter because he's dead um Recipes. Yeah, th- this is important because the snowstorm is also happening at the same time uh, through this other character's, you know, journey. So, which uh, we're about to jump back to. I know I said we don't play as Abby again, but you do. I did a bit because I also forgot that you. <laughs> Man, you tricked me. Uh, yeah. But uh, you jump back to playing as Abby. Uh, you you're following the horse tracks alone because Owen's like, "I'm going back," and Abby's like, "Fuck this, we're here. I'm gonna go find Joel." Which I feel like we've learned that in her. No. Earlier. Okay. Never mind. Mm, I spoiled it. Joel. She's hunting Joel. Uh, she. <laughs> I mean, we've already said she kills him. So yeah. <laughs> no, we said at the very beginning that she's. She has military training. She's the one that murders Joel. Like, (laughs) (laughs) if if you were this far in the podcast, we assume you have a working understanding of The Last of Us 2. If not, we're going to throw one detail that is completely made up and you have to guess what it is. Yep. Abby, like, stops at a Burger King and gets a Whopper as well. But during the running part, she, uh, shit, I didn't even get to the running part. During the walking and following the trail, she f- encounters a horde, a massive amount of clickers and runners and all of the above. And uh, it's probably the most you ever encounter in this game or any 
of the Last of Us games. It's pretty crazy. And uh, you just run and run and run to escape these bad guys, and you eventually run into a cabin, not uh, not cabinish area. You you, you run, it... you're you run to this this kind of small little area, this town, and you're trying to crawl through a fence, but the fence, all of the zombies are just <laughs> ramming it, so they're all yeah. it's like it's very claustrophobic, coming on top of you. Your beanie gets snatched, and then as you're coming out, you know. You get grabbed onto, but then who pops up to save you? Joel and Tommy. Joel and Joel. Tommy, the good old boys. They yep. meant no harm, even yep. though they are very, uh, they were not great people at one point in time. And, um, and, and they take her with them and they run as well. They run all the way. It's a very intense, fast paced, uh, part of the game. I remember Tanner was playing it and uh, I was still scared of it because every time Tanner plays, I get more scared because I'm not controlling it, I guess. And uh, some some scary stuff. It's because I have uh, such a... What's the word I'm trying to think of? I have a very unique play style. Yes, yes. I mean, where, it fits Abby, too. It's where Tanner hits a lot, and he gets hit a lot. Yeah, it's not really uh, worth it. But I, I I like playing video games with the principle an eye for an eye. It's very loose, very endangering. Yeah, yeah. How but, I play, uh, they, it's how I play everything. That's how I play Mario. How I play Last of Us Part Two. How I play Pokemon. I'm surprised you get any game finished. And Animal Crossing. I rarely do, Wenzel. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my secret, Wenzel. I don't. <laughs> Damn. Abby uh, eventually makes it to a cabin. This was a thing of earlier. A cabin with Tommy and Joel, and they're like, we got to get out of here. This bar is not going to hold. You can clearly see the bar bowing in the middle as the zombies, I'm just going to call them zombies, fuck it, are b- bashing the door. And uh, that's when Abby learns that this is Joel, because Tommy's like, Joel, we need to get out of here. Yep. And, uh, you, can, you can see the look on her face. Like, if you did not know that's who she was after. You probably would have thought like, that's weird. But if you did know about it, it's like pretty crazy. Just seeing the expression on her face. I will say didn't notice it. (laughs) See, exactly. You didn't know. Uh, But uh, they, they uh, run and run till they eventually get to, uh, the next fun final destination for a good old boy. Yeah, so Abby, what she does is they're they're trying to get away because this horde's after them, and she tells them that they she has a group. They're at a cabin not too far away. They know this cabin, so they're like, yeah, that could work. So they get on their horses, and we have this really cool scene where as they're getting on their horses, their zombies are literally right there about to snatch them. It's scary. And, um, yeah, and they, so they, they're able to um, run them, take Abby, and get to that mansion um where uh abby's friends are waiting to rescue them help them yep and um as soon as they get in there uh abby is talking to her friends while joel and tommy are petting and cleaning the horses of the snow and uh you can tell something's off because like when they introduce tommy and joel Abby's like, this is Tommy and Joel. Everybody in the room looks around and and you can see that Tommy and Joel are a little uncomfortable because they're like, okay. But then Joel is also looking around. He's like, 
why he's like why is it that i just why does it feel like i said something weird or i wasn't supposed to or something i can't remember exactly the line but that kind of sets the the air yup and uh does it end with joel's knees getting blown off so what happens is as soon as he says that it, there's like this hard like cut or turn to immediately abby shooting out his fucking leg um and then, and then it's not Nora, just like getting shot in the leg either it's blowing a chunk his entire knee is gone yeah his entire knee is gone nora um uh, this other character one of abby's friends grabs tommy um they also hit him in the leg but this but they just literally she takes a gun the butt of the gun and just bashes him in the face until he's knocked out pretty it's much it's cuz he's not the one they're after yeah they're after they don't know Joel. who tommy is and then um joel is you know trying to say like i you know i don't know who you are or whatever just get it over with just get it over with but then abby tells mel uh, mel is with owen who is pregnant it's the reason why owen didn't really want to do this um to tourniquet I think his leg or to yeah, so know. it doesn't bleed out. Yeah, Abby says her cool him. line. It's such a cool line where she gr- she goes and grabs the golf club and she's like, uh, she talk she says about how long they've been looking for him. They even say his last name, Joel Miller. Um, yeah. how long they you been don't for get him? to rush this exactly, and then it, <sighs> and then immediately goes right into he. She hits him, he screams, and then cut to black. Yep. And now we're playing as Ellie. Yay. I, I will say, hindsight, the line goes hard as shit. In it the does. moment. In the I was moment. pretty it, fucking it, pissed. It, it, it <laughs> yeah. Goes so, yeah. In the moment, you're probably mad, but afterwards, like, yeah, that goes fucking hard. You don't get to rush this. Yeah. And then since you're playing back as Ellie, you. You see, you just see the cabin in the distance. Uh, well, what happens first is that, um, they're sitting there. Ellie and Dina are talking about. Oh shit! Sc- yeah, scars. Yeah. Their scars. Um, Ellie shows her her bite mark, but and she even straight up says, "This is an infection. I was bitten when I was a kid, and but she... uh, I burnt it to get rid of the marks." And then she got a tattoo on it, which. Um, I should mention that that tattoo is actually designed by an artist. Damn it. I completely forgot to look them up before doing this. Um, I follow them on Instagram and Twitter. They're fantastic. Um, give me a second. Natalie Hall. Um, great art. The great art. They did the art for that tattoo. But also, I should mention this too, sadly, that the art was also used for one of the um, PlayStation 4s as like um a special playstation 4 that uh, i remember her tweeting about this or or talking about it about how she did not know that they were making this that she wasn't she's like she's not getting any money from that or whatever like she had no idea that they're using her art on this so it kind of sucks that like she was kind of cheated out of like of that as well um you know uh Oh well, what can you do? But yeah, that I just think that's something that should be brought up of, of that as well. Come on, Sony, what you doing? Yeah. I think artists should be paid less. <laughs> Cole oh. with the hot take. Uh, Cole, do you agree with my take that artists shouldn't be paid at all? <laughs> I do. 
Work for free, goddammit. Get a oh, real damn. job. Work if in you the do, field. If you don't know the joke, if for some reason this is the first time you're interacting oh, with God, any no. of us, Wenzel is an artist, which is why we're joking. <laughs> and we also do a podcast with another artist as well, Patrick. Yeah, What's crazy Joe. is that I actually don't disagree with you guys. Oh, Wenzel's <laughs> not joking. Wenzel loves doing free work. Now, what's crazy and what's funny, if you guys don't know this, but I am an artist, so that's why I'm making this joke. What? What? Oh, really? Kind of fucked me <laughs> over for that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Walter. <laughs> but during um, their little weed smoking sex session, they, yeah, Jesse, Jesse comes and comes finds in them. He's like, Jesse, Dina, where are you? We need you. <laughs> and they're telling him not to come in here. He comes in there and they're both not naked, naked, but they're, they're getting their, dressed. They're in their undies. And he's like, Jesus Christ. He's like, really? We had just been broken up for how long? Jesse pulls out a gun and points it. He's like, that doesn't matter. Joel's and Tommy are not back yet from their uh, patrol patrol. So, yeah, they have to go and find them. And um, this is where Ellie starts looking around and eventually she sees a cabin with uh, uh, lights on. So she's assuming they're probably there. Yeah. And when she, she makes breaks it, in, she uh, breaks into the cabin. She uh, hears screaming from Joel. So she obviously panicked and she's running to him as fast as she can. You get to the stairs that lead to the garage slash basement area that they're in. And uh, as soon as she opens that door, she gets knocked out, not knocked out, knocked on her feet and uh, held down as uh, she sees Joel getting hit in the head with a golf club over uh, over and over again. He's not dead yet. He uh, locks eyes with uh, Ellie. Ellie locks eyes with him. She's screaming the entire time, like playing, like saying, stop you bastards. And eventually you can hear like ringing in her ears where you can just feel the hatred and the anger she has for uh, Abby and this whole group in this moment. She's confused and angry. And uh, Mm -hmm. Abby takes the final swing, uh, embedding the golf club into his brain, pulling out a huge chunk of brain matter with it. Joel's dead. Yeah. Anybody have any feelings about Joel dying? <laughs> no, I did. I was pissed. <laughs> I was ah. like, I was like, because Colton Wenzel told me going into this, they're like, yeah, it's it's going to take us about twenty two hours to beat, and this is about two, maybe two hours into our playthrough. I'm like, what the fuck else is there to happen in the next twenty hours? Little did I know, a lot, but it it was a lot for me to process. Yeah, that was kind of like their, our second play session, too, I think. The very beginning of our second play session. And we still had like six more hours of us playing to go for that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's the fun. Yeah, I think I mentioned in the, fir- in the Last of Us Part 1 episode that we have already started Last of Us Part 2. Uh, because we played like the first hour, hour and a half of Part 2 after we beat Part 1. Yeah. And then the very next session, literally less than an hour into our session, Joel gets fucking domed. Yep. And then we had, you know, 17 hours of the game left. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and um, as this entire time, um, 
Ellie's not listening to anything they're saying. She's just so fucking angry. Um, everybody's talking and arguing. Uh, this one fucker, she slashed in the face. Dig bag Jordan is like, let's just fucking kill her. Um, but Owen's like, no, no, stop. And Abby's trying to control everybody too. And then Abby knocks the fuck out of Ellie. Yep. Because that they had one mission to do and they completed it. Like it shows that they have some kind of morals because they didn't kill Tommy or Ellie because that's not their mission. That's not their goal. Yep. They're only for Joel. And that's a uh, that's it for the um, beginning. Th- that no, not just yet. We have a little bit more. Um, uh, after Ellie gets knocked out, she uh, she's healed up a little bit. Uh, it's been like like maybe a f- few days later or a week. Yeah, not long. It hasn't been long after Joel died brutally in front of her, and she is in a super depressive mood. Her eyes are red. She's been crying constantly. And uh, Dina comes to get you from your pit and takes you over to Joel's to uh, just get some things. Because there's talks of uh, you going with Tommy to see where these people went. And the whole walkthrough of his house is so painful. I... When I was playing by myself when this game first came out, let's just say I was crying a lot because it was just so sad seeing her pick up his mug and just like looking at it and drawing it in her notebook. We didn't read any of the notes or notebook stuff in our playthrough because we had a time limit, but that stuff is really sad. Yeah, we didn't fucking care. And I kind of like zoned out after this part because I just did not care anymore. Yeah, I will yeah. say Colt said there was rumblings of Ellie going with Tommy. At this point, it's just Ellie that wants to go, and Tommy is not sold on going. Yeah, yeah. There's this whole thing about like, um, because Maria is married to Tommy. Maria is like the mayor of the town, and um, they keep um, there's this kind of like, oh my god, motherfucker! I completely forgot there was what? the night before this this day where tommy goes to um ellie to give her some food because she's not eating oh yeah oh my god i forgot about that because that's where he talks about i think that's where he talks about where they could have been from uh yeah like the uh, not not wanting to go the patch, it's like it says, he said, it says, w, or Ellie was like, it says WLF, Washington Liberation Front, Wolf, Wolves. And um, that's where Tommy's like, I, you know, Maria doesn't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea because they want to send out a whole team. um, But they don't want to. Yeah, Ellie wants to send like all the best like gunsmen in the. In yeah. The but, but then at this point too, Ellie's just like. Well, I just want to do it myself. And then, of course, they're, you know, going through all this stuff. And then um, also, too, we see where um, Joel is also an artist. He take he took up he can carve wood. Um, He has little wood sculptures and he's good at it. These are really nice sculptures. I think there was a note that said that he traded some of those sculptures for coffee. Yeah, 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 for coffee. He traded it for coffee. Yeah. That comes way later in the game, though, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, you know he trades it for something. 
Yeah, it's pretty. He's just a a southern man. You go through his house. He is so Texas as fuck. It's so like, fucking Texas. It's uh, horses, uh, wild west cabins, yeah. beautiful painting paintings plateaus. of like of the west. Um, that uh, frontier kind of style. Yeah, yeah. He's in an old like prairie home. It's yeah. a very nice house. There's a tumbleweed that goes through his house occasionally. Oh, and there's also like a giant memorial in front of his house with like hundreds of cards, it looks like. Uh, from just everyone in the community. It shows like how much Joel is loved by this community. Also further proving that he softened up and made more friends. You fucking idiots. Not you, but those people that said like it's not <laughs> part of his character. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it was really disrespectful what they did to Joel. I think it, they should have done it a little bit slow, uh, faster and gave him a kiss. Ellie goes through the house. She uh, goes to find his uh, box jacket. of his jacket. She and sniffs it and says, it smells so fucking stinky, you old bastard. Never wash God it. God damn, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Good to miss you, Joel. She throws up because it smells so bad. <laughs> and she does find his box, the clothes and everything. Everything that I was wearing before he died. Yeah. Which in, it... in the box, she finds a famous, not famous, a very important item to Joel. It was the watch that Sarah had given him at the very beginning of the first game. Oh, my God. You know, and the thing is, too, it wasn't until playing part one that for some reason I had just completely forgotten that he wears that fucking watch because yep. the in, because literally the beginning of the game, Sarah gives him the watch and then later he wears it. You know, it's broken. And Ellie even says, like, you know, that watch is broken. He's like, yeah, I do know that. And you then, know what? A broken watch is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah. And um, and yeah. And I'm thinking, like, man, who the fuck cares about this watch? And then. <laughs> and then now playing this, I'm like, damn, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. sad. <laughs> What's this crying over a watch? <laughs> he kept the watch. Ellie gets his revolver as well, which I'm assuming is the exact same revolver that you used as Joel in the first game. Yeah, to kill all of those people. Yep. But <laughs> you used a shotgun handgun to blow out the fucking doctor's heads, you know? I don't remember that. <laughs> no comment. And uh, after that, she gets out of the house with Dina. No, no. Maria comes into the house and she says, That damn bastard left. And he left this note. And it was yeah. him saying, like, I know they're going to want to follow me, but don't let them or some shit like that. Yeah. She's like, You know, Tommy is like, Look, I know, but I got to do this. Just me. And then so. Maria's like, can you go get this dumb bitch? Bring him back. Yeah. Even, even though Tommy is like, hey, can you throw her in jail so she can't come after me? Like, can you literally just lock her up? And the Maria, kind of selfishly, I will admit, says, actually, you have to go save my husband. Yeah, she she tells the stable they're like, you can take Shimmer, and you too go, go get him, and that's where they leave. That's that's the actual beginning. That's it. That's the rest of the game. And uh, this <laughs> next section it. <laughs> is called Seattle Day One. And it begins with Adina and Ellie riding their little horsey shimmer, little, that little baby, 
through a forest and it's very beautiful. I remember when I first played this game, that whole section just draw on the floor. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of the, especially with us playing part, Last of Us Part 1, like, the lighting in this game is unreal. Like, just the way the lights interact with the plants and cast shadows and just and how the everything... Grass. Yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous. I mean, again, one one of the best-looking games I've ever played. I've seen better. Yeah. And then real I, life. As you progress a little bit, you find an old WLF or Fedra checkpoint that is all in ruin, and you gotta figure a way to get past this giant metal gate. You climb up a ladder to get up to do some parkour, but in our playthrough, I was playing, and I jumped to our death. Even though I was doing the right thing. It was so funny. Yeah, because I said, because <laughs> Tanner's like, are you sure? And then I was like, yeah. And then I jumped to my death. Because <laughs> I was sure and I was right. I just jumped at the wrong moment. Yeah, it just didn't jump right. There there was quite a few times that happened in our playthrough. Yeah. Where uh, a character died. <laughs> in a well, way it, was a lot of, died. it was a lot of falling death for Tanner. It was a lot of being eaten. Yeah, that's true. It was a lot of Tanner getting ripped apart while we just fell to our deaths. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so this kind of area is literally just kind of Dina and Ellie chatting a little bit, exploring um, downtown Seattle. Um, yeah, it's really cool, and you actually get introduced to some of the best rope physics that you'll ever see in a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a very open space. I mean... The land has been taking has taken back a lot of um, Seattle, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's very pretty. It's like a op- it's the first open world segment of the game. I think there's only like two or three open world segments in this entire game, but this is easily the biggest one. You can find a bank that's old and uh, just full of uh, clickers. Yep. And uh, that's how you get the shotgun pretty early. Or that's how you get the shotgun. Is If you go to the bank, you can find it inside a vault with millions of dollars as well. Because some people apparently tried to break into the bank during Outbreak Day. Yep. They tried to rob the bank on Outbreak Day, which it was like reading that note and about that. It was like, huh. That's like an interesting just little idea, I guess. Um, like, why then? Like. I feel like, well, I mean, they didn't know everything was going to go to shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because you're thinking like, okay, it's like, if we do it during the chaos, then we'll get a ton of money. And this money will never lose value. And also, there's possible hope that after all this chaos, I mean, it'll be fine. The government, the world governments will get a handle on this. It'll be a-okay. So we'll just have a million dollars. I think that yeah. I, I didn't get that perspective at all. I got the perspective of nobody knew it was happening, and then just so happens as they're robbing the bank. Oh fuck! People are turning into zombies. That's well, also I think that's probably true because well, there was a lot of say, did they not say outbreak day on the note, or was that just Ellie saying outbreak day out loud? I can't that was that Ellie. was Ellie saying oh they were robbing a bank on outbreak day. Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. mention outbreak. Wow, day never mind. I'm stupid. Anything. Never mind. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Cut that out. Cut out that. Yeah, you are. Stinky. I was trying to avoid this. I was trying to avoid this. I was trying to avoid this. But in this open world area, uh, Ellie and Dina are trying to find gas to open up the gate so they can get to the hotel. 
where the WLF uh, signal, not signal, symbol is on it with the wolf's head. Yeah. Very cool uh, symbol, they, by the way. They have a, they found a map and they're using that to kind of navigate. And you also use that to navigate too. It's really cool. Um, it's very cool exploring. Um, you, you find a bunch of key codes. So you use that for the different gates to uh, get through the checkpoints. You um, also, yeah. this is where you encounter your first guitar playing segment. Uh, you're playing Aha. Yep. Take uh, on me. Take on me. It's a very nice segment. I know we talked about that a little bit. So, earlier. Tanner, I'm going to want you to go ahead and reenact that scene with a guitar. Go ahead. Do go. it. Um, well, it, if it was like how we played it at first, it goes like. And then it goes like. That's true. I did play it like randomly. Yeah. Also, it wasn't the first one. The first one is during the flashback where Joel gives Ellie the guitar. Who gives a fuck about that old bitch? He's dead. I thought Damn. it was a cool. I thought it was a cool scene. I I do find it weird. I guess not weird, but like it was really weird to me with this being like the swan song of the PS4, like we mentioned earlier, and them having you use the touchpad, like. The touch to still used on PS5. No, I know, but like, it felt, it felt gimmicky. Cause... I mean, that's the touchpad in general. It's a gimmick. I mean, I, I get it. It's just, it's just weird for something like that gimmicky to be in like your uh, huge marquee game. I, I, it's I mean, in I guess every it... single first party PlayStation fucking game. cool, but okay. No, it was cool. I liked how they did it. It was, it was a cool. No, way. no, 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 no. No, Tanner. No. I just felt a little. Listen, I'm okay with a little cheese. You're sometimes. a gimmick. You're a gimmick. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you. Your whole life is a gimmick. You love gimmicks. That's true. I'm a little jokester. And eventually, Ellie and Dina have to go to court because they smoke so much weed to get that some gas. That is true. Because <laughs> they ran out of that zaza. And they eventually get the gas from the building that's full of clickers. It's scary in the basement. It's flooded. Thankfully, Shimmer is outside just waiting on you for some reason. He knows to go around to the garage opening because you enter in a completely different area of the building on the opposite side of the building. So Shimmer's got some strong noses. Or nose. Yeah, and Shimmer should know to park there because, I mean, dudes run out of gas. That's why we need the gas. Yeah, we Shimmer should it up know to ass. park there like it's a fucking <laughs> self-driving car. <laughs> what do you think a horse is? Tesla wishes it could be a horse. Exactly. That is true. Horses don't run over as many kids. Uh, I said as many. I will say this is completely off topic, but I will say my great grandmother used to tell a story of how um, a kid in her class um, what this she was very old, um, like she was in her nineties when I was born. Um, how a kid in her class got ran over by a train. Him and his mother uh, riding a horse and buggy. Don't know why I felt the need to mention that. <laughs> Thanks just, for telling us. Just felt like. Now was the time to say that. I mean, um, that was a time when they were using that transportation. Yeah, so, this yeah. was in like 82, 83. What? 1982, 83. <laughs> no, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking kidding. This is like the fucking... Uh, 1970s. No, I'm trying to think how old 18th. she was when she died. This would have been like 1915 or 16, probably. 
This has oh, been man, like World had War- cars for a few years. This has been like World War One, probably. Not everybody had cars, Colt. Yeah, Colt. You oh, think rural ass Alabama had cars in the early nineteen teens? Get your money have- up, not your funny they- up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of we, people uh, did say that. I will say that was pretty much the basis of the the, the new of the new deal. We uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we pushed Colt into a corner. That's his react. That was his reaction. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens when me and Winslow team up on Colt. Colt just starts spouting off lyrics. No, I, I start spouting off like uh, finance bro sayings, truth bombs. God damn it! Can we get <laughs> back to the game? I don't want to invest in vape pods. Um, okay. Where was I? Okay, the hotel. You get the gas, you go back to the generator, fill that bad boy up, and you make your way to the hotel. And on your way in, you run into some clickies and also some dead uh, WLF people. And you're like, hmm, curious, because I didn't do it, and the clicker didn't do it, because there's uh, specific death wounds, death wounds, wounds on them. So you assume it's Tommy, and you eventually make your way up to a place where you can find two people that were tortured to death. And Ellie's like, yeah, this is Tommy. I know how he tortures people to death. (laughs) This is my Uncle Tommy for sure. Well, yeah, because Joel does the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, because Joel said he learned it with Tommy, or from Tommy, one of the others. Because Tommy used to be a firefly. Yeah. And uh, next to one of the bodies, you can see a... Is it's written the blood. What? It's the what? I, I don't know what he said. <laughs> like I'm telling you. Anyways, in the floor, there's uh, numbers written on the floor next to uh, West Gate, I think. It was one of the This gates. is where they get the map. That's what I was saying. This is where they get the map. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the map of Seattle. No. You get that way earlier on. That you get no, that before you, you go into the open world section. I'm pretty sure this is where you get the map because you need to know about downtown Seattle. I think this is it. You just flip over the normal map. You you get the map before you go into the hotel cuz to get to the hotel you need to have the map to explore the open world where you can find all the cool shit. Hmm. Anyways, you get the key code to uh escape uh from this area to continue on to the next area um but as you're riding shimmer at, with dina you're like having a nice conversation and you're just jumping over these uh metal barriers and whatnot barbed wire and uh on the last barrier ex- the horse explodes spontaneously no there's like an ied there's a mine uh, yeah it's an ied no it's a it's a spontaneous explosion. Yeah. Horses and, uh, do that sometimes. It knocks Ellie and Dina off the horse. Uh, it throws Dina off into the hell abyss. You don't see her where she lands or how she lands. But Ellie's on the ground and taken by these bastards, which you assume is the WLF. It's the WLF. Um, Dina falls into one of those things. It's like a... um, It's like um, overpass area. Or, or no, it's like a um, it's like one of those things where it's like there's stairs and it goes into like the lower part of a building, a stairwell. It's like a well of stairs. Do you guys? 
I could ruin your lives. I could ruin your lives. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I I know what Wenzel's doing because I know he's doing visual bits when we're recording over Discord. Like I know he's like moving his hands and moving his face in a way where he's like, <laughs> we can't see that. We're not in person, and nobody listening can see that. We can't see that. I can make your lives a living hell. <laughs> but shortly after. Ellie wakes up to find a good old shithead from before standing over her as she's tied to a table saying, like, like, who are you? Are you the reason why these other WLF people are dead? And he's like, fuck it, I'm about to execute her. And uh, during that, Dina comes up from behind, shoots him in the shoulder. And then the other guy shoots back at her, shattering the glass, making her fall. And it just looks like the most painful fall that you can ever experience. It's a good nine feet, I want to say, that you fall. she falls straight onto broken glass. Not cut. But definitely more than nine feet. It's very high. Probably like 15 or 16 feet. <laughs> while the one guy is dead, uh, this guy starts choking Dina to death while Ellie's kicking around the glass to cut the rope that she's tied to the table with. And uh, eventually, Ellie cuts this guy's throat with her knife. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty brutal. But honestly, Jordan's a shithead, so... Yeah, yeah he also, was real bad. Was not a clean cut. No. That, she was using a rusty-ass switchblade. Let's get that clear. Oh, oh, yeah, and also, too, whenever Jordan was interrogating her she was like yeah i just gotta look for a guy with a like a, a bitch with a scar on his face or something i can't remember yeah, it was because she good cut part. his face uh whenever they killed joel yeah but um yeah After and that's that, how they... a shootout ensues at the school yeah that the, they're hold they're hold up at a school and um oh my gosh yeah it's a pretty uh fun little segment i really enjoy you uh Eventually, fight through the school. You go to the rooftop. And you jump into some apartments. <clears throat> and once you're in the uh, apartment area, you're in the like uh, Capitol Hill area, and uh, you're just working your way through a neighborhood, going through cl- getting collectibles. It's, it's, it's not a bunch Capitol of, Hill. <laughs> the guide I'm looking at right now calls it Capitol Hill walkthrough. Oh, okay. <laughs> the uh, you proceed through the neighborhood and uh, make your way through some WLF patrols. Which I I can't remember who was playing. Right, I want to say Wenzel was. I think or it was, was Wenzel. Yeah, Wenzel was playing, and he was just murdering these people. Which that's the point. You're supposed to murder these people to get by. I'm not even sure if you can sneak by. Yeah. Yeah, I was murking them. Eventually, you make your way through this area, killing the WLF. You find explosive booby traps set everywhere. And luckily, I don't think we walked through a single one. Did we? No. no. I don't uh, no, remember a booby trap. Every time we got close to the booby trap, I would scream because I yeah, just no, noticed it. I was playing, and I noticed them. But every time I was walking around, Colt and Tanner... Well, Cole would scream, and then Tanner would be like, oh, shit, I didn't see that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to see. I No, I mean, I know. It's just let me do my job. <laughs> like, I mean, I was just saying I couldn't see it. <laughs> Y'all got to remember, I'm a little bit older than you two. Yeah. 
Yeah, just seen an old. Um, also, too, should mention that whenever we're fighting the, and killing these people, this is the first time, and they they t- take this over into. Um, oh well, I'll, I'll say this. So whenever we, uh, anybody who gets killed, um, the the NPCs will yell out that person's name and yep. scream or cry because they're dead. They do reuse some of the names along the way, but that's fine. Yeah, that's. I mean, people have the same names. So yeah, it's also like really common names. Like you're not yeah. killing two people named like Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh Sarah, oh Sean, Anna, Dylan. Sean, yeah. yeah uh, exactly. When's a Wilkie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, this is where too we get to see the brutality of the kills and something that they bring over into part one that wasn't originally in the first game. So that's kind of leading. That's kind of where we talked about this in our episode about it, where The Last of Us Part Two is like a fully realized vision, kind of, of what they wanted. And they use that to kind of bring Last of Us Part One up to that standard, up to onto the same were. level, yeah, yeah. Because you can tell going from the original Last of Us Part One to the uh, to the remake, this is what they wanted it to be like, but they couldn't uh, after playing the second one. Yeah. But after uh, going through the booby trap area, you uh, eventually make it to a rate. Is it a rate? Uh, news station. Yeah. And uh, you go through the news station. You can tell it's been ransacked by someone else. And you're not sure. You think, damn, Tommy, did you do this? Uh, but eventually you find out it's not Tommy. It's a new faction of enemies. Called the Scars. Or Seraphites. It's called Scars by Ellie and uh, Abby. And the WLF, but they call themselves Seraphites. Yeah. And going through this new station, uh, to describe what you see is uh, people hanging from the rafters. With their guts hanging out. Yeah, and Ellie immediately, as a player, I was joking about like, damn, Tommy. But Ellie knew like, this is not Tommy's work. He wouldn't do this. Yeah, this is where you get arrows and um, you get a bow. You get the bow going through the garage, don't you? Oh, shit, yeah. You start getting arrows here. You start getting arrows here, but you don't get a bow yet, which was annoying because I love the bow. Yeah, because that's Wenzel's main fucking thing. Because I'm freaking good at it, bro. I didn't use it at all. Because I'm fucking Hawkeye in this bitch. Yep. Uh, And uh, eventually WLF soldiers show up because they're not getting contact. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. You gotta mention. Oh, the boobies. This, yes. Uh, this is where you find Leah. Leah was Jordan's partner, but she is dead. She has arrows shot all up in her. Yeah. And this is where you find her bag full of uh, Polaroids, which has the faces and names of everybody Everyone. who was there. Of everybody who was there to kill Joel. So yep. this is kind of what you use to track them. And honestly, it's all her fault that what happens to the rest of them yeah and also leah too she took a picture of herself a selfie with her showing her tit to give to jordan yeah. as a little something something <laughs> to keep him while he's uh far away from each other while they're far away from each other you know but yeah i forgot Jordan's to mention that now. jordan had that when you killed him uh at the school yeah it, there's a little note that says like he's at that she's at like the news station or whatever but you know um yeah, yeah. that's how that's that. how we get there 
But the WLF starts showing up because they're not getting contact from their station at the new station. And uh, there's too many of them. They start crowding this place. So Dean and Abby just have to get the fuck out of there. And they run and run until they get to like a uh, underground. Uh, oh, my God. Subway section. And in the subway section, you can hear WLF. Uh, just going around, but you can also hear clickers. So if you play it smart, you can uh, uh, lure the clickers at the WLF and sneak by, or you can do what we did and kill every single thing in that place. Which, why wouldn't you play like that? Amen. Well, yeah, because what I did was um, I I had the clickers kill the people, and then I killed the clickers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I did. Um, yeah, pretty good section. And uh, you get to a new area where you find a new enemy type after this. It's called the Shambler. This is where Steve Bloom and the other voice actor, I can't remember, comes into play where they squish oranges with their feet. Grapefruits. 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 Sorry. I'm so sorry. Apology accepted. Thank you. Yeah, the Shamblers are terrible. I hate them. Well, I love them. It's just uh, I hate how they look. They freak me out. They're just the the. They're like a midway between like from before you get to a bloater. Yeah. You learn that there's like uh, notes throughout the game that shows the documentation of the evolution of clickers. And it's pretty interesting. There's an enemy that you meet later on. That is my favorite enemy design in the entire series. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So cool. Uh, Then on their way uh, to this next area, there's a horde of clickers that suddenly show up. And Dina and Ellie have to run. That's a, th- a common thing in this game. Running away from clickers. This is also where Ellie gets her mask broken, right? Yep. This is where uh, Dina yep. learns that Ellie was not doing a bit. And that Whenever she's, she's actually dead, she's immune. Yeah. And so like the yeah, because the... Dina is about to take off her mask to give to Ellie. Yeah. And then Ellie's and... like, I'm immune. I'm immune. It's like forcing the mask to stay on. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like, kind of an indicator is like if you have if you're breathing in spores you'll start coughing ellie wasn't coughing yep. that, nope that's mean she's immune and um and yeah so they have to run and also the entire time too dina is like constantly like tired and like ellie's having like you okay dina she's like just give me a minute like like i you know like you just got to keep going i can make it you know all this like and as a player you're worried because like damn did she get bitten or something like, like that what's happening um but yeah so then we have to do this whole long sequence of like just running to get away from these things running through the subway um getting out find the light um yeah and eventually, but eventually you make it out you make it out of the hell hole that that is and you find a giant theater and this is going to be a major important place in the entire story. Uh, you just It's a hub, essentially. Yeah. If, like, as we talked about the hub world earlier, I imagine this would be the hub area. Mm-hmm. Or at least one of them, if they would yeah. have went that route, yeah. And the uh, aquarium later on would be one, too. Yeah. And uh, you go inside this place, clearly abandoned. You... Uh, find your way up to turn the power on and find a radio where uh you can hear some uh broadcast from is it WLF that you hear? Yeah, the WLF. Mm-hmm. And she's like getting a hint from for where to go next. 
uh fuck where does she go where does she well, what is she here before she gets the radio her and dina are talking and dina's kind of mad she's like she's like why didn't you tell me and ellie's like i did tell you so what's going on with you and dina's like i'm pregnant and ellie's freaking out because she she, she thinks doesn't have a penis yeah and dean and dina's like is like you got me knocked up now dina dina jokingly says it's not yours very funny ellie um, left a huge sigh of relief too yeah <laughs> no it was it was pretty crazy too because like uh or it was it was a crazy moment because dina's pregnant and then it's like it's obvious who it is i i think we learn right there maybe a little later it's you know it's jesse it's heavily implied jesse yeah it's moment. definitely heavily applied that it's jesse's like immediately and then it's like and then also too we find out too it's like well how long have you known and she she like found out like what two weeks ago i think yeah but she was but she said she didn't want to be a burden and ellie's like well you're a burden now yeah like just it was just good acting such good acting it's so good oh god Burp, sorry <laughs> she learned she's pregnant on the way to seattle that's why yeah. they didn't turn around ellie's like if you told me we could have turned around yeah, because yeah. she said, "Oh, well, she said, oh, well, I was a couple of weeks late, and I didn't figure anything until I, th- I think she started having morning sickness or something." But yeah, yeah, and she was getting like really worn out and uh, fatigue and stuff. So yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, and that's where Ellie to kind of blow off some steam goes to turn on the power. She finds the radio. She intercepts some transmissions, or not intercepts, but she just listens on the radio. Or no, she doesn't even listen. She's just messing around with frequencies. Um, and that's where she goes into theater to kind of just sit down and fucking think because what a mess they're in now. Yeah, they're, they're like they are deep into Seattle. Dina's pregnant. They just had a very close call with WLF yeah. and clickers and clickers. It, it's and shamblers. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, kind of yeah. like it's kind of a moment to like let all that sink in. But what did she hear on the radio? I cannot remember. I don't think she heard anything. I think it's not until Dina starts messing oh. with the radio. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it eventually cuts to a flashback for uh, Ellie. It's a, it's probably this is my favorite, probably scene or segment in the entire game, other than something else that happens later. It's the birthday gift, is what it's called. You play as Ellie and Joel. Uh, having joel escorting ellie to a cool new gift or like a present for her she does she's not aware of it she's like guessing the whole time like is it a dinosaur is it uh i can't think of the other things i just remember the dinosaur a car a car a new pair of sneakers Uh, yeah Joel joel even says don't you already have too many um it's really it's just really fun it's a fun like father daughter moment yeah especially since like joel you know I mean, he was a dad before this, and now he's still a dad. Uh, there was even a part, too, where, like, Ellie says a dinosaur, and she, like, she kind of guessed it right. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, stop guessing. Just stop. You're never going to guess. There's a moment where uh, he pushes her in the water, hoping she'll drown so he can keep the present for himself. <laughs> but yeah. he forgot she can swim. Yeah, he yeah. forgot that he taught her how to swim. <laughs> he starts punching the ground. <laughs> He's so bad. <laughs> Ellie starts crying. <laughs> he starts screaming, Sarah. 
life for a life. Now give me my daughter. They uh, eventually have to swim under a little rog, a log area to get to another part of the land. And like Ellie's like, oh, my God, what is that? She does the same thing to Joel like a fucking idiot. How did he not see that coming? He's so stupid. He's good. Well, Joel, but Joel didn't care because he was a badass. Literally the reason why he died. He's so stupid. But he's like, you know what? It's cool. We got to swim again anyways. So, And it's a hot day. Freak you. Yep. And they swim again. So they get to a giant dinosaur. T-Rex. Real. Uh, not real. It's like a... a, a Oh my god, statue of a dinosaur. Ellie climbs up all the way to the top. Joel's like, stop, you're gonna die. Please don't do this. Ellie jumps off and she dies. She dies. She jumps into a, a giant pool, like directly in front of it. Uh, great placement. Lucky placement. I don't think she knew it was there. <laughs> yeah, she was trying to end it. <laughs> but that wasn't the main gift uh, to her. It was the huge museum, museum yeah. it's a space and uh natural dinosaur history. natural history museum and uh the first yeah. segment is a dinosaur segment where joel is talking about the uh fucking jurassic park the whole time and she's like shut the fuck up i want to learn about dinosaurs yeah and then also to ellie finds like an indiana jones hat and puts it on every dinosaur skeleton she can and joel's like he's like this isn't gonna be a thing is it and then Joel does it. He's like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like I can this see the so appeal. Cool. He starts pistol whipping all the dinosaurs. <laughs> he <laughs> he starts hanging by the edge. He's like, "Ellie, look, look, look!" <laughs> With just one hand. And you can find a hat to put on Joel too, so you can both wear a hat. It's very. It's such a wholesome little experience. Yeah, after you leave the dinosaur exhibit, you enter the space exhibit, which is very big because Ellie's favorite thing is space and like spaceship stuff. Yeah. And Joel's like, you are going to love to see this. And you can go around the room in both of these exhibits in the dinosaur and this, and you can get little fun conversations you can have with them. Yeah. But uh, you lead to this main, oh my God, what are those pods called? Oh my God. The pod that sh- you go inside, it's like uh, part of this, the the shuttle. The, the spaceship? Went... No, the no. The, the specific pod. It's, I, I can't remember. I think it just might be called pod. Cockpit. It's no. the little pod that the astronauts re-enter Earth in. And yeah. uh, he's like, put one of those on. She puts on a helmet, gets in it. And he's like, look around. Look how cool this is. There's so many buttons. And then, but that's not it. This, this is your real gift. And it's a somehow preserved cassette tape over 20 plus years. Uh, I'd say even more. It's a cassette tape. Uh, of the, of a space launch. You can hear the countdown and the launch into space. And it's a beautiful scene because it's just a shot of her face in the helmet. And you can see, like in the reflection of the glass on the helmet, you can see space and like redness as the rocket launches off. It's very cool. Yeah, she closes her eyes to imagine it, and like literally the whole room goes the 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 pod goes dark. It's like she's imagining being there, going into space, all that darkness and silence, and yeah, it's it's such a 
it's such a cool moment. It reminded me of the um the fighting game scene from uh the Left Behind DLC where she's like closing her eyes and you can hear the yeah. sound effects and stuff. It yeah. it reminded me a lot of which I'm sure is what they were going for. But like that is it reminded me a lot of that. I love this scene. Pro one of my favorite scenes in the game, probably definitely my favorite Ellie scene. Um, it was just good. This whole little section, like a little flashback, getting to just hang out with Joel for like 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's just a moment where she gets to be, a, uh, you know, a kid again. And it's very sweet. And then also she talks about, too, about space and the moon. Um, about how, like, you know, back then, like, you guys had it easy, but you guys you know just like what is it what what does fucking jfk say he said we chose to go to the moon not because it was easy but because it was hard she kind of brings that a little bit into like saying like you guys do you they chose to do something extremely hard and did it and um and then also too going to the moon going to space escaping all this shit down here especially for her situation it's like you know it's all very understandable and um somber yeah it's just it's very good moment. And then also, too, we we also see where Joel also even opens up more about Sarah, where Sarah took him to museums all the time, and she would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You're, we get more of, like, a, a lot of off-camera development for Joel, because, like, even at the tail end of the first game... Joel doesn't want to talk about Sarah at all. But nah. some somewhere between here and now, he's like more open to talking about Sarah. He even has the picture that Tommy gave him in the first game, like framed in his house. We see while we're going through his house after he's murdered. Yep. But yeah, it's we we get some nice character, which I like that. I like the flashbacks. Like I'm I'm sure people have their takes about the flashbacks because they have a take about everything else in the game, but. I, I really like that we get like this added character development, even though Joel's dead. Like, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I mean, it's like putting salt in the wound, building upon like, yeah, it, it also really is. Yeah, it's like, man, look at what a nice guy Joel was. Don't remember anything about the first game. Don't don't <laughs> forget everything about the first game. Joel's a nice dad. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And then it starts with day two. This is the uh, new segment. You wake up as uh, Ellie. And, you wake uh, up you... as the baby inside Adina, shocked as shit. <laughs> and then your birth in the world is a light. It's your eyes. You can't <laughs> see. For some reason, your hearing is amplified. You're the daredevil. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you get out, you pick up two sticks. Those you start are beating your the shit out of Dina because you think it's a <laughs> demon. <laughs> You're also Jeremy. a full-grown adult daredevil. Jesse has to fight you back because your your skills are equally matched. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse canonically as strong as daredevil. <laughs> yes. But Jesse also has Ellie as his partner to help fight you, and she has a knife. <laughs> and also, he's not really good at dodging things, as we learn later. <laughs> Jesse also has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie also has a gun. <laughs> Dina has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Could you avoid three bullets, Daredevil? The oh. answer may shock you. <laughs> okay. Um, you play as Ellie. You wake up. And you try to go find Dina. And you can tell Dina's 
looking like oh oh so Aww. pregnant so pregnant. sick Aww. and ellie's like i gotta go find tommy i gotta find tommy I'm gonna find tommy you stay here because dina's listening to the radio she's kind of put some things together listening from chatter um there's somebody out there giving the wolf some hell they think that's probably tommy yeah, uh, yeah. they've also found out where um Nora's at. She had a hospital, so yeah, it's a big drop of shit on you because now you know what you're gonna do day two. I yep. I also find it funny that Dina went from yeah I'm fine to I am the most pregnant anybody could have ever been. She has a fucking in, trash in can the right next of to one her. night. Yeah, she looks like shit. No, yeah. she has the communal family bowl where they make food in it. Oh God. White like, it's just like, man, right. what kind of night did you have? You she went got pregnant. from not pregnant to the most pregnant. What happens after Ellie learns about uh, where to go? I can't remember. Uh, Ellie I... goes into this little district, and as she's going through the district, she makes her way into, like, a, uh, a neighborhood where... She gets her bow, and she also encounters uh, somebody else in the mix. Yeah, okay, yeah. And is it's she... uh, it's Jesse. Basically, yeah. there's a huge convoy coming up. This is where we get introduced to dogs, and um, yeah, I'll fun ways you. to kill them. Uh, Never mind. Yeah. I'm not letting Colt talk. Okay, anymore. I can do it. Uh, Jesse, you encounter Jesse along the way, but on the way of fighting to Jesse. You uh, encounter people with dogs. This is the first time you encounter dogs, like Wenzel said. And uh, it's horrifying because they can sniff you out. Your character will eventually be spotted if you hide in any place. The dog will come to you. Which is why you gotta be quick. Yeah, I was pretty good about shooting the dogs with the bow and arrow. Tanner did not want to shoot the dogs. He wanted to stab the dogs. Yeah, The first time it happened, Tanner had to pause the game because it was so, like... Just it just happened so fast. Ellie had a personal vendetta against every fucking dog in this game. Stabbed it like five times. Yeah, just oh, once. Just one stab to the head would have worked. Yeah, uh, once I had a lead pipe. Nah, she did not give a. For fuck. some reason, she works her way down the body as she's stabbing it. I don't know why. Stabbed it in the butthole. It was really weird. Reminds me of the Grays. The pickaxe one is still just like insanely violent. It's the pickaxe one is more violent than any pickaxe killing animation you do on a human character. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, I just, it's because I, I think awful. the animation for that is always the same. It's like you hit him in the chest and that's it. Yeah, that's it. But here you kill a dog that you actually run into and you can play with in the abby's playthrough it's yeah, so it's sad up. it's pretty fucked, it's up. fucked up yeah so fucked up so fucked up uh but anyways you um get the bow and you, now you have a bow shooting people silently it's really good then you run into jesse then jesse's like all right to get out of here we're gonna have to go start this truck up to get the fuck out of here and you get to the truck you can hear the uh is it wlf that gets onto you first yeah. Yeah. The WLF is uh like coming to you because they hear you fucking with this vehicle and they're gonna get your ass. And eventually you start the vehicle backing up really fast. Tanner's like 
shooting at everything but the enemies. Yeah. It's a, I had unlimited cool. ammo. What can I say? That is true. You did have unlimited <laughs> ammo. And Jesse was driving like a maniac. Yes, he was. He was ramming every single thing. Not because Eventually, he was scared. Yeah, like a little baby. You ram a pole, get stuck, and this is when the clickers come in. Yeah, all the zombies. And, and Ellie's having the shootout. Tanner shooting at the air and the clickers sometimes. And sometimes. Uh, uh, Jesse pulls out, and y'all uh, run away, drive away, super scared, trying to escape. Eventually, you lose control of the vehicle going down a hill, jump into a river. Yep. Super this is fun. where you. This is where you get out and you swim. Yep, this is where you swim, swim, swim. I'm trying to, like, is this where the uh, flashback, fla- flashback happens? Uh, with flashback. Tommy? Where with, you're sniping? With a sniper rifle? God damn. I feel like that's where this happens. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember for the fucking or, life of me. You know what? Looking at this guy now, I think that's what happens. Uh, whatever she gets out of the water and on land. Anyways, uh, the flashback happens where you you're playing as Ellie walking with Tommy going to a clear out area, and uh, it's a fun little segment where you get to snipe with a rifle, and it was really fun. And watching Tanner do it was an event because you had unlimited ammo again as well. Yeah, buddy. And Tommy no, did not get mad at me one time. He did not get mad at it. Like, it was strange, because I feel like you kind of want to preserve that ammo. But you know what? Tommy said, you know, just don't get mad. Grin and bear it. Now, there was a couple of people in the room where I was playing. They got mad at me, though. Yeah. Yeah. I was indifferent. I was looking at my phone. After the sniper bit, you eventually run into the cabin where uh, Joel is there chilling like a villain. He's like, oh, you got a guitar. You can fix it. You can restring it. And she's like, I've never restringed it. I don't know how. He's well, like, there's a music store. And then Tommy's like, I'll stay here. You two go get those strings. And they go but, on a little trip. But Ellie grabs Tommy aside like, fuck you. Fuck you. I know what you're doing, bitch. Fuck you. I know what you're doing. We will not have a father-daughter bonding moment right now. Tommy should also mention that Joel and Ellie were, or Ellie was mad at Joel during this part. Yeah, yeah, for some reason you don't know yet. And then Tommy's telling Ellie, "Shut up, you little bitch. Do it." <laughs> yeah, pretty she much. She does. Uh, her and Joel make their way towards the store, and to get to the store, they have to go through an old lodge that's decrepit, full of clickers. A yeah, hellhole. Um. By the end of it, though, um, a bloater almost gets the one up on Ellie, but uh, Joel is a badass. Yeah, th- I forgot. Like, I thought Tanner died during the scene. Uh, no, because Joel. I forgot that because it was doing the animation from the first game where it rips open your head and then your jaw. But before it could grab your jaw, uh, Joel cuts its arm off. Yeah, Joel like cuts the shit out of it and then cuts its arm off like so smooth. You could not do that in the first game, but I guess because of years of experience and Joel not wanting to lose another daughter, he goes insane. It was pretty cool. Oh, my favorite tidbit from this one is Joel keeps making fun of Ellie. He's like, I see how you look at that Jesse fella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I got a knowledge for these. Kinds I got of a things. thing about. I know these things, and yeah. I was like, like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> Ellie's like, you act, nope, <laughs> so far off. And let me tell you, Joel was wrong. <laughs> yeah, so far off. Gotta love Ellie, it. And after they kill the bloater, they run into an old a room where they found two people from the settlement who ran away and Jackson that ran away. Uh, One of them was a clicker crawling around on the ground. And the other one was a skeleton because they killed themselves. Uh, One of them killed themselves and the other just uh, didn't instead because they were both infected and they uh, tried to do a packed thing, but one of them chickened out. And this is where we get another, like, kind of hard convo where Ellie is, like, is reflecting on, like, these people wouldn't be dead if they had gotten a cure from me. Like, is this my fault? But then also, too, like, accusing Joel, rightfully so, of, like, what what happened and Joel's still lying. So, yeah. Good moment. Let me see. I'm making sure I'm in the right area. Okay. And then I think that's the end of that flashback. Yeah, that flashback kind of ends with like Ellie saying, look, it's like, tell me the truth. And Joel says, okay, that's not the truth. There wasn't anybody else. Uh, And Ellie says, okay. She goes, that's not that's not this. Oh. It's not oh, this. Oh fuck. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Never mind. Never I will mind. This is just Joel being like, we gonna rehash stuff again. Yeah, yeah. Even though Joel, he's the yeah. one lying. Like Yeah. Um, yeah, Joel gets mad at Ellie for wanting the truth, essentially. Titled little shit. I'm glad she dies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then since it's out of the flashback, we're back to playing as Ellie. Man, I'm blanking on where how this actually starts. Yeah, that's my thing. I don't know exactly because I know they swam, but I don't know where Jesse is. Because like, because I know the entire time Jesse and Ellie are exploring, doing stuff, and then they go back to the theater to see Dina, and this is where Jesse learns that Dina's pregnant. Oh yeah, they go back. That's what it was. And uh, it's a weird moment. It's not a. It's not a weird moment. I mean, kind of where Ellie's like she's pregnant, and Jesse's like, "Oh my god, whose is it? Is it hers?" She thought <laughs> it's some kind of like uh, fuck. What's it called when you rip off a body part and another you grows? Regeneration clone. Yeah, she thought it was a clone. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's clone. <laughs> I don't think it is either. But I can't. I don't. Colt asked something very specific. <laughs> yeah, the really real thing when you rip off your arm and a new <laughs> starfish one. do it. I was about to say animals do do that. They're yeah, it's animals. called regeneration. No. <laughs> oh my fucking god. No. No. Anyways, Anyways. he learns she's pregnant. And he's like, "I want to be a daddy." But Dina's like, "It's not yours." It's Ellie's, Fuck, and then it's Joel's. Tanner oh, thought it was Joel's. Tanner thought say, it was Joel's. Don't say that. No, I said, man, wouldn't that be crazy? Like a pl- crazy plot twist if it was Joel or Tommy's? It would be. 
I would not be, be happy. I would not be happy. I'd be upset. <laughs> no, that that would be fucking stupid. But I was like, man, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Fuck, what happens after this? Cold. I know you eventually get to the point where you're uh, fighting the Seraphites and you first hear the whistling for the first time. Well, yeah, because you make it to the the hospital. And that's where... To to make it to the hospital, you have to fight through the Seraphites first. I know, I know. I'm, what I'm saying is, like, what happens between there? I don't know. Elian, Jesse, and uh, Dina smokes more Zaza, so much so no. that we forget. Yeah, that's what happened. Because, like, I know, because Jesse, I think, he stays behind with Dina, or... Oh, wait... Is Jesse does Jesse go to sleep because he's so tired and Dina stays up and that's where Ellie goes on her mission to go to the hospital? Yeah, I think Ellie sneaks out by herself because yeah, because Jesse said like, "All right, we're ready to go back. Let's just go back." Yeah, or they got to look for Tommy, but you gotta still get want... Tommy then go back. That's right. Because, but still, they Ellie still wants to do this, so she sneaks out, goes to the hospital. She that's where she first encounters the Seraphites. It's it's so scary because you hear a whistle, and then as soon as you walk forward, bam, you get shot with an arrow. Yes, yes, and then from then on out, a new mechanic is in play where if you get shot by an arrow, make sure you pull it out with R one, or you'll slowly die. Yep. All yeah, just fun should... little mechanics to throw at you like nine hours into the game. <laughs> Good mention about this game too. We talked about the how pretty the plants were the foliage detail that they do is really incredible yes and you're, it's actually a de- it's actually a mechanic that you use to your advantage for stealth yeah tall grass you can hide in it like a pokemon and, and, and this very specific section there's not only tall grass but like tall leaves so like that also helps yeah some very fun sneaky content and the seraphites are just there's a lot of them and they're kind of hard to fight because they're just shooting you constantly. And they're using uh, guerrilla warfare. So they also sneak and stealth. And they only use whistles to communicate. Yeah. And, and unless they're also they're using regular English. Yeah. They will talk whenever it's like the down to the last few. Because they're freaking out. Yeah. Because uh, they do the same thing where if somebody dies, they'll yell out their names as well. It's pretty brutal. But... uh. Th- you fight through the Seraphites, you eventually get to a place where you can see the hospital, and uh, you have to jump in the water to sneak underneath the area so that nobody spots you, because it's a fully decked out hospital with spotlights and uh, stations where snipers can get you. So you have to swim under a little docking area-ish, and there you have to kill someone playing a PlayStation Vita. It's very sad. Yeah, it's really sad. They're playing Hotline Miami too, which is also really cool. It was a cool little Easter egg, and this is where you get to meet uh, a dog that you meet later. Yeah, Bear. you meet a dog named Bear. Bear's like loves to play, loves to play ball. You know, Tanner crushes his head in with a pickaxe. He was and, trying to kill me, and also too, Tanner died like several times right here. I did, I did die several times. So at this we part. had to kill the dog multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, bear. I think Tanner bear. was doing it on purpose. Well, no, no we, we were because I remember whenever he would die, we'd be like, Tanner, you got to try to see if there's a special animation for this. Yeah, and y'all want this is when we figured out there was an animation for the pickaxe. There's an, special animations for different deaths. So, yeah. for dogs. So, yeah, but I felt bad for the dog. You should feel bad about it. 
And, yeah. and the thing is, too, we know that this dog is called Bear is because once we kill it, somebody yells out the dog's name. Yeah, they go Bear. Bear! It's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Especially when you play Abby's part, you're like, oh my god. I've... Bear, you're <laughs> such a good little boy. Bear. Such a good boy. Go fetch. Go fetch. Uh, but you fight your way through this hospital to uh, find uh, Nora, wherever she is at, in, uh, is at in this place. And you can eventually crawl through some vents. And then you'll see her listening to... Oh my god, it's an old song. Oh my gosh. What was that song? She was listening to... Was it Biggie? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's Biggie, right? Yeah, she was listening to some old rap. And uh, you can get the drop on her. You would drop out of the vent. You're like, uh, point a gun at her. Saying, where's Abby? Where's... I'm trying to find her. And uh, she's like, fuck you, immediately. Well, well, no, we get this kind of like fake out where Nora's, oh, yeah. like, where Nora's like, do you still hear his screams? Because I do. Every he night. Scre- I hear he like he screamed like a little bitch. Yeah, that's when Ellie gets a little mad. And that's when Nora smacks the gun away from her with a little like a medical pan she had. And starts running away, and then this is a massive chasing sequence through the yeah. uh, hospital as like people around you are shooting at you. Pretty cool sequence, and eventually you make it to like a gaping hole in the floor, and you have her at gunpoint, and the WLF people bust in behind you, and you have to hold her hostage. And you look down at the hole back of them, and Nora's like, "Don't do it. It's dangerous." Ellie jumps into the pit with her because she's not. She's immune. She can't get yeah. infected. There's anyway. spores in the pit. Yeah, yeah. Nora was saying, "No, don't do it. Don't do it." There's spores, and yeah, they go down there. Um, eventually, and in the pit, Nora is coughing and running away from Ellie, while more L- WLF are busting in with gas masks, not ga- uh, spore masks, gas masks, to uh, save Nora somehow. And uh, you fight through this, and it's pretty scary because clickers are also down here as well. And uh, you can also fight them or walk past them. It's up to you, up to your play style. <clears throat> you eventually make it to the, a point where you find Nora. She's at the end of a hallway trying to open up a door, but she's too weak to open it. She's coughing, and Ellie just like shuts the door behind her and puts a chair on the lock so that nobody can get in. And she starts to interrogate her. And probably one of the most, not the most, one of the more brutal scenes in the game. Yeah, because it's kind of a cool reveal, too, whenever, like, I mean, anytime nobody knows who Ellie is, they're just like, oh, fuck, she's immune. And that's where Nora realized, like, you're that girl. And it's like, yep. And then Ellie is... Is trying to get information. Nora doesn't want to, you know, oust her friends. And Nora's like, what's in it for me? And she's like, I'll make it quick. Um, But uh, she does not make it quick because nope. Nora does not tell her the truth. And you kind of get this. You get this brutal scene of you repeatedly hitting her with, with square. Uh, you have to do it as a player. It's not a cut scene. Yeah. 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 You have to do it. And there's yeah. also a red light f- flashing. So you kind of. 
you definitely feel like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of rage in here. Um, it reminds me a lot of in Metal Gear Solid 5, whenever you enter the base after it was infected, you can see all your dead uh, base members and you just have the red light flashing on you. It's so fucking good. But you also are beating a woman to death. But to be fair, she is a bad person. Then again, you're not a great person either. I was about to say, you are also a bad person. But I know Ellie longer, so she's better. <laughs> Amen, brother. And that's it. That's uh, it for day two, actually. Because after that, she heads back to the uh, uh, theater. The theater. You don't actually see it, uh, but it just pops back. Yeah, up. it kind of just pops. Because uh, I think it'd be weird just showing her like cleaning herself off a little bit <laughs> after that. Yeah, well, I mean, sweeps. also, too, Ellie isn't it clean. She's she walks in there and Jesse's like, is that your blood? Yeah. And uh, no. And, and Ellie's visibly shaken up. Um, yeah. Like, damn, you because, did it yourself. So, yeah, because I I, well, Dina's like, did you find Nora? And she's like, yeah, I found her. She's like, well, did she tell you? She's like, eventually. Yeah. So, like, that's to make you think, like, okay, the, the blood is Nora's, and Ellie is shaken up because she repeatedly had to beat Nora until finally Nora said something because Nora was not only infected, but she was slowly dying because Ellie had beaten her so bad. From yeah. that. So, um, and then that's where we get a scene, uh, like, kind of like a tender scene where uh, Dina takes off Ellie's shirt and is trying to clean her, and then. They go to sleep together. Um, we yeah, get another, we get another flashback. And what, what was the flashback? I don't know. <laughs> we'll just making it up. No, I like I. I do we not get a flashback? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think we get a flashback between. Does it just I think, cut to her? I, th Does... I think it's just uh, her and Jesse start talking and before they head out. Well, I know it cuts to her. Waking up with her bruises on her back and stuff, or whatever. I don't think that was a flashback. All right. Uh, her and Jesse are talking about how they have to go find Tommy so they can get him back, but Ellie secretly want to continue her mission. And uh, they get along. It's a fun little moment fighting along this route uh, with Jesse because. There's a little bonus area you can explore with him, and like after you complete it, you can give him a high five. And I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, oh good. fuck, burping. Yeah. Trying to remember. Okay, yeah. You and Jesse fight along till uh, you get to a point where you can overhear some WLF talking about how there's a sniper pinning them down, and uh, Jesse's like, "That's gotta be Tommy." And uh, he's like, all right, Ellie, let's go get to Tommy. And Ellie's like, I, I can't. I have to go. Abby is right here. We, and I know exactly where she is. So they have. Oh, wait up. a minute. Yeah, there was a flashback. I was right. What was it? She goes to the hospital. Oh, shit. There we go. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't even count that as an actual flashback. Yeah, you're right. But that is a flashback. Yeah, I mean, it is. But it lasts like six I was seconds. Like, I was about this to, is an no, important flashback. It though. is. It does not last six seconds. She literally starts from the from like 
the hallway where Joel runs to the operating room and then she ma makes her way looking for stuff until finally she finds um, a tape recorder of uh, Firefly. I can't remember. It might have been Nora's voice. No, no. It was some Firefly talking about how um, the doctor's dead. The only doctor not on, like it would have been one thing for them to have lost the only person who was immune. But it's another thing to have lost the only doctor who came up with the cure or who could have been able to. He is dead because Joel killed him. And um, and after that, that's where we get we see Ellie sitting outside the hospital campfire and then joel runs up and he's like i've been looking all over for you whatever we were scared blah 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 and then that's where we have a moment where like ellie's like you you know tell me the truth right now no more lying and it's just another incredible scene just yeah. like you know with the facial animations and then joel having to work up the courage to tell her what really happened it's a really good scene i'm i've bothered i didn't remember that because that's a really good scene yeah everybody here tried to say like no there wasn't a there wasn't a flashback there wasn't a flashback i just didn't know no i forgot too i knew there was a flashback though i was like we literally just mentioned it but completely forgot about it because tanner brings it up a little bit um and that's where uh ellie is like she's like if you don't tell me right now you'll never see me again but if you tell me i will go back with you to jackson and so he does. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go back. But we're done. This is it. Like, and oh my God, it's just such a heartbreaking scene too. Because when he tells her what happens, she just immediately breaks down and just like scream crying. Because it's just like her realizing of like, not only what was taken from her, but what Joel took from the world. Oh, it's like, it's earth shattering. I mean, it's, it's just awful. Damn, I'm just remembering later story stuff that happens. Damn. It is so crazy. Um, but uh, anyways, with Jesse, they have to split up because uh, Ellie wants to go kill Abby while... Uh, Jesse wants to find Tommy. Yeah, and Ellie ha knows where Abby is, and it's the aquarium. Yeah, Nora, Nora breaks finally, and, or broke and told her where they usually hang out the aquarium, so Ellie is going to secure a boat. And she does. We have this yes. cool like boat scene where we ride around a boat, and um, it's a very know. fun little like flooded city segment. It was a hard to get to it a little. It was bit very, at first. yeah. It was very um, I don't know. It was just very unique in my opinion, like how they built it, uh, designed it, and um, yeah. it was really cool because I was the only person who was able to get themselves get the boat stuck, and we had to reload a save. I actually reload a whole save. Wenzel Twice. manages to Austin Powers the boat. Let's just say it's my skill. A special skill. It was a very special skill. You're not wrong there. Uh, but you eventually get the boat. You uh, drive it around going crazy. And you get to a roadblock uh, where a gate's blocking it. And you have to explore an old arcade. Yep, <laughs> and exploring you find a bloater. This, this arcade, you find a bloater. It's a fucking fun little segment you get through that and then this is where you uh run into some more seraphites fighting some wlf yeah you can let them fight them out fight it out um i let them fight it out a little bit to dwindle their numbers and then i killed the rest yeah and then once you get past that 
now you're on the like last push of this day you are currently heading towards uh the the the, the aquarium it's on a island kind of and um it, it's and, during uh, like a crazy storm crazy yeah, you're literally out. You're basically going out into the middle of the ocean. Not not the middle of the ocean, sorry. You're going out into the ocean. You're going into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, and the waves are really strong, and it throws you overboard. Uh, boat's flipped. You're out of it, and you're swimming. you got to swim under the waves, time it right to get to the island, where you can eventually make your way inside the aquarium. This is where the pain heart start. Well, the pain started a long time ago. This is where some pain adds on. Uh, you have to crawl through a vent. And uh, as soon as you crawl through the vent, the vent gives out underneath her, startling a dog, and the dog attacks you, and the only thing you can do is kill the dog. I think with a pipe. Yeah, with a yep. pipe, you stab it. Yep. And this is Resident... an important dog. Rest in peace, Alex. Her name? Alice. Alice. Great remember, dog. Remember her name. Get it right. Alice. And then uh, eventually Ellie goes through the door even further, trying to find uh, Abby. Uh, she walks into a room, finds uh, Owen and Mel just chilling, talking, arguing. <laughs> and she is like, where the fuck is she? Holding them at gunpoint. Oh, my God. And then you- Ellie Ellie tries to get Owen and Mel to do the the technique of whenever she's whenever they interrogate or torture people like show them the map. If they both point to the same thing, you know, if one's lying, then you can tell. Yeah. But, but Owen they just, he tries to grab the gun, but during the struggle, Ellie pulls the trigger shooting him in the stomach. Yeah. And he's bleeding out on the ground. And then Mel also tries to take the gun or tries to stop you. And then the gun's knocked away. So Ellie has to resort to her knife stabbing Mel in the throat. Yep. And then as Mel is on the ground dying, Owen tries to say that he pregnant. She's pregnant, but he's just muttering. She, she, she's as he's dying and gurgling on his blood, choking on his blood. Um, and that's where Ellie opens, goes over to Mel, sees her pregnant belly. Yep. Opens her jacket and she's pregnant. And, and then Ellie, gets down the on her knees and throws up and she's having like not a rage moment but like a like a panic moment of like yeah because oh, she's thinking of dina like killed a pregnant woman she's felt really she felt sick yep uh, and during the middle of this breakdown that she's having uh tommy walks in he's like whoa something happened yeah tommy's like whoa 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 this is crazy <laughs> no it's it's tommy and jesse they come together she drops her map and they leave and they get out of there. They go to the theater. Yeah, and they go back to the theater, the blessed theater. Oh God. Okay, here we go. This is probably one of my most painful parts. You there, Tanner? Tanner? T- Tanner? Yeah. Sorry. I... We're good. <laughs> okay. This is the most painful part of the game for me, or one of the most painful parts. Is uh at the theater, you're chilling in the back, talking to Tommy. Tommy, Tommy ta- says he found some gold. They're all like, how do you know it's real gold? And Tommy's like, I know it's real gold. And I'm going to give it to Maria to make her not so mad about me running away for a little bit. And Jesse's bit. like, can you say that gifts from all of us? And he's like, find your own damn gifts. 
it's a really funny moment. Um, Tommy walks away to go get his stuff ready. Jesse and Ellie are talking. Um, they're they're about to head out. They're or not head out, but they're about to like. All right, they're this is it. Like they're we, gonna go try to find Abby. No, they're gonna leave. No, oh yeah, that's them. right. They're giving yeah. up. That's right. Yeah, like they they've done everything they could on this revenge tour. Like fucking he she killed all of her friends. So like yeah, yeah, if you don't, if you haven't been told or noticed at this moment, Ellie killed all of uh, Abby's friends except for probably every like, single one of them, probably one or two people who were killed by somebody else. So yeah, yeah. um, and uh, as Jesse, is it just Ellie and Jesse talking in the back, or is it just Ellie and Dina? So uh, Ellie and Jesse, Ellie and Jesse are talking, and they can hear commotion from up front. Front. And uh, they just rush up to it because they hear screaming and Tommy screaming back. Immediately burst through the door. Jesse gets shot in the face, killed dead on the spot. Instantly. <laughs> Instantly dead. Like, yep. And Ellie gets down. She looks at Jesse. I mean, we got a good look, too. Bullet hole in the face. Jesse dead. Jesus yep. Christ. And then so Tommy's sad. on the ground right uh, underneath her with her stepping on him with a gun pointed at him. Yeah. Abby also at Abby and uh, not Abby Ellie at Abby is, you know, doing that. And then Tommy's trying to say shit, but Abby's like, shut the fuck up and hits him or kicks him. Yep. Ellie. And then Ellie puts her hands up. She's like, please don't do this. Let him go. I'm the one that you want. And then Abby is like, we let you guys live and you wasted it. I have nothing. That's that she was like, I have no one left. I have no one left. You killed all my friends. It's oh, another good scene of fruit. It's just so brutal. good. Just the brutal. acting in this game, the mocap, the everything they've done for that. These cutscenes. the emotion felt real so good. Yeah, it, it felt like like genuinely just like a very well acted scene. And that's it for Ellie's uh, first chunk of playthrough. Yep. Do we want next, to take a little breaky? We have a big chunk coming at you, so we're going to take a little break. I got to take a piss. Don't hate that. We will be right back. Welcome back to the next part of the Backlog Boys. Today, we're talking about some... Uh, fuck, what do I have in, I'm not even introing. Never mind. Also, we're three hours into the I know, fucking show, fuck, Colt. <laughs> People know what we're talking about at this point. Fuck! Alright, we're playing as Abby. Because we just continued the day with Ellie, and we just watched Jesse's brains get blown out. Some sad stuff. And Rest in first, peace, Jesse. As you play in Abby, you do a little flashback. You play as uh, Abby, much younger, not buff as shit, just a skinny child. And uh, you're working your way to your father. Because your father's being a really a little rascal. And he's playing with wild animals. And he's like, you just got to come see us. There's some crazy ass wild animals. Also mirroring the way that uh, Ellie and Joel uh, went to see her birthday present. Yeah. There's a zebra. It gave him birth to a baby zebra, but it's tracked gave... in barbed wire. Yeah. That's where we also get to see a young little little guy, Owen, as well. Yep. And uh, him and his dad butt heads. Are they boyfriend girlfriend at that, that moment? No, no. But okay, they're uh, just friends. They're just friends. But her dad is like, is like, I see the way you two look at each other, and she's like, shut up. 
you know. Again, mirroring how Joel thought Jesse and Ellie looked at each other. Yeah. And then but only the, uh, Jerry knows better. Jerry gets a call over the radio from the Fireflies. You find out it's the Fireflies. About the girl is here. Uh, she's prepped for surgery. We need you here now. And the girl being Ellie. And uh, you can tell where this is going. Yeah, there's a moment where Marlene is talking to Jerry. Jerry is in his scrubs, I want to say. Yeah, he's, um, he's about to get ready to do the surgery. Yeah, and but Marlene is talking to Jerry. She's like, she's like, I know that I know Ellie, you know, and then Joel as well has been traveling with Ellie. I mean, all that time that it can change a person. And Jerry, he's not necessarily being mean, but he's being like firm and like, look, we have to do this. Like he doesn't want to lose the chance. He doesn't want it to slip away. Yeah. If Joel gets angry or mad or something, which, uh oh. Yeah. And 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 then he's saying like, because Marlene is like, because they they know that doing this operation will kill Ellie. And Marlene is like, is there not another way? Is there not something we can do? And he's like, there isn't. This is it. Um, and then Marlene even is kind of like pushing back on Jerry, on Jerry saying like, um, what if it was your daughter? What if it was Abby? Um, and, uh, yeah. And Jerry's like, you know, I need you to sell this. I need you to do this for me. And then Ab Abby has been listening in. She kind of gets in to give her dad her food, his food, have him eat a little bit, but they have a conversation where Abby's like, if it was me, you know, I'd want you to do the surgery too. And, uh, you know, they kind of have a nice little moment there. And then it cuts to siren or alarms going off. Abby's thinking like, what the hell's going on? She has her gun ready. She's going down the hallway to the surgery room to see what happened. She goes in there, opens the door. Owen and another firefly are sitting over the body of her father. And it's a really just heartbreaking scene because her father, Dr. Jerry Anderson, was the doctor that Joel shot and killed. Yep. And that's where it puts into perspective of why Abby did what she did. Yep. Yep. I remember seeing the dots connect for uh, Tanner during yeah. this, uh, this <laughs> cut scene. Because Tanner's because, like, who the fuck is this guy? What's going on? And then it like hitting his head and he's like, oh. Yeah, like, I mean, one dad killing another dad. And then now the kids got to deal with the aftermath. I mean, it's it's an incredible scene. And, um, you know, if you if you have any sort of like heart or anything like at this moment, you should be like, well, I kind of where understand where she's coming from now. But yeah, if choose not to. Then it's like, I think you're playing the wrong game here, bud. I think you're kind of doing this wrong because it's yeah. at this moment that you should be like, holy shit. I understand completely. Jesus Christ. Like, oh. God. Well, and also, too, like at this point w where you kind of realize, like, OK, Abby at least had like this motive and she killed Joel. She got her revenge and like she was done with it, you know, because she didn't kill Tommy or Ellie. And, and then we kind of see the way Ellie deals with it. And Ellie's like, well, I have to kill literally everybody in the city. Yeah. And and then also too, Ellie the entire time thinks that the reason why that Abby went on this revenge tour was because um they think that um 
it was because the cure was taken from them. Like that's what that's the problem, which is mm -hmm. one which is one of the reasons why everybody who joined Abby did this. But the the biggest reason the leader of this was because of Abby and because um, Ellie or Joel killed her father. And like. Oh, my God, they don't like ugh. pain, so much pain. But yeah, that's it for that flashback section. Then it cuts to Abby reading a book in bed. It's a real book. I can't remember what it was. Oh gosh, yeah, I yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, oh my god, it's gonna kill me. God, I, I had it on the tip of my tongue before I even said it. Now it's gone completely. Um, but she's reading a book in bed, and then Manny comes in. It's a new friend, and uh, he's a really cool dude. And he's like, "I have lots of sex. I'm cool." Yeah, sex with this meteorologist lady. She kept talking about some stupid storm within the next few days, but I didn't care because I was fucking her. Yeah. Which <laughs> foreshadows the crazy storm that happens. Yeah. <laughs> which kind of already happened, but you get to experience it again. Uh, you walk through the base with Manny, eventually running into Mel. Uh, to, you, you, get, you run into Jordan, too. You run into Jordan playing a PS Vita. I couldn't tell what game he was playing. It was some PS Vita exclusive. Like in that. Uh, you also run into Manny's dad. Uh, very sweet You eat a burrito. Man. You eat a burrito. Um, you, you go back to your room. You see where Abby has a ton of fucking weights. Also, too, you see where the, she, the complex that they're in, there's a gym. So anybody who says it's not possible for somebody to get that jack during the apocalypse, well, they have a whole fucking gym to themselves. And so they have a they kitchen where they get food fucking given to them. Regularly. Like, it's like nothing but cooks in there, cooking. Um, yeah. It's a military. It, it's, it's basic. So basically, the wolves have converted a stadium, a football stadium, into a, a base. Um, their home base, I want to say. It's really cool because they have like these, uh, yeah, I think it is their home base. Uh, houses built on top of each other inside the stadium. It looks they, very... They have, they've converted uh, suites into um, cool. apartments. Uh, there's a gym, there's a library. They've converted parts into uh, basically a farm um, on the inside and outside. Um, yeah, it's just a little community, little town inside this stadium. It's really cool. And they walk with Mel to uh, get to, to the little doggy friends where you meet Alice and then you meet Bear. Aww. Yeah. And you get to play catch with Bear. And it's really sad. Uh, and then you walk outside the gate, meet some sheep. Eventually you get away from the place to go. Ah, uh, fuck. On the... you, have, you have to get a car because. You have to go to the FOB, Forward Operating Base. Yeah, you have to go to the Forward Operation Base to uh, get to Isaac, because he called a meeting there for some reason. Yeah, but in, but doing that, you kind of run into a snafu of, like, uh, scars attacking you. It's yeah. a pretty cool scene where you're in the back of a truck, and um, you're having to shoot while these scars are on their horses. It's really cool. Um, Alice is in the front seat. She gets shotgun, always. Also, too, Manny is kind of purposefully putting Mel and Abby together because um, they're friends, but also, too... There's a little they... bit of tension. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Mel is pregnant with Owen's baby. Baby, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, you know, ex-girlfriend, all that kind of junk. 
which is silly Billy nonsense. But eventually, after the Sayer fight attack happened, they crash into like a, a Home Depot. And uh, there's no way inside, so they have to climb up. And you climb up a rope, and uh, at the top, I think Wenzel was playing, so he jumps in immediately to his death, because it's just the way we roll. Is that why you just had to talk about this little part, just to talk about me jumping to my death? Yeah. Yeah. But you fight <laughs> your way through Home Depot. I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, I mean, you through... you fight your way through Home Depot. You're kind of um moving your way through. You get to a train yard. Um, yeah. Also, too, it should oh, mention yeah. you have a different um weapon set as well. You get an assault rifle, um, a, a semi-auto pistol, assault rifle, which is semi-auto. really nice. It's really nice. Um, yeah, completely. Also, a completely different like crafting set as well. It's it's kind of similar to Joel's from um. Part the first one, game. and yeah. that's done purposefully. So, yeah. And then you go through the train yard. You eventually get to a gas station that's being attacked by. Uh, it's not being attacked, but once you get there, you are being attacked by. You're being overrun fights. by scars. Yeah. Um. And thankfully, and kinda... the cavalry arrives and starts helping you out. Yeah. Starts help. Yeah, they help you out. They get you out of there. Um. And they take you to the FOB. The four, yeah, the FOB, baby. And, uh, yeah. This is there. where you can interact with Nora. Yeah, this is where you get to meet Nora, because Nora is part of the medical unit, I guess. Um, yeah. She's a medic. Yeah. She she's... takes you to a back area because she wants to show you something. And when where she takes you is the dead tent. And uh, she says, like, all our people are dying. I think it's because of Seraphites. Now that I think about it, like the shows like all these dead people, but she takes them to a specific person named Danny. We don't know this person, but Abby does in this situation. She's like, damn, what happened? And she tells uh, her about like, we think Owen did it or something like that, or he was with Owen. Yeah. Be no, they were, uh, they were stationed together on a patrol and then something happened. And, um, there's not many details being given out. Like you said, they think Owen might have done it. Or no, they don't know that, but they know that Owen was carrying Danny wounded, and then Owen's just AWOL. He's just gone. Yeah. So it's kind of suspicious. And, um, yeah. yeah. And, and this is all... talk to Isaac. We also learn, too, this is where we learn about, like, the ongoing conflict between um, the Scars and the Wolves. It's yeah, just little hints there, here and there. But yeah, they go to they go talk to Isaac. Um, this is also where we get a big reveal of who Isaac is. I I did not realize it until two years after, who or yeah, two years after who this actor is. <laughs> He's fucking oh my god, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Je <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. He plays uh, Commissioner or Detective Gordon in Batman. The Batman. The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and this in the uh, Last of Us, uh, he's talking about how like where the fuck's Owen? Does he tell her to go look for him? No, no. So what happens is we we see a moment where uh, we get to the area where the where they torture people prisoners. Yeah. And, um. So they go up to the top suite of the hotel, basically, uh, where that's where uh, Isaac is talking to them, and Isaac reveals 
what they plan to do. So Isaac is like, what do we do? We can't do another truce because that didn't work because we're at war. And then Isaac's like, I want to wipe them all out. So what they plan to do is that two days from there or three days, um, they're going to invade the island in waves. The first wave is going to have Abby and Manny leading it. And um, Ab- and, they're, and he's like, I want you to because you're my, two of my best soldiers. And Abby's like, okay. Um, he's like, go ahead and start looking at your rosters, pick your teams. And Abby, it's so funny because you can tell when Abby's lying because Abby uh, is nonchalant. And she's like, all right. She's like, I want Owen on my team. Where is he? Looks, looks. Yeah. Even Isaac. though she already knows. She already knows. But like the way her look, she kind of has her mouth open. And with her eyes, they kind of shine. You can tell she's lying. And that's when Isaac's like, who told you, Nora? And that's where Isaac reveals that Owen shot Danny. Um, and then it's gone a wall and, um, Isaac's like, we can't afford to look for him or anything. But then Isaac's kind of relenting cause it's Abby and he's like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. If we find him, we'll take him in, you know, we won't hurt him or anything. We'll talk, we'll just talk to him. But right now we got to focus on this invasion. And, the, but Abby's like, yeah, no, I'm going to look for Owen. So Manny helps Abby kind of sneak out covers for her so that she can go find Owen. And the only place Owen could possibly be at is the aquarium. So it's kind of her just going across Seattle to get to the aquarium to find Owen. Yep. And then uh, it's this is where the flashback happens, right? Where um, it's her and Owen. The aquarium, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 now it's a flashback time where... Uh, Abby and Owen are chilling at the aquarium on top of a, a Ferris wheel, the very top. And this is where you learn that Abby is afraid of heights because she's like, sit down, please stop. I'm not going to jump. He's like, that's it. I'm going to jump. And he jumps in the water. Abby freaking out because she thinks he's dead. He did jumped. die. He killed himself. He killed himself. And she jumped in to get uh, his soul back into his body or some shit. Yeah. And then he's like, damn, I didn't see you jump. Shit. Can you do it again? <laughs> and literally, he was like, do it again. <laughs> and that's where um, Owen takes Abby to show her the aquarium. They kind of go in. We have like a it mirrors um, Joel showing Ellie. But this time, uh, these two characters want to fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, because they're still young. They're still this is like not too long after the um oh god the first game it's not too long after i want to say she's like 17 she's a little older yeah and um they're going through the aquarium we have the kind of these funny little bits of um of owen where he he immediately gets into the desk and he's like yep this is mine you're maybe invited to it maybe i'll let you in i don't know it's a nice aquarium too. It's very nice. Um, as much as it could be in the apocalypse. <laughs> um Yeah, and you're kind of just taking a tour going through. Uh you find a boat where some guy with some kids was here. Uh, there were people that were settled here. It it's really sad. Um because you can see the, kids art scribbled all over the walls. And then you do find a guy. Um he's dead, he's an old man. Or he was an old man at some point, but um the the people that were here were uh, a couple of kids, but they left to go join 
the scars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a neat little moment too, where also they get into this one area. Um, it's like a dome under the water. They get to see a seal where Owen gets to prove Abby's fucking wrong. Um, about yeah, a seal I did see with, a fucking seal with brown spots. And, um, he, he, you know, he's horny, but, uh, you know, she doesn't want to do anything cause it's just too much right now, especially after everything that's happened. So, yeah. And then they kiss. But also, too, we should mention, too, that Abby, the entire time, is like, I just want to go back to training, to training. Because even though Abby is still young and still not as jacked as she is, she's still thinking about revenge. Because yeah. the entire time, she's like, hey, let's get back to training, to boot camp. Let's go back. Let's go back. Because, um, you know, training will all the more help her into finding Joel and fighting him, whatever it comes to that time. Um, but Owen, Owen's like, nah, I'm going to stay here. And he stays there and just watches the seals and the water and stuff. And we get to see, a uh, Owen's character and we get to see Abby's character at this point in their lives, which I think is really yeah cool. Yeah. I, my big takeaway from this scene was how this pretty much became like Abby's only goal was to go after Joel. Like, she's not, th like, I mean, she's in this relationship with Owen, but she's not really in the relationship with Owen because, like, she doesn't, I, it's more like she likes Owen's companionship and doesn't and really care. Yeah, and they have, like, a shared trauma, I guess. So the shared, yeah. Because, like, like, they grew up together. They both, kn I mean, she knows her dad, but he knows her dad, too. Mm -hmm. So they kind of have that shared of, like, oh, yeah, Jerry Anderson was a great guy, and that's a loss that we can, um. Oh God! What? Um. Not really bond over, but like she can, kind he of? can kind of understand her trauma. Yeah, because she knew how, or he knew how close her and her dad were. And two, it also kind of goes to show. I I mean I get I. I don't really like Owen. I think Owen's kind of a weird character in this. Yeah. Where I you know, what I, I was going to say, he's just he's just kind of there. I don't think he's a fully fledged out character because it doesn't really seem like he has any. I think motives I think, well, or goals. Well, he does have a goal. Um, that's why I said this is really important to showing his character. And that is that while he's willing to kind of become part of a cause, he is really it's really not for him yeah I, I i think he he becomes part of these things these causes or you know what do you want to say like militia group or whatever is because it gives him kind of like a safety like a net mm -hmm. but in reality he he just kind of wants to not do his own thing but like be at peace go like i don't want to give too much away but as we're talking i mean at some point in the in the game, Owen is trying to build back a boat and he's trying to like do stuff and leave. And I think that's part of his character of like he just wants to he just wants to get away. Like he he's tired yeah. of these of these old systems, of these old, you know, type of uh minds fighting, you know, he's tired of that. He just wants to just leave and 
explore, I guess, is another way to say he because he has a you can tell he's kind of like a curious mind. Um, and yeah, I, I think he's there specifically also to help kind of like, um, well, I think he's there for Abby first and foremost. For, well, yeah, no, he's there for Abby, and I think to drive in or to at least be like, um, another tool, another accessory into like kind of getting Abby to just also become like let go let go of this type of mentality let go of these groups these systems you know let go yeah. of that this basically um sorry i'm kind of dodging because i i don't this i'll go more into it later but yeah we kind of see that that's why i don't want to say too much that owen is kind of an underdeveloped character even though yeah. i kind of see where you're coming from again well and, and i kind of feel that too about everybody around the wolves outside of abby and and i get that that's their whole purpose like i i do yeah get that. but it but it is kind of weird like you're spending a decent chunk of the game with you know you're playing as abby and you're with these characters like you're like oh yeah i don't really care about you because you're i mean i know you're already dead yeah and even though they get a little character development they are pretty much there as like accessories i guess to abby to kind of make you feel which it works and it, it's you know you you can yeah. do that in a game like this a um, absolutely i i agree i yeah. yeah oh uh sorry uh so yeah that's the end of the flashback <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it cuts back to um abby and uh fuck manny and manny yes all right, what 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 the fuck were they doing last? <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> kind of went on that tangent there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's because I find, um, I, you know, not to say Ellie isn't as fascinating of a character. I'm sorry, I didn't give this much. I I just think Abby's story and how this builds upon what The Last of Us has already done, and then, um, Ellie's done, and then like you know, taking all that to like how that affects the rest of the story. I, I just find it so interesting. So fascinating. Um, yeah. Uh, I, so I completely sorry. agree. I completely agree. hundred percent. I don't know if it's a hot take. I don't know where people fall on the spectrum of which part of the last of us two. They like more. I, I like Ellie's story as far as gameplay and story as a complete package goes. I feel like Abby blows Ellie's part out of the water. Kind of. I yeah I I feel the same way uh, yeah <laughs> uh, that might be a hot take uh, maybe I don't yeah know. I, like I said I I know we're two and a half years removed from <laughs> Last of Us Two discourse I so I don't know where people fall on the spectrum I would have to go read some old forum posts or tweets or whatever but yeah I I I don't even think it's a contest um but uh to give you an idea of where they're at right now I I'm pretty sure Manny helps abby get over a gate and then that's yeah what, and then abby kind of goes on her way yeah they pass they he gets her to a certain point he's like all right pass through the so shopping district and you they go be. through his one of his sex dens yeah oh yeah that was a cool i never found that before so when i so you go through this area and it's just like it's like huh this is a weird little room it's like a all this stuff here and then you immediately find a note and it's just like immediately Manny comes up and takes it out. It completely surprised me. I was like, what? There was a bunch of sexy stuff written on it. It's really cool. <laughs> Very funny. 
And then after you go through, Manny's the, a whore. Yeah, he's a little. Bad yeah, Manny boy. is a, a bit of a whore. You uh, pass through the shopping district. You go through like the uh, little, uh, like Asian small. What is it? Chi- is it a mini it, Chinatown? A little. I mean, it's a Chinatown kind of. Yeah, there's yeah. like a. There's like a um traditional oh like herbal place, a pottery place. Yeah, a bunch of shops. Uh, you there's some clickies there as well, but you get past this and you go to a truck that's full of notes and it's got like wooden shit all over it and uh <laughs> as abby you can read the notes she's like this is dumb your god's fake kill yourself bad note martyr suck my dick but then Stuff there's like one that. there's one note where she's like she reads it and she's like okay well that's reasonable <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it's just literally a guy like asking like uh, can you please just give me the strength to help out with farming and stuff and she's like okay that's fair um it's 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 like a shrine kind of and um, yeah. it's all dedicated to this woman who was like an actual woman in this world but they've turned her into a god a martyr and that's basically the whole religion based around this one woman who performed miracles um quote unquote miracles and um yeah uh and um some really interesting stuff it's really interesting yeah where do you go from there from there oh gosh um i remember how this ends how's it end it ends with abby uh crawling and then she trips on some mud And as she trips on some mud, uh, a big scar woman comes up and knocks her or holds her down. She cuts her, but um, more scars come up and they knock her out. Yeah, you bit her ear off, too. Yes, you bit her ear off. That's what happened. Yeah. Brutal. And this is where we get another flashback. This is where we get the flashback where it's Christmas time, right? At yeah. The yeah. This Now, this is right before they go on their mission to Jackson, Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, it's just where um, Owen is showing Abby um, the aquarium during Christmas time. And he they set it all-, it all up. It's a nice pad. It's really cool. And um, there's just this insane little mini game in there where you get a bow and arrow as Abby and you have to shoot these targets and you try to beat Owen and Mel's stupid fucking score. Very low scores. Very bad. Very bad. Very terrible. I got the high score. Because we're number one. We're number one. Yep. Uh, Yeah, it it was funny, too, because also Abby's like, put me on the board. And Owen's like, I don't know. And she's like, wow, you afraid that Mel might see that I've been here? Wow. Tisk, tisk. They make their way upstairs after this to talk and like he's showing her the Christmas setup, the new Christmas drip trying to make some hot chocolate and uh, she's like telling him about her plan. She's like I know where he is. I We can go get him. Yep. And, and he's like I don't know. And that's uh, I'll, I'll bring this up too. So it was really cool because she says that and she's like what about everybody else? It's like everybody else is on board and it's like well shit and it's like, well, what about Isaac? Is he going to approve this? She, you can tell she's lying again, literally the same way. I tell I kid you not. Her eyes will shine and her mouth would be just a little open. It's kind of like a blank expression where she'd be like, yeah, Isaac approved it. 
So like that kind of gives you like, okay, they basically went AWOL to do this as well. Which, you know, in in militaries and especially in a militia that's carrying on from military traditions, AWOL is not a good thing. So yeah. kind of gives you an idea. Like it was just them that did this. And and she even she Owen was like, well, what about Mel? It's like Mel wants to do this too. So it's kind yeah, of she's like, like every, everybody's down besides you. Yep. Are you in? Shit, I guess. And he's in. Yep. And that's the uh, end of that flashback, isn't it? Actually, he's kind of like, eh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hesitant. Because like we said, Owen has no drive. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's fair. Um, also, I should mention too, Abby, has, I think she has three nightmare sequences where they're really it's, cool it's just where she's going down um okay. sorry the hospital I, I, yeah yeah the hospital hallway okay i'm trying to remember I, I won't okay i won't skip ahead um i was just trying to remember if there was one right now but there isn't um but um yeah and then uh abby wakes up abby wakes up she's being dragged around by some seraphites this is where the most iconic E3, Last of Us 2 stuff, starts popping up. We've talked about it a little bit before. This is where Abby gets drug up to a rope, and she gets it wrapped around her neck. And she's standing on, like, a bucket, and the Seraphite's like, you're going to suffer for your sins. And uh, she had the knife to her neck, I think. Or no, she has, it up, she has it up to her rock-hard abs. Her rock-hard abs, and, like, she's just about to cut. Then some arrows start coming in. Well, uh, no, they they um they got the girl. Yes, the girl comes in and they're like, clip her wings. They hold her down and they oh god, it's so fucking terrible. Like, it's <laughs> brutal. And at watching it three times, it's still four times, because I watched the E3 stuff. Still brutal. Yeah, it's pretty uh Pretty insane, <laughs> but and it literally, sounds gross. Like it looks gross, and it sounds gross. Hold down her arm. They take a hammer and they hit her arm where her elbow is. Oh my god! They smash that shit. It's not just like breaking the bone and quitting. They break the bone, continue smashing until the bone inside that's broken already is broken Shattered. even more. Yep, it, it's so bad. Uh, but then as they're doing that, uh, arrows, arrows. I'm trying to make an arrow sound. I'm sorry. I don't know. If Let me try. Damn, that's pretty good, actually. Pretty good. Let me try. Let me try. Woo! <laughs> Whoa! Okay. okay, it's kind of ridiculous how loud you guys are, but I'm so quiet. Okay, let me try. Let me try it again. <laughs> this is nothing. This is nothing. It's, it's not. It's nothing. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, Yara so is uh, screaming in pain, and Lev, or well, we don't know their name yet. This little kid comes in, <laughs> shooting at these people, and Yara's like, "Cut her down! Cut her down!" Well, no, no, no. We get a cool scene where um they're trying to fight off the the people, and then uh back uh the the scar gets backed up into Abby. Abby holds her, and then Yara comes in clutch with the hammer, 
bashing it into her head. The yeah. claw part. Um, but then that's also bad for Abby because Abby she's almost, hanging on a rope by her neck. She's hanging on a rope, and Lev takes his dear sweet fucking time. <laughs> but Abby uh, yeah. got some brain damage from that uh, oxygen loss for sure. Nah, she's fine. Anyway, uh, Lev, you know, Lev cuts her down because Yara's like, cut her down. You know, she helped us. Abby is just like, still just incredible. Like, just all this muscle, so much power. Um, the only reason she survived because she was flexing her neck muscles. Yeah. I mean, really, though, like, yeah, that's probably a big reason. Um, I was about to say that, yeah, that is, uh, that is pretty legit. Like, yeah, and um, and it's also raining too, so like her muscles are glistening. Oh man, it's so badass. And it then sounds she... like Wenzel was enjoying it a lot. Hey, this is like one of my favorite scenes because she yanks that fucking hammer out and then um th- goes this to is town. Fu- yeah, because literally in the um in the presentation of this, uh Lev or Yara are like the demons are coming or whatever, and then Abby is holding the hammer and she's like, you know, get behind me. And then stalkers come out of the dark, and then that's where it cuts. But in this, it goes right into the game, like perfect transition of like your unlimited hammer, uh, unlimited hammer, <laughs> and you start beating the fuck out of these things. It's such a badass segment where you're just being led around by these little kids, but you're killing all these stalkers. Yeah, it's really cool. You're you're running th- you're running through the woods, um with these kids and then finally you make it to a, a building where uh even abby is like we're not out of the woods yet and pun fucking intended and i forget how fucking young these kids are they're like what's a pun <laughs> it's not just because they're young it's also because they're seraphites they're seraphites, yeah, so like they're, in they're a cult kept, <laughs> yeah they're kept from a lot of stuff um yeah it, it's um so right here we get like a really i mean out of place um interaction where we have a wolf saving a scar and a scar saving a wolf this doesn't happen in the game universe and um you know uh from what we can tell the scars are trying to kill these two kids who are also scars like why and abby even asked lev like um why why are they trying to kill you and lev's like because i um cut my hair and and abby's like fine don't fucking tell me so uh they continue on cuz abby thought that he was joking or just let me tell you not he wasn't but um yeah and then you fight through uh some more clickers and it's really fucking scary with your uh flame rounds yeah i i upgraded our shotgun to have flame rounds there's a part in there where like it's like a moment where you have to wait for um levin yard to help you out you're kind of stuck um it's very stressful but it's also very good because uh, you get saved by Yara and Lev, thankfully. They uh, get through and crawl through an ambulance and like get you out. Yeah, it's pretty crazy shit. Uh, you make it to like a, um, a, yard, a shipyard, a freight yard or whatever, uh, where it's also at this moment that you have to um, carry Yara because her arm is fucked. And she's like kicked into like maximum pain mode where she can't do anything she can't do anything and oh god lev is having to open all the doors of the trailers trying to see if one's open uh they do find it but um yeah it's where we get um we get in there 
uh, Abby puts Yara down, and we get to see the full extent of the damage. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's it looks bad. nasty. It's like the reddest of red. It's so red. It's swollen. Um, <laughs> it was fucking crazy too because Abby breaks a fucking chair. <laughs> um, oh gosh, yeah, she does it so easily too for the uh, splint. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, and uh. And so she's like, all right, uh, good luck. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, and then uh, Lev and... Oh, man, is this where... Is this after or before where Abby fights the big woman again? Uh, she fights the big woman before uh, oh. they encounter the... Okay, I was about to say, because there was a moment, too, where... Um, Abby fights the big woman from the who knocked her out or who helped knock her out. But uh, it was so funny because Abby's like, "Are you wearing my backpack?" <laughs> so um, the, killing her was very um, it was on site. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got her backpack back. Um, but yeah, and that's and that's where uh, and anyway, we leave them off. Uh, y Yara and Le or Lev's like, "We'll manage." Um, and Abby, Abby continues, continues, continues on her quest yeah. to find Owen. This is day two, I believe, right? No, it's still day one. Because uh, once she goes to to the... She oh, makes it back to the aquarium yeah. at nighttime. She gets in, finds Owen chilling in the boat, and then uh, they have hot boat sex. Okay, okay. Let's stop jumping around. We got to talk about what Owen says to Abby. It's another good moment of characterization. Now, definitely Owen's an accessory, but I think it's a good kind of like foil to Abby and to the mentality basically of the entire fucking game where um, Owen talks about that he shot Danny. Um, the reason why he shot Danny was because um, it was like some disagreement or something about Scars because Owen, like, even though he had killed Scars before, this was the first time where there was a Scar who rather than fighting for his life, wanted to die. It was really sad. And this is also, too, where Owen, like, I think it's probably one of my favorite lines is where he um, he's talking to Abby, and Abby is, like, trying to say, like, oh, you know, we're wolves or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, I'm tired of fighting for land I don't give a fuck about. And uh, that kind of, like, serves the basis of, like, you know, <sighs> so much stuff that's like, man, like who fucking killing well, like killing for land, you know, like oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, like I really I, I mean I shouldn't have said that. I mean he Owen is an accessory. He does, I guess, have his own personality, but it it really gives Abby the motivation, I guess, to, after she kills Joel, because it's like, oh, what's the purpose of my life now? A little did you know, yes, you know, all, exactly. all of her friends was gonna die like the no. next week. Um, so now she's like, okay, well, maybe Owen had a point. Maybe this is all kind of bullshit. It's definitely like a Abby's going like, hmm, why would I fight for land that doesn't mean anything to me and not try to contribute to society? Also kind of goes back to how her dad thought her dad was very selfless like that from just a little bit we get about him because he was a doctor. He helped both animals and humans uh yep. wanted to 
you know, make the vaccine to cure the whole world of, uh, you know, of being infected. So it's very much like he is also used as a bit of a foil for Abby to be like, okay, maybe what I've been doing isn't the right thing, which is, and you kind of need that too, because it kind of explains Abby's change of heart towards Yara and Lev. Yeah, no, you're you're right, Tanner. Um, I mean, he is an ex- accessory, and while he's not necessarily super developed, he's there to kind of, like you said, be a foil and to also push like this change into her. And um, and I mean, I, Tanner said this well, really best too. Whenever we were playing, was that Jerry, her father, was probably the only like actually good, like yeah, maybe morality. the only morally good character in the whole yeah. series. <laughs> like it, it's it's crazy, and um, and yeah, and and Owen, you know, like he's like you said, like doesn't want to like. I mean, it is a ridiculous thing, like fighting over land. Like what the? I mean, a lot, almost all wars, obviously, are fought over land. That's also the stupidest fucking thing ever. <laughs> like, anyway, um, and yeah, and then they go into some hot boat fucking. Yeah, but it starts out like they're about to fight, but they start fucking. Start fucking. Yep. Owen oh, cheats on Mel. Yeah, bad boy. He deserves what comes to him. Good God. <laughs> and then yeah, he deserves to be shot in the stomach and die slowly. Yeah. As he just... also watches Mel die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, his dog's dead in the next room. Then Abby has a nightmare where she's back at the hospital. And this is where she runs down the hospital to find the room where her dad would be dead. And she finds uh, the two kids, Yara and Lev, hanging. That's when she wakes up in the middle of the night. And uh, she decides, fuck, I got to go save those kids because something bad could happen to them. And she didn't want anything bad to happen to those kids. Yep. yep. She's deep down. She's a good person that makes yeah. bad decisions. This is yeah. not a bad decision because those kids need help. Yeah. So she gets there and uh, the scars are hunting them. Uh, I kill the fuck out of the scars. Um, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, we make it back and um, we're able to rescue basically eleven and yara and um yara is in very very bad condition yeah, but her arm looks even worse somehow. fucking bad um but abby is able to take yara back to the aquarium where mel is there uh mel is um a medic um so she she can do what needs or she can do the proper procedures and what needs to be done to help her, but also they don't have the supplies. Um, yeah, they need to amputate the arm because it's compartmentalized in that uh, it's, it's com- pretty much com- attacking the arm. It's compartment syndrome. That's what it's called. Yeah, it, they got to amputate that bitch because if they don't, uh, she could die of an infection. And um. And yeah, and then we get to see a like also too a moment where it's like Mel and Owen are like, "What the fuck are you doing, Abby? Like, w- like you're you know why are you helping these Scar kids? Like, um." And, and we we also get to see cool too a moment where like Lev is like, "Well, what if?" Or this is where too we um, Lev and Abby we have this section um, and. Um, Lev reveals that there's like a bunch of very, very high 
platforms that they use to get past um wolf um uh security i guess if you want to say that security or their borders or yeah. whatever yeah because um, she said that wolves don't know how to look up yeah Wait, lev said that wolves don't ever look up yeah. that's what he says and um and yeah and uh also too owen is like i want to go with you and then abby's like she's like no like you stay here with mel get your priorities fucking straight which also goes to show that you know abby is also being kind of responsible Kind of. Yeah, because if Owen just went and died, that's a childless baby. I mean, a fatherless baby. I mean, leaves Mel there alone also, too, with this. Like, they need to be both there, too. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, you know, it is ridiculous, especially for such a high danger mission like this. Um, And yeah, and so we get this really good um <laughs> bonding moment between Abby and Lev, just like Joel and Ellie. Um, there's even a part in there where Abby is making jokes towards Lev and Lev's like, does anybody, does anybody find you funny? And Abby's like, no, <laughs> 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 not really. It's, it's really good. Uh, and this is also too, where um, we, they have, as they're moving up these platforms, um, they do encounter other scars who are attacking them. Uh, this is where we get revealed about what exactly happened between Lev, Yara and the scars. Um, they're dead naming Lev. Uh, yeah, because Lev, Lev is trans. Yeah, Lev's trans. This is the trans character that's been hinted at. Um, Lev's original name was Lily. They kept dead naming him, and literally, um, so like through the through the entire process, we we learned that okay, in the Scar Society, the Seraphite Society, uh, women get to grow their hair out long. They get to keep it long. Men have to shave their heads. Well, Lev, because they are trans, and because they they're a man they shave their head like a man and in their, their society they can't do that so yeah. basically it was a and a it's not like a offense. punishment thing yeah it's a kill you're like yeah yeah it's a killable offense that's the only um, punishment and and then yara too yara you know because she stands by her brother um she will be she would be killed too and uh their mother is paying penance quote unquote where they are starving and dehydrating her so, so yeah uh, such a good cult ah yeah yeah um and also to this cult they use guns but they're very much going back to like oh gosh like stone age um yeah style. They, don't, they only use like fucking oil lanterns yeah, they only, it's they only, I don't understand their rules. Yeah, it's like like they call or they say stuff um like electrical devices and stuff is old world tech. They don't use old world tech except for very certain situations. Um and then the men can can use it too. Um it's also weird because this cult was founded by a woman, yet a lot of um stuff is a lot of men get a lot of benefits it's fucking stupid um, yeah. it's definitely like a patriarchy society even though the founder was a matri it makes no sense um <laughs> I, I i don't know <laughs> i can see like a like a man taking up after her and like and uh, i mean changing her doctor either that or she yeah. was just you know just a hardcore traditionalist just like well a woman belongs in the kitchen a man's gotta you know do the work 
Yeah. yeah, I mean that's obviously it. Like that, it's not like they were thinking when they wrote this, this whole cult. It's very much like all cults. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they tend to not make sense. Yeah, yeah they're they're crazy. There, there, um, there's one in this cult in this call that doesn't make sense. Am I right? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, after so, the dead naming, they have some very scary moments. Yeah, because again, Abby's afraid of heights, and we get to this really nerve-wracking part where we have to walk through a f- fucking whole ass crane. <laughs> and like the whole time, Lev is like trying to talk, and uh, Abby's like, "Please just shut up. <laughs> Please just be quiet, Lev." Like, there's really are we talking about this right now? Yeah, Lev's like, "So what's going on between you and Owen?" <laughs> oh yeah, Luke, verbatim. That's what that's what he said, and she's like, "Not now." <laughs> it's so good. Um, oh, gosh. I'd be the same way. I I hate heights, so I would be. Uh, oh yeah, no, I would not. About. I would not talk about anything. I would to be, be really fair. Quiet. I would not do this. I'd kill myself though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have never found myself in this situation. That's why we got to be really careful around with Colt around ladders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Colt's like, wait. <laughs> How many steps is that? No, fuck that. Yeah, Every I know I'm on the bottom fall. floor and I'm like not safe. I'm safe from f- not falling, but uh, I think I have to kill myself. No, no see that. Yeah, ladder. we had to hold down Colt while we were in the elevator in the in Huntsville. Yeah, we were on the eighth floor. As you can imagine, it was very stressful for us. Colt yeah, doesn't was... even like going on the second floor of my house. Yeah, every time I'm up there, I think that socks is going to throw me downstairs. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that won't happen. Uh-oh. Socks does have the strength. But yeah, anyway, you're doing that. Uh, there's a really badass moment where uh, you the fucking crane gives away and you fall with Lev. Um, I so wouldn't say badass. Hard. I'd say scary. It was badass. You fall through the glass into a swimming pool. You both survive. That's badass. And you both, I think uh, Abby comments on how like lucky that was, maybe? Yeah, because... Um, it was really funny too because Abby is getting out of the pool and she's sitting there taking a breath. Um, and Lev's like, "Like you ready? <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck? Like this kid?" Abby's like, "Give me a minute." <laughs> but to be fair, Lev's sister is dying. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're they're uh they're making their way uh through this hotel. Um, because Abby has to go find Lev a mask. Um. She does, and then they work through their uh, hotel zigzag. This is where we get a cool recorded moment where yeah. I Abby... post it to our Twitter. <laughs> is it cool? I, yeah. I mean, I'll post it to my Twitter, and then the our Twitter can quote retweet it if y'all are cool with that. No. Yeah, yeah actually, it. no. It's so embarrassing. But uh, yeah, Abby or I think Tanner was trying to right. Was it Tanner or Colt? Colt. Yeah, it was Colt. Playing, it was yeah. me playing Colt. <laughs> Yeah, Colt's trying to walk across a beam. Lev would not fucking move, so Abby fell off and died. Yeah, Lev tanked me. Tanked me, a buff as shit woman. This little four-foot-tall kid just knocks me over to my death. Turns out they play football um, at this air fight compound or whatever. So yeah. um, Lev knows a thing or two. But um, yeah, you're making weird through this hotel. It's of disgusting. course there's bloaters all over this place. Shamblers, stalkers. It's fucking disgusting. It's an inf- 
it's a old ass hotel or sorry it's an old ass infected area because it's around um the hospital area yeah so there's a lot it's um there's a lot of red a lot of fungi growing everywhere it's really cool it's like you're descended to hell (laughs) yeah (laughs) dante's inferno you said oh i said that no dante's inferno yeah i just said it and uh don't they just make their way out and uh abby swims across the water to the hospital and they shoot her to death yep no they're like who the fuck is that and abby's like it's me dumbass and they let her in and she's like where's the milk i need to talk to nora it's not what the fuck so okay uh you see bear again by the way um if you get the chance alive with no pickaxe in his head um, you do see the woman, I can't remember her name, but you do see the woman who is playing the Vita. Um, she's alive, not stabbed in the neck by Ellie. Yep. Still playing um, Hotline Miami. Or no, she's unpacking. Yeah. Um, but Nora, Nora did leave and she's supposed to come back. But Abby had to lie to the guards, but the guards come back and they're like, we have to arrest Abby. So they arrest her and there's kind of like a little, probably a few hours pass by until finally Nora gets there. Oh, God. And this entire time, too, like, you're thinking, like, oh, fuck. Like, how's Lev doing? How's Yara doing? Um, But Nora does save her. um, And Nora tells her that if you're going to find your stuff, you're going to have to go to the bottom basement level, but we haven't cleared it out. Yeah. It's the oldest infected area in the, in the, the city because it's ground zero for that city. And so. once you're down there, you eventually make your way to uh you'll cool if I skip to the big fight. Yeah. 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 You make it to the ambulance and you find some surgical tools and uh Abby's like, fuck yeah, we're good. Time to get the hell out of here. But when you get out of it, you f- run into a new enemy type. It's the only enemy type uh the only time you'll run into this enemy type, and it's known as the Rat King. Yep, the Rat King is just a mass of clickers, and a bloater is in there as well, fused together from their mushrooms. Like, uh, if you're not aware what a Rat King is, it's when it's a rare occasion when a nest of rats, specifically the babies, uh, tails will fuse together because all the shit, vomit, piss, throw up that they push out fuses them together. Essentially making a mass of uh, rats called the Rat King. Yep. And this is that. It's pretty brutal. um, Because this is like, I guess, currently, as far as we know, this is the highest kind of evolution of the disease, which is a bunch of infected fusing together to make this hulking monster. And it's a really cool um, sequence where um, Abby's fighting this uh this rat king and the and like you have to run away at first and abby's able to get an axe and the rat king is like literally holding her up about to i guess rip her apart but she's able to pull clutch and fucking chop it up just a bit and enough to where we get a cool just boss fight and um colt does this it's really so at some point though you do um it does split apart with a stalker uh running away to go hide and then the bloater you fight that um it's really sick um and and then after doing that too um you do have to fight find the stalker and fight it and i think it's just so cool because the stalker at this point um 
it, it's upper head, it's brain and everything. It's just gone. Like most of this, um, what I think is cool about this Rat King is that most of the flesh, most of its skin is, while it's dead, decayed skin, most of it's just fungus now. It's just, yeah. that's it. That's all it is. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, they did mocap for this thing, uh, which I, I sent that to Tanner. Yeah, Winslow later. finally shared the picture. It's just multiple people, like including a whole ass person upside down over the shoulder, like back first on another person. And then there's a third person and their legs are taped together. It's real fucked. It's it's crazy. It's really cool. I remember too, whenever that was being passed around on Twitter, it was like somebody didn't want to spoil the game. They were like, they did mocap for that. So sick. But um, yeah, it's yeah. it's really cool. And then now, after you defeat the Rat King, you got to make your way back to Lev. And then uh, as soon as you get it to the surface, Lev pushes you to the side because don't want to get caught again. Because if you get caught again, you'll be reported back to Isaac. Yep. Oh, my God. And now this is where they return to the aquarium. Yay. Which I, I don't think they force you. To like actually return to the aquarium, it's luckily just jumps you right back. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're just in the aquarium, and uh, the operation goes through. Uh, Yara's fine. Uh, Le nice and Lev alarm. is also petting the doggy. Yeah, Alice. which Lev was terrified of the dog, and same thing with Yara. Which is so, it's so, it's so sad because the reason why is because they use dogs on the Seraphites. Yeah, so like they they have like an ingrown ingrained fear of dogs. <sighs> Terrible, and um, yeah, and uh, eventually uh, you can overhear Lev and. Uh, Yara arguing. They're arguing about uh, Lev wants to go back to get to the mother because they just want to get the mother away from the Seraphites. Yeah, so like um, there's this whole, con like this whole Lev, Yara, Mel, and Owen they've been talking and um, Yara wants to take Lev out of the city because Yara's the old sister. She's trying to look out for her brother. And then Owen because Owen is like, he doesn't want to be a he doesn't want to be a part of a war. He doesn't want to be a soldier anymore. He's just like, hey, my boat fixed up, almost fixed up. Let's get out of here. I'll I'll take you guys and we can leave because also, too, um, we've been getting hints that the Fireflies are regrouping in Santa Barbara. And that's where Owen wants to go. He wants to go to Santa Barbara to see if the Fireflies are regrouping. And um, he wants to take the kids and he wants to take Mel. And that's what they're talking about. And but Lev doesn't want to leave um, their mom. And um, yeah. And then Yara's uh, fighting back, saying like, "There's no point. We should just get out of here." But Lev does not listen. Is mad and storms off. So Yara comes to you and says, "Man, I pissed off my brother. Is there anything you can help me with?" And and like uh, Abby says, "Let's get him a gift. There's bound to be something around here." They go find a shark to give to Lev because Lev likes sharks, even though they're 
scared of them i think they're they're afraid of the ocean the ocean yeah yes. love hates the ocean but love sharks <laughs> real kid shit am i right on the way to give lev the shark they notice that lev is driving away full speed on the speedboat to the island where the seraphites are yeah and that's when they have to go save lev but also too right before abby leaves Abby's talking to Mel and Mel is like, yeah, we'll go. Or Mel's like, I'm going to go, but not if you come with us. And Abby's like, what? And then it's just kind of this like little argument where Mel is like, you're a piece of shit, Abby. And also too, Owen does state before that. Um, whenever Abby is like props up, like Owen's like Mel knows about last night, which is Abby and Owen fucking. And, um, and in this moment too, Mel is like, is obviously mad at Abby for, um, you know, for Owen, but also too, um, she's mad because like, uh, she doesn't see Abby as being this altruistic or trying to help these kids. Um, she just, because Mel mentions that Abby is like one of Wolves' top scar killer. Um, so that definitely like says something about her character, but also like, yeah. Um, but also, too, the entire time, Lev and Yara ask uh, Abby, like, why are you helping us? And I mean, Abby's like, because I feel guilty. Because none of this is your guy's fault. You're just kids. Shows more of her character as well. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. And then since they got to go to the Lev, they make their way towards the uh, boat area. So they get their own boat to go to the island. But on the way, they run into Manny. And Manny is currently under fire by a sniper, which the player assumes is Tommy, which they are right. And you have to do a little sneak around segment where he's firing at you constantly. I really love this segment because uh, if you mess up, you will die. And, yeah, uh, very quickly. You eventually make your way to Tommy and he's just like shooting at you and shit. And he escapes into like a a fucking uh chilies. <laughs> and like yeah. to get in, you have to run around to like kick in the door, but when you're kicking in the door, Manny gets domed, dies, blood all over your face. Yep, that's the final Abby friend dead. No more Abby friends other than Liv. And Yara. And Yara. And Owen. And Mill. They're still alive uh, at this point. Uh, right now. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> uh, are we counting Mel as an Abby friend? No. Yeah. Mel literally said, "If you go to Santa Barbara with us, I'm not going." And she says, "Abby, you're a piece of shit." Yeah. Also calls yeah. her a bitch and a liar, a whore. That's just friend things. That. We say that to each other. That is true. We do say that. Does she not call Abby a whore for having sex with Owen? No, I think we did. As we a joke. did. <laughs> We did, or you did, Tanner. I didn't say that. Uh, I definitely didn't. Okay, I've never. No, no, you definitely did. Anyways, they uh, Russian or Abby is uh, freaking out in the chilies, and she hears uh, Tommy running around doing his thing. Uh, she runs to the back of the store, fights over the gun. Uh, luckily, Lev was there to help. And knocks Tommy overboard, right? No, it's Yara. Oh, shit. Yara. Yeah. 
Lev is somewhere else, okay? Yeah, Lev is on the island trying to find a mama. Yeah, but yeah, and then Tommy slaps the shit out of Yara. Like, yeah. yeah, Yara gets smacked. But yeah, um, they push him over into the water. Tommy's dead, thank God. <laughs> Tommy's not dead. Well, he's not dead. He's not dead, though. No. He just gets put... I mean, he... he gets Ellie, so of course he's not dead. Anyway, um, yeah, they got themselves a boat. You ride the boat to the island, going through the forest where you'll eventually get to the settlement area. Yeah, it's really cool. You get these really scenic shots um, of of the island, of the settlement, um, but also, too, they're conducting uh, their, their invasion, so you get to also witness that. Yeah, yeah, Lev literally could not have picked a worse time. You really, pretty much. It's also the best time because if Lev came a little later, mom would be dead. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're you're making your way through the the villages, um, talking with Yara about everything. Um, yeah, I love this, uh, the section, I mean, you see it throughout the entire game, but this section specifically, you can see the mixture of the, like, they're using, like, ancient medieval type architecture with the ruins of the modern world, or the old modern world around them. I just really enjoy that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was interesting, too, because, like, um, there's a part in there where... Yara says, go to the big tower or whatever. And Abby is like, the space needle? And she's like, what? Like, they don't know it, what space is. They don't know what that is. I'm like, damn, landmarks, man. I That's crazy to think. Well, not that crazy, but you know. Um, yeah, they're making their way until eventually um, they finally get to Lev. Um, Lev's... Which is in a bad predicament. Yeah, because as soon as we get in there, we see the first thing we see is their mom dead. Um, and Lev in the corner. The mom tried to kill Lev on site, and since uh Lev was being attacked, Lev pushed the mom off. And she hit her she head on a... her head and she dead. She yeah, died. she's hell as old as time. Yep. Yep. Um, who else has not done this? <laughs> not one of us. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. um, But, you know, I mean, they're telling Lev, like, you know, you were just defending yourself. It's okay. Um, also I should mention too, um, the entire time that Abby, we're playing as Abby, we're upgrading our pistol. Uh, it's the same pistol that she kills Jesse with. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Every time we did it, like we, every time we'd look at it, we'd be like, God damn, I can't wait to kill Jesse with this. (laughs) Right, we were all saying that, right? We were, we were saying that, but we, uh, there's actually a, a moment before you get to that point where she loses all her gear. So Except technically, for I thought she lost everything. I don't think she lost her pistol. That's that's the pistol she uses. Okay, never mind. We were ready. We're pumping up to kill Jesse. Yeah. Anyway, I um, was. But yeah, I love Jesse. We oh, all we love, love Jesse. Jesse. We love Jesse. We love Jesse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got Lev, but the problem is now the wolves are invading Gar Island, and it is bad. Um, yeah. They're in full force. Um, Burning trying- and invading, killing everyone they can see. Civilian, I mean, everyone's dying. 
everyone's dying. Um, the scars were luckily they were moving the children away, but honestly, it doesn't seem like the wolves give a fuck. So no, but um, yeah, we're making our way through until finally, uh, we get to a cutscene where we're coming out a door. Uh, Yara immediately gets shot. Um, not dead. Not dead. Get but shot. Dying. Uh. And then Abby fights this guy, breaks his arm, beats the fuck out of him. I would too. Um, and yeah, and then uh, who comes up to uh, greet them? Isaac! Isaac. And what does he say? He says, what's that behind you? Not even saying like, who is that? Who is that person? Who is that kid? Nope. They say, what is that? Not even treating them like people. Not even treating them like people. Like we need like move aside and let me kill it. Just completely just and then abby you know abby abby standard graham like you're not gonna do this they are kids um and then she's like if you're gonna shoot him you have to shoot me uh isaac's really ready about to do that but then yara comes in and kills isaac shoots him but then yara gets shot up yara's dead there's no like mistaking it she gets shot like 400 times it's she really gets shot so much and literally we are running with lev to get away and um lev's freaking out because he just watched his sister get his only other murdered. family die like he he just lost his mom and he just lost his sister and then now too we see lev where he's like those were your people and abby oh i i, I said this in our lost episode of last of us but i love this moment where abby's like you're my people Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I so love good. it so much. Yeah. Maybe the best quote of the game. Like it's it's like where we see a complete like I know we were like slowly working that character change, but we see a complete character like development change fully realized right here in this moment where it's like, no, the wolves are not my people. No. And um oh god. And, and then where we get to a really cool segment here. Yeah, where Abby fights a bunch of wolves. Yeah, fights some wolves till she can find her a horsey. Yep, they get to the stables because they need to get to the shore to get to the boats. But the problem is, is that it's through their capital, which is on fire. And yeah. it's a really cool segment where you're riding on a horse, riding through all this fucking fire. Ah, oh, it's so good. Limited ammo, you can shoot all the people, but I didn't realize you could shoot people until like halfway through it. Yep, you're running through, running through. Eventually, the horse, you know, can't use it anymore, so you have to go through a building. Um, you get stuck, so you have to lose your backpack, and you fight this big, one of the big brute guys. Um, the, you, probably the strongest enemy in the game, because he has so much health. The strongest human enemy. Yeah. Um, but And you cut him up. Oh, my God. Yeah, his face had a scar going all the way from his mouth to... His like back teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it completely, like, his jaw was probably hanging, or his mandible was hanging on by, like, a thread, basically. Um, God, dude would not die. He would not die. It only took uh Taking so an much. arrowhead to stab him in the yep. neck or head? Oh, God. But, um... But, yeah, uh, you, you finally do that. Um, you kill him, and then you make off with a boat, and... You escape to safety um, with Lev, and as you see Lev, you see, or as he's rowing off, um, you see scars killing wolves, wolves killing scars, 
island's on fire. And it, it's at this moment where it's like the wolves and the scars are no more. They just completely wipe themselves out. Yep. Which I, th- I thought we was go. Cool. Sadness. To well, sadness. More, probably more, one of my least favorite sadness. parts, but it's also really good. Yep. Abby um, and Lev make their way to the place, and they as soon as they enter, they can see Tommy talking like, this is real gold, right? Well, first they go to the aquarium to find Mel and Owen dead. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where they find the map um, where they know where they are, the theater. So, yep. Uh, it's so... It's, God damn, it's so awful. <laughs> Ab- uh, Abby finds the map that Ellie's been marking off where she's killed every single one of her friends, and then she's sees the uh, theater circle and she's like i know where their base is yep and yeah you you sneak into the theater um you find tommy just after their conversation with ellie and jesse putting stuff back he's like i'll show you what real gold is i know what real gold is and then that argument ensues i can't wait to get back home and be completely healthy yeah no anger issues either and uh jesse Walks through the door, gets shot in the head by you. Yep. And then uh, the, that cutscene that happened before is happening. But this time, like, Lev's in the shot so we can see Lev. Yeah. And it's from Abby's perspective. Yeah. yeah. Then Abby blows Tommy's brains out. Yep. And um, then oh, uh, and then Ellie tries to fight off Abby, but um, she can't because Abby's too strong. And so we have basically, uh, if you want to say a boss fight between Abby and Ellie, where it's like um, hit and run because Abby has no guns and Ellie has a lot of guns. Yeah. Like so. while Abby is a pro hand to hand combat person, Ellie is a pro weapon person. Also a master of the shiv. Yes, yes that's true. Thanks to you. <laughs> and uh it's just kind of the the sequence of like okay we can get the upper hand at first on ellie but then ellie is you know there's like i think like three rounds or maybe two rounds where yeah um you move from like okay easy sneak attacks but now ellie's using a shotgun and she's more alert so we have to be more crafty and then finally ellie's sneaking so we have to be even more stealthy um oh gosh i, re- I can't remember who did it who did this part was it me Wait, yeah, you, I okay. think it was Colt. Pretty, yeah, pretty good. It was pretty cool. I, I love this. Um, you know, even though I, um, Ellie, you know, great, great character. Uh, sad. Um, at, like, I don't know. Like this scene was great from like Abby's perspective. Um, especially since like Ellie trying to fight her. Um, oh God, Abby breaks her fucking arm, punches the shit out of her, breaks her nose. Dina tries to step in. Um, Dina gets beat the fuck. Dina up. gets marked immediately. The, well, she doesn't, doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, she gets shot with an arrow. Uh, Abby smashes, crushing her head into the ground with the into the wood, wood the floorboard, and then immediately and, is like about to slice her throat open. Yeah, and then we get the parallel where Ellie's like, "Stop, she's pregnant," and then Abby's like. Or Ellie's like, you she's not a part of this, and like you made her a part of this. And then she's like, she's pregnant, and she's like, good. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And she's Ash- about to kill Dina. Dina. But then Lev is like, Abby, you know, don't do this. And then she doesn't. 
And she this doesn't. is where we had some controversy between uh, Wenzel Tanner and me. I didn't say anything because I want to say it for the podcast. Where I think Abby would have done it if Lev wasn't there. And I think that Lev, I mean, I think that Abby still wants to do it. Still wanted to do it, at least. Controversy? I don't remember this. Was it, isn't that not what we said uh, at the, uh, was that a different part where we were talking about? It was before we started recording today. It was where we talked about how Lev stopped Abby from killing. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Wenzel said, because Abby had a change of heart. And I said, no, she fucking didn't. She just, <laughs> she just didn't do it because Lev told her not to do it. Yeah. And well, we were having, because Abby, at the end of the day, is still a deeply flawed person. Oh, 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 I, because literally the, we were doing the bit of like, oh, let's shorten it so we can how much we can talk about yeah we were it. yeah because oh, I, I was like we need to, joking, no. yeah, yeah i was like we need to what get this podcast no. done in a quick 30 yeah because i was being absolutely serious i was oh no um yeah i was just joking i mean not that she has a change of heart more of like if this kid wasn't here no, no it's she'd more of a, be dead well no it's more of acceptance because that's also where we get into like the flashback of her going down the hallway this time again, but it's not a nightmare. It's where she opens the door and her dad's alive, but he's like, he's just standing there smiling. Like of like, you know, you've done, you've gone through this whole revenge thing. You did it, but now you've lost again. But now at this point, it's like, you can either continue the cycle or you can just stop it right here and just let it go accept what has happened and just go and that's what she does um it's a critical moment and i think um just a great utilization of of um i keep wanting because like there's also like that you know that that usually like they do with like a moment of purity and clarity is like where they use that white light and the mm -hmm. shining figure yeah. and, and jerry her father was that um of using him as um as a figurehead for her her character development i think was really good right there and then lev also being part of that yeah uh but, um, but they uh that's it she she leaves. says uh she doesn't want to ever see them again and she leaves and that's it it cuts to uh a mini, I would say probably a year later, I want to say. Well, do we want to take our last break and then dive into the epilogue and our final thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Guess what, everybody? You won't miss a thing, but we'll be right back. Yeah. Damn, we're really going to end this set. We'll do the final last push. We're going to push this baby out. What? What? Wizzle, you want to hit us with a little cry? Oh, <laughs> oh damn! That's a big baby. Sorry, that was loud. People are trying. Anyways, to I think it's a year later. Like I was saying, maybe. 
Yeah, it's not. It's not too far. Yeah, it's not that far ahead. It's uh, time for Dina and Ellie to heal up. It's been that long, and Ellie has lost some weight because. Uh, we find out that Ellie has been having nightmares and isn't eating well because of the th- actions she's done and things she's been through. It's been rough on her mentally. Yeah, she's got PTSD. Yep. Yeah. Really bad. And uh, Dina has had the baby. It's a nice, healthy little baby. They call uh, him Potato. Nah, his name is JJ. Oh, JJ, there we go. Named after... Uh, it's father. We assume uh, JJ stands for Jesse Jr. Yeah, it's but it's actually be. Joel Jr. Oh, fuck. <laughs> actually, it could be Jesse Joel. It could be. Which is dumb, but... <laughs> Which right. sounds awful as a name. Or what about Joel Jesse? Now we're also dumb. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I would assume Jesse Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you play as Ellie walking around the farm with the little JJ. You can take little JJ to the bathroom mirror and have him look at himself, have him talk to himself, even though it's just he, Ellie he loses his fucking herself. mind too. He's a stupid. Yeah, baby. that kid goes ape shit. <laughs> um, and then you can looks... turn on some music for Dina, and when you turn it on, you start. It gets a little like, do we need to leave the room type situation? Yeah, uh, Tanner, me and Tanner started to walk out. Like, uh, get a roomie to, not in front of the baby. Yeah. And then you can carve into the tree. Uh, there's a Dina plus Ellie, or it's a D plus E, which is Dina plus Ellie in a heart. What that stood for? Uh, and then you could carve a JJ. Yep. JJ. So now JJ's the baby. JJ's the baby. Yep. Good job, Colt. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, eventually, um, you have to lead the baby out back to herd the sheep. <laughs> you have to lead the baby out back to herd the sheep. <laughs> it's a hardworking baby, okay? You, you and the baby herd the sheep into the barn uh, because they've been out for the day and it's closing time. Yep. <laughs> and uh, when herding the sheep into the barn, you get all the normal sheep into the, their section of the barn. But there's one little baby left out. And she's like, how the hell did you get out? And the baby knocks over a tool onto a bucket as she gets closer, causing her to have a PTSD episode. And it's really rough because as soon as the thing knocks over, it cuts to Joel's head being smashed in for a single second. And then it cuts to her screaming. And Ellie just keeps hearing Joel screaming. Yeah. Yeah. It's really rough. Very depressing. Yeah, um, JJ's last part's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. JJ's crying. Dina has to come and get him and um, quiet him down. It's it's so sad. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting because uh, very um, early in the game, you get kind of like these hints. So like Dina, like Ellie asked Dina, "What would you do with like a million dollars or whatever?" Dina was like, "I'd buy a farm, live out in the country." They live on a farm out in the country. Um, they were talking about how, like, hey, you know, when we get back, maybe we can we have a little creature to take care of, like a dog or something. And you're like, yeah, well, they have a kid, uh, yeah, so a baby, yeah, a little creature. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff is foreshadowed. Um, and it's just kind of like a little, I guess, slice of life, but very gray and sad color tones. 
Tony's yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, then we cut later to Ellie hunting. Um, she brings back some rabbits that she hunted back to the um, farmhouse, and you see a horse, and it's like, who the fuck's horse is this? It's obviously from Jackson because it has the um, oh gosh, what's it called? Whenever they brand brand it's the J, um, on it. Get inside. Who is it? It's Tommy boy. This is where it's revealed that Tommy actually did not die when he got shot in the head. Yeah, because Tanner, whenever we were doing this, and I originally thought this too when I played, <laughs> Tanner thought Tommy was dead because. Abby was shot him really good. He got in the shot head. in the fucking head. He got shot in the head, but that tends was... to kill you. I know it's rare to survive, and you can survive, but it tends to kill you. And but it didn't kill Tommy. Um. Uh. Now I should mention too, Tommy actually got shot really well in the knee as well from Lev. Yeah. So, so he has he, a permanent limp now. He has a permanent limp, and uh, he has a scar on his head, and he also has brain damage, and his eye is. I mean, he can, you can clearly see his eye, but it's like, it's, it's he different. Can't, he can't control his, like his eyelids. So it's basically like he's blind. Yeah. It's really sad. And Tommy's here, not for a normal visit to see the baby. It's something a little sad because during the time frame from uh, him getting shot and Ellie moving to his farm, uh, he, been angry he's still after abby he still wants to kill her he came to ellie because he wants ellie to finish the job he's saying like you have to go finish the job for us because you know i can't i got this limp and i'm shot in the head yeah oh gosh because and he also admits that him and maria are taking time apart yeah too because he's so obsessed with the killing abby yeah because it's ruined their marriage yeah like and it's really interesting because you see the parallel between how Ellie was acting at the beginning beginning of the game, going after Abby, and Tommy's like, maybe we should just kind of let it pass. And now we see Tommy being the aggressive one, and Ellie's like, uh, and then Dina just flat out saying, no, we're not doing this shit, we're done with that, we're good, we're even, we've already lost too much, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and, and the entire time Tommy's like, He's like, he kept bringing back what Ellie said, like, you know, um, oh gosh, what was the phrase? He was like, find her or we're going to get her or something. And or he, he's like, you promised me that because again, because the brain damage, it's like now his, his mind, his, him himself can only hold on to the anger, the, the frustration, the revenge that he wants. That's the only thing like. It's like his his brain is stuck in the past and it's going to be like that forever, which is really sad because like Tommy before he was a kind, reasonable guy that like understood things. But now since he's got the brain injury, he is not the same person that he used to be. He's a lot more angry, aggressive kind of person. Yeah, it's also, I mean, really well done acting as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but um yeah so um he leaves and um they're having to deal with that and uh oh gosh i'm trying to think in the middle of the night uh 
Ellie wakes up. Because she has um a nightmare, I think. Just like how Abby has ones of her going down the hallway, Ellie has the ones of going down the stairwell leading into the basement where Joel was killed. Yeah, and, and in this dream, the the like stairwell is super long. Yep. Just emphasizing how like it's too long for her to get down there to actually help him. Too late. Yeah, yep. it's too late. It's very sad. Uh, but, but um, she wakes up and closes the window because apparently they left the window open in the night. I know they're out in the middle of nowhere, but I don't want to get random ass bugs in my house. Yeah. Or having babies crawl in, am I right? Yeah, babies crawl in and multiplying, just adding new babies to the baby roster. Yep. And like, I don't have enough food for this. That's why you got to put out your baby traps. Yeah. And release them back into the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she eventually goes into the room with all her stuff and picks up the guitar and... Plays it loudly. Plays it very loudly. Loud enough to wake Dina, but... In this moment, Ellie realizes what she's gonna do. She starts preparing by going through her old shit, and she's ready to go finish the job. Yep. And Dina tries to tell her to stop. She wakes up and says, like, don't do this. If you do this, we're done. I can't do this again. I can't sit here and wait. So Ellie leaves and Dina's there. Yeah. And then we hard cut into uh, Abby. Abby is with Liv. They're in Santa Barbara looking for an address of a street. Um, and, uh, Lev, Lev has drawn out his hair a little bit. Um, he's wearing normal clothes too. Um, yeah, it looks like a little kid, normal little kid. Yeah, and um, I mean, just like how Joel and Ellie bonded in Last of Us Part One. I mean, uh, Abby and Lev really bonded too. Um, Abby teaching Lev about old world stuff. Um, just wholesome, you know, bonding, and um. They finally find the house that they're looking for. We also get hints that there's like some kind of gang out here, some group called the Rattlers. But um, but uh, yeah, they so they find the right house. They go into the basement, which it was a Firefly outpost, but they had to move. They find a radio, some frequencies. They're calling out, um, trying to see if there's anybody's out there. Um, she yeah, she she's searching. And then, luckily enough, uh, like she's desperate. You can hear it in her voice. You can hear her like almost start crying because they've gone all this way and they they found nothing. But luckily enough, she stood by the radio for a little bit, and a guy comes over and he says, "Like, where are you? Who are you?" She tells him about how she was uh, part of the Fireflies back in Salt uh, Lake City. Salt Lake City, and she was part of the hospital, and her dad was the uh, major surgeon guy there yeah and um she mentions her name her name is abby anderson and the guy on the radio is like well shit um <laughs> like because it's like holy shit that's the that goes way back you know the daughter of the doctor who could have made a cure and um yeah and the um they're regrouping the fireflies are regrouping and there's like i think he said there's like 200 strong right now yeah, and, so Owen and was right every day. Oh, yeah, Owen was right, and Abby was like, Owen was right, and um, yeah, and Abby was like, Well, you got two more, and um, oh gosh, where was it that they were regrouping? I um, can't remember, 
It was an island. Adelina Island? Yes. Yeah, something like that. And um and yeah, so um you kind of got that hope there and it um, quickly snuffed. Quickly snuffed because immediately as soon as they leave, um get jumped by the rattlers. Yep. Abby's getting out while uh, Lev's just like, what the fuck? And then a massive seven feet, foot tall, 310 pound man punches the shit out of Lev, knocking Lev out cold. Well, he punches him and he hits his head right into the garage door. Yeah, that's a, like, a death punch. Christ. Yeah, and then, you know, they they hold her, uh, Abby, down and knock her out. And it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Lev's not dead. Abby's not dead. They're just taking them as slaves. Uh, yep. Fucking what a moment. Anyway, um, then we cut back to Ellie. She's finally made it to Santa Barbara. She found the boat, Owen's boat that they escaped in. Um, she's just making her way. We're going through Santa Barbara. Really pretty. Um, very different from like our usual like um, super green foliage. Now super it's like a green, gray, not gray. Uh, like brownish, orange, brown, urban. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Now this place is like orange, burnt. You know, we're on we're on the very far west coast. You know, or sorry, we're south, but down south on the west coast, southwest. I guess you could say. <laughs> um, not like the urban, rainy Seattle or cold Wyoming. And um, yeah, we're making our way through. Um. Also learn how to make explosive arrows. Uh, the game should not have taught me that. Yeah, you're just <laughs> turning people into Gibbs. Just blood and guts everywhere. But um, yeah, you're making your way through, trying to see what happened. Um, Ellie crawls through a very narrow gap down a hill. As soon as she crawls through, she steps into a trap. Uh, one of those rope traps where it swings her up, holds her by her leg, stabs her side into a tree. Ow. Um, Oh God, bleeding! And out. she bleeds a lot because like there's a, a time lot. skip from her just hanging there. It's probably and it's like, like all in her hair and all down her body. It's real bad. It's like probably a few hours to yeah. where those those rattlers that we saw from when they got Abby and Lev are there, and um, they they tie her down, but um, they're pieces of shits, and Ellie is um trying to. Or one of the guys almost gets bit by a clicker, but Ellie laughs and kind of fucks with him. And um, to kind of like help get the one up on them, um, the guy tries to get Ellie to get bitten by the clicker to scare her. But he actually, she actually gets him bitten and eaten or killed. And um, she shoots the the big dude. And uh, but the big dude obviously bargains for his life, basically, because he knows that she got bit, but he doesn't know that she's immune. And he's like, look, I'll tell you before that infection sets in. Just please let me live. And he's like, two months ago, we picked up a big, you know, strong woman and a built like an ox and um, a little, little, little kid boy with um scars on his face, which also that was like a big like reveal of like shit. They were snatched two months ago and yeah Ellie just arriving which by the way i should mention that every time that like abby was doing her stuff uh ellie was like right well yeah abby was earlier than ellie and it's just like literally luck and like timing of like any sooner ellie would have met abby they would have crossed paths but it's like the same thing here and um 
yeah, so they um he tells her like, yeah, we got them. They're slaves. That's, that's what they fucking do. They turn people into slaves. And um, this is where we get a new gun, MP5 with the silencer. The best gun in the game. Best gun. Uh, Ellie doesn't give a fucking shoots and kills him, which he deserves. Um, looks like a terror. Like, oh gosh, what does he look like? He looks like the Harley Davidson guy. That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like. Yep. But um, yeah. So we go to the Rattlers compound to go and rescue Abby and Lev, so that we can kill Abby. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, explosive arrows was a bad idea because every time. So this new this introduces kind of a new um character mechanic or a character npc late in the game which is these characters have helmets so uh since i have explosive arrows and i'm gonna go with the bow i just shoot him straight in the head it's awesome yeah as you're fighting your way towards them you can see it's like a clearly a slave compound where they have all these people locked up doing all the work as they just shitting around doing their own thing they even have like clickers chained to concrete blocks it's very weird yeah and like I, if anybody it's like a guard dog situation yeah. yeah and if anybody like you know um the clickers will help alert you know obviously but um if anybody tries to escape they just kill them so um yeah i didn't really kind of feel bad making my way through here <laughs> no no they're pieces of shit um but yeah you, you make it through here you release the prisoners the prisoners actually try to kill you but then um it's because only because they saw you were infected. Yeah, but they don't, again, they don't know. But one guy is able to, like, hey, leave her alone. I know who you're looking for. They're down at the beach. Um, oh, gosh, what are they called? Uh, I know they were... Um, um, the Pillars. The Pillars. They're at the Pillars. He's like, but they might be dead already. But, so, yeah, they leave. Um, they go down there. I will say it was cool because what we did for this last part was we did the beginning portion. We had uh, Colt do, and then... Going through the compound, I did, and then this last part where Ellie has to go to the beach, we had um, Tanner do. Yep. Yeah, we gave Tanner the hardest uh, part of the game. Not hard, difficulty-wise, but emotionally. Emotionally, but I will say, too, Tanner did an excellent job. <laughs> I did. I did pretty amazing. But, um, yeah, so Ellie makes her way down there. We find the pillars. They're basically, like, cr they're not crosses, but they crucify people, basically. Yeah. Just with rope, not with nails. And, um... God, yeah. Lev and Abby are there. They're alive, but my God, they're in bad condition. Especially Abby. She's lost so much. Like she's muscle. lost all of her muscle mass. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. So like super dehydrated too. Yeah, super dehydrated. Also, they cut off all of her fucking hair. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so bad. And I mean, in this moment too, like both are wounded. Both are very skinny. I mean, they're kind of like. They're kind of on even even terms, and um, and even but Abby's resigned. She's like, "Look, there's boats at the beach. Just you know, let's get there." Um, they try to leave, but of course Ellie can't let it go. So Ellie does the same thing that she did to Dina. She grabs Lev by the throat and is like, "I'll kill him." And Abby's like, "She's not a he's not a part of this." And Ellie's like, "You made him a part of this." So and that's where we go into like a final like fight to the death and tanner fucking did perfect like i i will say when i did this um i got hit a lot um, yeah i was not as good as dodging yeah tanner dodged amazing because i'm 
Because I was a melee master. I was training for it the whole first two games. You were training this whole time just for this one moment where that I didn't time, even know happened. Yeah, every time you went melee only, you got hit, you got injured, but this one time you have perfected your skills. Yeah, it was really a full circle moment for me. Yep. But it was also a very sad moment because it was watching two sickly looks like they're dying women fighting to the death. <laughs> and God, it was brutal. I mean, people got stabbed. I mean, Ellie does end up stabbing Abby. Um, Ellie's yeah. already bleeding because of her wound from the tree. Yeah. yeah. And they're she fighting does... in salt water. They're fighting in salt water. They're, um, gosh, um, at some point, like Ellie's hand is close to Abby's mouth, so Abby is able to rip off her both of her pinky and her um, uh, ring finger. Ring finger, I think, isn't it? Yeah, ring finger. Yeah, she rips those off. Um, and but then still, again, Ellie is able to get the upper hand, and she holds her down and tries to drown her. And um, as she's trying to drown Abby, Ellie is having that moment of like of like anger and like, you know, no sound whatsoever. But then she sees Joel sitting there with his guitar on the porch. Um, until finally she just lets go and she stops and she just tells Abby with tears just to go, just to leave, take him. And Abby does. Abby gets on the boat and they go off into the fog, misty, ocean yep and that's the last time you see abby and lev yep so um, far for this game ellie uh returns back home to the farm um it's not it's definitely still a sadder tone it's just as like the tone i know originally for the time skip was like gray but now it's even like grayer more sad um because she gets inside and it's empty everything's been taken off mm. um, Everything that's there is gone. Um, except for her stuff. Except for her stuff uh, that was left there. Dina packed it up for her and put it in her room. And um, we get this final uh, moment where Ellie picks up her guitar. And as she's trying to play it, she tries to do the chord shapes. But she can't do the chord shapes. She can't hit the right notes because she only has three fingers. Three fingers and um, kind She'll of never a, be able to play the guitar ever again. Uh, yeah, kind of uh, um, a realization, and then she takes the guitar, puts it on the windowsill. We oh, wait, hold on. Y'all are skipping a part. Yeah, before she puts the guitar down, it's like right she picks it up, it's the flashback to her. The flashback? Joel. Okay, I thought that was after. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you want to... <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, do it, it. If, it's a flashback to... Uh, Ellie and Dina dancing. This is when it pops up for the first time, right? Oh, wait. Was that was that then or was that during the the dream? Did she have a dream whenever she was sleeping with Dina? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, well we gotta we gotta talk about the flashback anyway. There's two more flashbacks, and this is one of them of the dance. The dance where uh Dina and Ellie start dancing and they kiss. And then Ellie's embarrassed, like, stop, I don't want people to see. And then the bigot man comes over and he says, get out of here, you F-words. Or he uses a no, very he, offensive he, term. He I can't says, uh, we don't, 
he's like he uses the d word because you know yeah yeah it's just a family function yeah um, and then uh right as ellie was uh about to like give stab him, him something no beat him. Give, beat him uh joel comes in and like hey and like fucking pushes him beat a i mean a good dad <laughs> yeah and then yeah, maria but... said, then maria and tommy come in ruin the fun yeah but like ellie is still mad at joel for killing uh abby's father and yeah which keep in mind between this and that flashback is probably two or three years yeah yeah so they haven't really been talking that much on good terms at least for years it's yeah. very depressing but joel does look out for ellie in like other ways of like harassing jesse about her patrols and other stuff you know that yeah fuck that's so sad yep um because uh, that's that's when right after we get into the other one yep it's uh ellie and joel uh joel sitting on his porch drinking a cup of coffee this is where we learned that like he traded his art for the coffee beans and, which uh, is like such a funny moment of like man somebody i mean gotta appreciate somebody was looked at his stuff and was just like yeah i want this you know what you can have coffee for it like i don't know that's just kind of a sweet like so non-essential uh apocalypse fiction story like side bit <laughs> and in this uh moment uh right after ellie was talking to him like i'm not ready to forgive you but i'm willing to try and then joel's like i'd like that and then that's where it ends, right? I mean, yeah. That's yeah, where that's that where flashback the... ends, and it hurts so much. Yep. Where the flashback ends, and then you get El- Ellie's trying to play the guitar. Play the she guitar. Can. She, she lost the one connection she had to Joel. Yeah, that, that was left. And, and now she puts the guitar down. She's like, well, fuck. Now I have to go reconnect with the only family I have, which is now Dina. Well, not the only family, but like her family. Yeah. Dina and JJ. So you just see her walk out of the house and she starts just walking, traveling and going to go look for him. And that's where the credits hit. (sighs) Yeah, I still feel... just re-saying that final part has me feeling the exact same way as when I watched it. That that last flashback with her and Joel, I know I've said this several times, but I really do think that's probably my favorite scene in the game. It's so because Yeah. Because like for fantastic. context, it's like you're moving backwards where you're starting from earliest to latest. And um for this scene in particular, this is right before he dies. Yeah, this would have been the day before because we find out that, you know, they had that dance the day before they went on the patrol where Joel ends up getting killed by Abby. Yep. Like this is right before. So it's just so it's so terrible because not only like, you know, like it's one thing for Ellie to have lost her adopted father, but also, too, it's like Ellie was in the process willing to forgive Joel, willing to do mm-hmm. that at the very least. And that was ba- that was taken from her. <laughs> so like the night before he's dead. 
the night Man. before. Yep. So it's like it's not really about the fact that like um he, you know, he did some awful things. It's more about the fact that she was willing to forgive him that was taken yeah. from her. Yep. Oh man, such a god, such a good scene. You I feel me. like I just witnessed it again. Yeah, uh, I feel so, like oh, like I'm literally god. watching it in my head right now. It's me too. God, it's such. If for some reason you have got this far in the podcast and you have never played The Last of Us Part Two and you have no interest in watching it, and if anything we have said tonight has gotten you interested in, you should just go watch that scene because yeah. I, I, like I think that is a scene that stands well on its own. Like it's just that powerful of a scene. Like the like. I know we talk about like the the facial expressions that they somehow managed to capture in this game are just like absolutely. No- it feels like two human beings talking, not like watching it and talking about it. Like I'm it, I'm not really distinguishing like these are video game characters. It's more like these are actual human beings having these conversations. Yeah. And, oh God, so so fucking good. Two like yeah. all timer. I mean, I know Troy Baker is not in it as much as Joel, but oh my god, his performance in this game is incredible. And then Laura Bailey and Ashley Johnson, just as uh, Abby and Ellie, just fucking kill it. I mean, so freaking good. Uh, Lev's uh, acting, I mean, it's great. Every, every character that had a significant speaking role in this game did absolutely fucking phenomenal. Even the Rat King. Yes, sir. Uh, so, quick question: Do you guys want to see me cry? Because I'm about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, dude. Oh man, because like I, because uh, damn. I guess we should talk about how we feel about this game. Uh, final thoughts and then ratings. I guess. Um, yeah. Y'all want me to start with my? Yeah, you can start since it's here first. Please start. I'm with gonna cry. Pieces. Okay. So, with with the first game, uh, I felt like it it was cl- it was so close to perfection. Uh, there was just a fe- I I don't know what it is. It just was missing. It's not really something I can quantify, but it's like I I knew playing it, it wasn't a perfect game. This game is also not a perfect game. I don't get me wrong. It is phenomenal i think everybody owes it to themselves to play this game um i wouldn't sit here willingly and do a five-hour podcast after playing a 19-hour game uh on a game i didn't love i think what holds this game back and this is probably going to be real spicy is i am not a huge fan of that ellie portion in seattle i i feel i think it plays too slow um, I, I feel like it's a lot, it, you're kind of rewarded more for being a little more stealthy, um, in it. I, I just think it plays a little slow as compared now, don't get me wrong. The beginning portion of the game, like from opening until you're Ellie in Seattle, phenomenal. And from Abby's part onwards to through the epilogue, through credits, absolutely. I mean, fucking phenomenal. I mean, if that was the game, I mean, I, it would be phenomenal. But as far as the acting, the voice performances go, just absolutely next level. Um, like I said, everybody with an actual decent-sized speaking role is fucking phenomenal. 
I just, man, like it, it really, cause I was, y'all got me really hyped for this, especially after we played last of us one. Cause you're like, yeah, I like last of us part two way better. I, I think I like part one more. Oh, wow. Um, ah, wow. I, okay. I, and the only reason I say that is because there wasn't a part of part one that I actively disliked. I, I really do not like at least those first two days as Ellie in Seattle. I, I just feel like it's so like. I don't know. I feel like it grinds the game's momentum to an absolute fucking halt. Um, and the game's not that long to begin with. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, like I said, we beat it in about 19 hours, 19 and a half hours. And you're talking about like a five hour chunk of the game just feels like a fucking slog to me. <laughs> but like, so obviously I have to dock some points for that. But the highs in this game are higher than my Last of Us Part 1 highs. Um, I think Abby's whole storyline i think her redemption in the eyes of the player is phenomenal i I, th I love how they wrap all of that up together i do think the final fight is a little i don't want to say over the top because it's not but it's a little over the top but i love it like it's the good kind of over the top and the just the open-ended ending if naughty dog doesn't give me a last of us part three in the next couple of years i'm going to be pissed i don't want to be 35 and have children by the time part three comes <laughs> out um i would actually like to sit down and play it before i'm 30 which is closer every day um but man it's such a special game like definitely a great game for the ps4 to go out on even though they're still making fucking games for the ps4 which makes no fucking sense um but yeah, it's just, I mean, really nothing I can add that we haven't already said besides the fact that I thought those first few hours playing as Ellie in Seattle were just grinding it to the halt. So I'm going to have to give Last of Us Part 2 an 8.5. Or, or never mind. Oh, I, I thought we were going to do it like we did the last time where we all said our piece and then gave the score. Oh, okay. I yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Uh, personally, I loved all of this game. I did not feel that way about Ellie's segment. I felt like it was slower. Yes, but that's also it's meant to be that way for Ellie's playstyle, and I like that because it gives you a variety of playstyles, and I, I prefer the variety over than like. Just being forced into uh, to one single one, even though you can argue like you're forced into being sneaky with her, which you're not really. It's all about your skill level. And I'm just better. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Tanner. Just kidding. I just it, it's I really enjoyed that part. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> Uh, I loved Abby's part. Even though I loved Ellie's, I think Abby's uh, segment is my favorite in this game. I really love Abby's story sections. I, it has my favorite fighting mechanics. I like the fucking animation, the story, not animation. The, well, yeah, it's animation. Everything about this game is 
peak PlayStation exclusive. Because like when you think of a PlayStation exclusive, you think games like this, Last of Us, God of War. This is the peak. This is the... I know a lot of people say movie video games and like think that's a bad thing. This is peak movie video games. That's a good thing. This is the pinnacle for me when it comes to like Sony exclusives. I I love this game with all my heart. I love Ellie. I love Abby. I love Joel. Every single one of these characters, even though they are super flawed in a lot of ways. I can't get enough of them, and I need that third game that follows Abby and Lev as they try to go to the Fireflies, or a game where, or, or you, the main, my dream for part three would be Abby and Lev go to the Fireflies while you occasionally go back to Ellie uh, trying to like get back to Dina and having some shit happen with that. Wendell and I speculated. I don't. I can't remember if Tanner was there. No, Tanner no. speculated too. He was the one that like said that like um, if the Fireflies are regrouping, that means they figured something out. Yeah, th- th- we speculated that like since the Fireflies are regrouping, we think that they're going to have a way to have the vaccine, and th- the way that Ellie and Abby can reconnect would be. Abby has to find Ellie to get the job done right this time. And mm-hmm. maybe Ellie can see this as maybe I can do something good with my life instead of causing suffering. I can actually cure this illness. And that's like what we predict that could be a possibility in part three. I, well, I really I'll, like that idea. I also think that's really the only logical way you can bring Abby back as a playable character. Is, I mean, it, I feel like that's the only thing you can do. Like, I feel like Abby has to be a playable character in the next. Yeah, no, I do too. So, I, yeah, no, I agree. I just feel like that is the only storyline you can do with Abby and Lev that makes sense. Because I mean, obviously Ellie has the story of oh, I got to go fight Dina and JJ because we don't actually know where they are. They could be in Jackson for all we know, but we don't fucking know. And but Abby going on this hunt for Ellie and well Ellie to bring her back to Catalina Island to potentially sacrifice herself and save humanity uh I feel like would be a great fucking way to wrap up this trilogy but like it, also if it's not Ab- like if it's not Abby I see no point in just following Ellie I feel really? like this would be a good spot for Ellie's story to end because not everything's going to have the perfect ending. And I think this is a really good ending, though. No, but like I... she's lost everything. I don't know. Like, what else is there to Ellie's story other than like trying to get Dina back? That's not a good game. That's like that's you're not playing a game there. You're watching a TV show. Now, if this was a TV show, having Dina try to get back with or having Ellie try to get back with Dina, I think that would be entertaining in a TV show format but like there's not much to play there well yeah that's why i think you need abby and i i don't okay let me let me rephrase i don't think you can do a part three you can't do a part three with just abby because you need ellie you can't do a part three without ellie because you need abby all right 
Like you, you need both of them to make it work. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, I, I don't feel like either of their two storylines are compelling enough without a game. Because again, if, if you play as Abby and you're just at the Fireflies, what's the whole fucking purpose of the Fireflies if not trying to actively find a cure? So it's like, like, what are we fucking doing here? Yeah, because like, if Abby unless is- it's a fucking life simulator and our goal is to get Abby absolutely fucking jacked again. Yes. Yeah, and also Abby to uh, take care of Lev, raise yeah. raise him as her uh, her boy, buff boy. In the next game, Lev will be jacked as shit. So will Abby, and then they will uh, do the X gonna give it to you Rick and Morty reference. I was literally about to say <laughs> the Rick and Morty with Summer and Rick. <laughs> they just beat the shit out of anybody who comes yeah. their way. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Okay. For like to end my little stay, man. I guess Last of Us Two is one of my favorite games of all time. It's some of the, it's just pinnacle. I I love this game. It's not my favorite game of all time, but it is top ten easily. I don't know the exact numbering, but if I had to give it a score, I'd give it a ten out of ten. Nice. And I know that sounds like a a high number for just our second episode, but this is a game that I feel very strongly about. Yeah. So, I mean, too, the whole basis of the show is we wanted to start with, I mean, obviously going in these two games, y'all knew were y'all some heavy fucking hitters for y'all. It's not like we were going to start this show with, oh, let's do, uh, I'm looking at my collection. Sonic 06. Yeah. Let, let's do, how do y'all feel about doing WWE 2K14? Uh, Ooh, how do you guys feel about doing uh, Call of Duty Vanguard? Uh, I didn't play Vanguard, so <laughs> we didn't did we. <laughs> <laughs> So we'd all lose. Um, I guess I should go into my part. Yeah, Wenzel, spill it. Uh, so I should preface. I am. I think I prefaced this in the f- first episode, but I am writing an essay, just a little piece about both of the games together so i won't say too much from that because a lot of what i have to say will probably be in there but i'll try to kind of go over my thoughts for just this game obviously but um yeah stay tuned for that um it will it will be out there within probably um the week after this episode releases so it should be out by then um and um i I don't know how long it will be for, I mean, I'll say it, it'll probably, it's going to be free, obviously, you can read it, but um, at some point in the future, maybe in the far future, it might be, you know, you might have to pay for it, maybe. I should just mention that. Is that okay? You'll have to give Wenzel personally $20. Yeah. And yeah. me, 50 No, no, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm, we're, we're, we're thinking about certain things here at AYCH and Black Hog Boys, and, you know, I... Uh, anyway yeah so but to kind of give what i think about this game so this game um i i love it more than the first part i love um how multifaceted it is we get two different viewpoints um i love the parallels between abby and lev's with joel and ellie's i love that um i do like the first part of ellie's um portion of this game um like colt said the play style is stealthy um, and I enjoy that too. Um, but I do enjoy Abby's more because Abby, you get to see the other side of this, um, of this story, of this journey of like, 
what has led to this. Um, see that I, I do enjoy, like I do enjoy Abby's playstyle more too, as well. But I think together they make for a perfect game. I um, that's my thoughts on this, or that's what I think about this game. As I, I. There's nothing really I hate about it because I know we've said like, oh, yeah, there are certain characters who don't get enough, you know, screen time who are just kind of there. But I mean, really, though, they're there. I think they fill their roles perfectly as being accessories or as being vehicles to carry Abby and carry her her characterization and to carry her eventually her um, resolution uh, compromise of like finally like. um letting go of this revenge of accepting what has happened and then, you know, becoming basically our new Joel and Ellie taking care of Lev. And then also to, um, Ellie's journey. But, uh, I, I think what, I guess what, what really makes this game like, um, perfect for me is like, um, getting to see Joel, like for, I guess what he really is, which is like, if you haven't picked up on that, he's a flawed character by now, then you're kind of, you're, you're doing this whole thing all wrong because like, I, we've talked about this before, but, but so many people just are, are dead set on Joel. You know, he died. It was disrespectful. You know, he's a great guy. It's like, no, no, he's not. He's not a great guy. Now, did he deserve to die the way that he did? I don't know, but he's not a great guy. So stop holding into this. And like, showing how like how what he does what we do have consequences and i i guess to go more into what i'm trying to get at is like uh the themes of violence for this particular game um is like we said it's more um what's the word it's more realized um, this is where we get to really see their vision realized in this game that they use for part one is that is that how we fetishize violence how like um it's everywhere it's in movies and tv video games stuff and how you know how much we just enjoy and like enjoy it and not to like you know cast blame or anything because i'm definitely one of those people i love playing god of war one of my favorite games of all time super violent call of duty um halo like all these other things like yeah but like also too, like having like being able to t take a step back and seeing like these this violence and uh, glorifying it is, you know, there's it's wrong in a sense, um, unless it's simulated. Uh, but it's um, of what it can lead to of um, with also too like a cult like mentality of how that can <sighs> enable and um really uh what's the word not brainwash but like because in here we see the wolves and the scars right you think like okay two different groups cult militia not really they're both cults um just you know one is going off of very old uh stone age type of thinking conservatism and then you have the militia the wolves going off of more modern um but still kind of living off of uh systems of the old world and um militarized training and all that stuff like it's all they're both cults and um you know you're thinking like oh well the cults of you know religion this is a mil like i mean what all religions fyi um they started as cults so um 
that's another thing too about how these type of thinkings kind of like not influence um they they can i guess like how uh i, I can't really <laughs> I'm, I'm really tired right now so i'm kind of losing steam but like I, I i will cover this more in uh what i have written down because i i hope my written word is better than my spoken word but like i i just love how this game approaches violence like of how it shows that while it's you know it's definitely like it was still definitely fun to play as abby to play as ellie to do all this crazy shit but at the same time it's like you know maybe maybe think about your choices more about what this can consequences about especially with the situation of like oh shit you know kill the doctor kill this all this girl's all of her friends you know these kids are wrapped up in a war for land, like all this crazy shit. And just, um, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't do good for anybody. And, um, I, like I said, I think this is a perfect game. Um, you guys have said a lot. I've said a lot. I think that kind of sums up everything. I you know, definitely feel about it. I think this is like, it's, it's one of my favorite games. I think it's a, it's one, a very high form of art. I mean, really, I, I think it's fantastic, especially what it has to say about about violence. I mean, you can even say religion, about war. Um, just incredible. Uh, 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. What's the average of that, Tanner? You're the math lord. Are you ready for the average of an 8.5 and two tens? Yeah. yeah. It's 9.5. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do I do just want to add an addendum. I didn't mean for it to sound like I didn't have fun with Ellie's part. It is fun. I just felt like compared to the rest of the game, including other parts that you play as Ellie, especially towards the end and even Seattle Day 3, it just kind of felt like a slog. No, I, I definitely feel what you mean. Uh, I know for certain people it will feel like that and i know like for me like like you said had still have fun but it definitely goes slower because i yeah because i guess abby goes by faster because you kind of you're you used to, to the controls you're you used know to what it, you're doing you your feet wet you know what's going on so like the timeline it's like okay yeah so yeah well, I, I definitely get that and also too i think i was just more interested in abby's stuff in general yeah i mean yeah. she had the a whole little story to go on i mean you get to play as her doing something objectively good and then as ellie well, yeah you're kind of i mean you're just kind of following ellie on a path of revenge and with uh, abby you know sh like you're it's more of like of um breaking uh militarized you know militarized really dismantling two <laughs> militaries <laughs> yeah, like like dismantling you know dealing with con armed conflicts dealing dismantling uh or um dismantling conditioning um uh, oh gosh what what's the dynamic there like you know uh enemy uh now friends i mean that whole dynamic where wolves and scars yar and lev abby dealing with that um found family i mean all of that it's it's all being dealt with and i mean not to say that ellie doesn't have any depth either it's just that there was like there was a lot going on with abby yeah. in my opinion 
Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Also, I feel like Abby really encompassed the best parts of Ellie and Joel from the first game. Yeah, yeah. that's what yes. made me love that game so much was Ellie and Joel and their, you know, whole fucking bit. So yeah. I, I feel like, too, that's why I connected more because with again with Ellie, we do get character development. Like, I'm not trying to say that, but it's more like. Well, I mean, you she's here, she wants to kill, she wants to murder. It's pretty that's pretty much all she wants to do. That's all she's talking about. With Abby, we get this deep character development, you know, see her pretty much become like a whole new person. I mean, really, after she kills Joel, I mean, she's like, okay. And then again with Owen there leading as like a well, well, we kind of got this going on, and she's like, hmm. Maybe I should dismantle two militaries. Let let me just say this. Crazy ass weekend in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seattle. Three day weekend, guys. Let's yeah. do something wild. I'll say it. Maybe Abby should kill Joel more often. <laughs> if I could do it again, I would. <laughs> oh, he does say that. Joel does say if I could do it all over again to Ellie at the very end. I would do the same thing. Oh, yeah, he does say that. Which is also <laughs> he, very emotional. Yeah, he does say, I would kill that doctor again. I hope that doesn't cause you any trouble in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, that's the whole reason we started the podcast. So I guess now this is the last episode of the Backlog Boys. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Had fun. No, we'll be back next month or this month. Actually, uh, this month, since this episode's coming yeah. out two days Would late. Would we say The Last of Us Part 2 is an essential viewing? Uh, that's uh, the wrong thing. Would we say that is a cinema grinoire? Uh, another, you're almost there. Would we say it's a caging greatness? No. Ultraman Files? No. Non-canon file? No. Right after review? No, it's a backlog boy. Right after review? I haven't heard that one in <laughs> fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, well, hey, look at that. Backlog for Tanner? Complete. Yeah. Uh, I guess this... we could say that's a bit of banter and lanterns. I know it's kind of... Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I remember that forever. <laughs> I know it's kind of early. Uh, or a little soon after it just came out, but we're going to go give you homework already, okay? Yes. Um. So sad, so too bad. Our game for December is going to be Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And boy, did we think this was going to be an easy episode when uh, we had the idea to do it for the month, uh, six months ago. Or however well, long ago like it was. Three months ago. <laughs> Whatever. We thought it'd be an easy episode. And we know all y'all playing it because it's the fastest selling game on Switch ever. Yeah, I'm one of them. Uh, let's just say my relationship with it is complicated. I'm 40 hours in. I have 330 something Pokemon out of the 400 in the Pokedex, and I'm loving it. I'm. We're gonna have a lot to say. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a lot to say. Actually, as we're recording this, Nintendo ha had to announce on their official Twitter, which never fucking happens, that they're releasing a patch for it. So I'm very excited to see what that patch looks like. So I'll try to play with that patch this weekend. But yeah, that episode will be dropping on the 28th of December. So a little 
uh, long listening for you in between that Christmas and New Year's lull that there always is at the end of the year. And then on December 14th will be our monthly banter episode. We should have a fuck ton to talk about because we'll be coming off the Game Awards. Um, got, and just, just got a lot's a- already happened. Yeah, yeah, and a bunch has happened, and uh, we'll be talking about some games. Uh, rumor has it you may be getting a hot little Modern Warfare 2 review. That is yes, true. Did, did Does Wenzel make good on his promises? We'll see. <laughs> some of them, maybe. Yeah, maybe one of them. Let's just say one of them was really fucking hard, and I kind of hate it. <laughs> it's paparazzi. that fucking dog would not sit still (laughs) um y'all want me to do plugs yeah plug it up all right well uh thank you if you have made it through this i believe over five hour podcast um you can follow us on twitter at backlog boys pod that's boys with a z pod you can follow me on twitter at tana1495 listen to all these fucking shows on this network Help us. Listen to All You Can Hear. Listen to Cinema Grimoire. Listen to Cajun Greatness. Listen to Ultraman Files. Listen to Backlog Boys. On the Listen to everything on the AYCH Extra feed. Uh, if you don't already, or if you haven't already, leave us a like, a review, a subscription, a rating, whatever, on your RSS feed catcher of choice, uh, telling us, hey, Backlog Boys is awesome. Cinema Grimoire is awesome on the AYCH Extra feed. Or if you haven't done it on the AYCH main feed, go do that. Tell them how awesome they are. You can tell me how awesome I was five years ago when I was on the podcast regularly. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Uh, Twitch.tv slash all you can hear. Uh, we will stream eventually. I couldn't tell you when. We uh, might stream this Saturday. I, I will say. We might stream this Saturday if you've made it to the end. We have actually decided that <laughs> while recording this. Yes. Um, but we'll we'll tweet it on our socials and everything, uh, blow it up out there. But uh we're talking about maybe streaming some of this Fortnite event as well mm-hmm. as doing some uh our placement ranked matches in Overwatch two before season one ends. Just to see where yeah. we would be. By this and Saturday we mean tomorrow. This- yeah, if you're listening, if, you're if you've made it through a five-hour podcast, yes, then tomorrow, December the 3rd. Yep. But if you can't make it to the live, that's fine. Guess what? We'll archive it for you. We're that sweet. Archive it. It'll be on YouTube. All you can hear. You can search it. You can watch it. And uh, let's see. What, what fucking else does AYCH got? They got a letterbox. Follow us at All You Can Hear on Letterbox, and uh, I'm gonna say that's it. Instagram, All You Can Hear. Instagram, All You Can Hear. Or is it AYCH Podcast? It's one of those. Fuck, I don't know. Actually, I think it's AY. It's AYCH Podcast on Instagram. Damn. That's anyway. probably everything. Yeah. Did yeah. You plug yourself. I did. Okay. Or My if Inst- I didn't, Tanner one four nine five on Twitter. Yeah. That guy. My name's you don't Colt. get to rush this. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Uh, sorry if like the energy died down as we went through this five-hour podcast because we started at 6.30-ish p.m. and it's currently 12.56 a.m. Yeah. Um. Yeah, again, 
uh like like colt said sorry if this energy has died down also i'm trying to reserve stuff for my essay because like i said my spoken word might not be as good as my written word so i hope you enjoy it um whenever i put that out um but thank you for listening i'm winslow you can follow me on twitter at winsy you can follow my art instagram at world of winsy you can go follow my bookstagram where i talk about books at winslow banters you can go to my store where I sell prints and stickers, uh, worldofwinsy.bigcartel.com. I have a link tree for my links for everything, including those and my letterbox, my Goodreads, my Kofi as well. Um, yeah, I, um, I, if you made it this far, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you hope you enjoyed it. And again, um, I will put out the essay. There will probably be a link to a google doc for it um until we can figure out something to where um or a concrete place for us to maybe have but for right now that's what we that's what we're gonna have so yes uh stay tuned for that thank you all right any last words uh thank you for listening and if you see an angry buff woman coming at you with a golf club uh run (laughs) yeah that's usually sound advice. I will also say, uh, keep an eye on our socials, uh, specifically Twitter, in case Twitter was to melt at any given day. Uh, you know, you can always find us at other places. But also, uh, we got, you know, New Year, New Us, 2023 coming up. We'll, we're going to do some stuff in 2023. My guess is. No. That's all I want to say about that. Y'all have a good day or a good night if you're listening to this. Ta-ta. Bye.